Previously on Martini Giant. That was and Robert Longo that directed that, right? Robert Longo directed Johnny Mnemonic. Wait, wait a minute. Robert Longo, the artist? Yeah. He directed that? Is that true? Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. Is that really true? I'm, I'm almost positive. Because I love Robert Longo. Well, this is a counterfactual podcast, and we're going to say that it's true. That is basically the relationship from a movie straight time. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's yeah. a cut and paste. And I, I, I'm i not to try to hijack your podcast here, Chris. It's, it's your not podcast my, too, my friend. It's, it's not my goal here, Chris. But, but uh, if I'm allowed you... to talk, um, the thing about... <laughs> oh, the... martyrism. No, no, no. Look, I'll go wait outside. I'll go wait outside. Because I am not an intellectual. I'll tell you that right away. You're not a nice like, person. I think you're a smart person, but just yeah. not a good person. Well, and, like, I will, I will fight for... <laughs> That's not a negative, Chris. I will That's fight not for, a negative. Like, Don't I take it the wrong intell- way. Like, Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 28, which is David Fincher's 2007 film, Zodiac, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Anthony Edwards, and Robert Downey Jr., and many, many more. And it was brought to us as a suggestion and guest, Nicole Arnell. Thank you so much, Nicole, for coming and doing this. She is a great, great person, and she and I spent a lot of time at Digital Domain together, along with Dan Thrawn, and uh, I think she may have had some overlap with Eric, but I'm not really sure. Anyway, she was very kind to bring this as a really great suggestion, which was a very lively conversation. She also brought us a fabulous bottle of Belvini Single Barrel 15-Year-Old Scotch Whiskey. Delicious and really great uh, accompaniment to the uh, podcast. Uh, The movie itself, if you guys have not seen Zodiac, is an extremely complex film with a lot of moving parts. Uh, we are going to go ahead and do what we normally do and spoil the whole thing, but don't worry about it. Even if we spoil the whole thing, it is still worth watching over and over again because there are so many moving parts and so many things going on this. That is, it is the kind of movie that you need to watch many times in order to catch all of the intricate plot points and all the different characters involved because it is really, really cool. Uh, if you guys don't know the story about Zodiac, it's based on a true story about a, the Zodiac serial killer uh, and uh, the story about trying to find who the Zodiac killer is. Anyway, uh, for those of you in the United States, uh, hopefully you guys will enjoy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're releasing this podcast uh, a day early because I will be on the road for Thanksgiving and I figured might as well do that and put it out just a day early so you guys can enjoy this great podcast during your Thanksgiving travels. That is if you're in the United States. All right. Hopefully you will enjoy the 2007 film Zodiac. Kansas City, Missouri is downtown and I am from suburbia. Yeah. Basically. It's like it's like Irvine, but in yeah. the middle of Kansas. Not bad. But yeah, and it's not like Kansas City, Missouri do? and Kansas City Rhode Island. I just got you an extra glass <laughs> because you used your scotch glass to pull coffee into it. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, our, 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 hopefully at one point, our sponsor, La Colombe. La Colombe. La Colombe, La Colombe Coffee, yes. We must be recording right now because I'm about to I am this. absolutely <laughs> recording this. La Get Colombe, who does not sponsor this show, is <laughs> a triple shot of draft latte with 175 mg, mg of, um, of caffeine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that means milligrams. Um, but we're going to say it means martini giants of uh, <laughs> yes. Wait, I only opened a little bit of this. Why don't you save that? Nice. Oh, you're okay. Yeah, yeah don't yeah. don't waste this. Yeah, that's right. It's good stuff, everybody. It's good if stuff. You happen to be listening. I just saved you money. And there we you are. saved me money. Look at the this. company money. Yeah, you save. It's you saved. One, one can of this is worth of natural caffeine is worth three shots of espresso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's however, so however, for the best. Besides 
our La Colombe that we talk about on every episode. We do have a fantastic gift from our amazing guest, Nicole, who's come by. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you, you listened to the uh, uh, Halloween episode where we talked about you on that oh, episode. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> did we? Oh, God, what did you say? <laughs> we were talking about uh, – I was talking about people on Facebook, you know, like who, who wanted to be on the podcast. Oh, is this why – Yeah, he, <laughs> what he was talking about uh, is like, hi, Nicole, like – uh, uh, you were talking about her on the Home Shopping Network, like with a blender. Do you remember that? I what? don't. But <laughs> you're this actually a running amazing. character on our show. Yeah, you are a running this character. Is, uh, on our who show. knew? Yeah, um, it's quite. Funny. I did it's not. Like, I don't even like, recall that. Uh, it's hilarious. Thing. I listen to it all the time. Eric, you're 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 a funny guy, and you come up with some. I don't remember quips. much of what I say. I know years of being a wise. That's why we do this podcast? Nonetheless, nonetheless, do you listen to the podcast? I listen to the podcast. You listen to the podcast? No. Oh God, I love it. I've never listened to one podcast. Oh my god, it's so good! We I just listened so to the opening. Good. Wow, wow! Yeah, oh, that's all. And I listened to the opening bit uh, for a minute too, yeah. and then I stop it. And every I time keep... you say, "Don't put that on the opening," and I always put. I that know, on but I feel like if I listen to it, it's going to kill some mojo. <laughs> I don't listen to it. It's terrible. Do you know you what I mean? See, you don't want to hear it. It's awful. If you listen no to jokes. it, then you'll start to tailor yourself for the next one. That's, that's what, but that's what I'm. That, that's clearly what I'm doing. Like now, I speak with a much deeper voice, and I use this a lot. See, I'm not. I'm just going to. I just. I don't know. I feel like if I listen to – I could listen to it, but I just – I feel like if I do, then I'll be like, you know, maybe I, I'll, I won't make fun of Chris so much or something <laughs> right, like that. Right, but right. Then, you just feel internally bad uh, about what you're saying. You Where's do the it, joy then? The if I can't make yeah, fun of Chris. We have to do at least listen, one – You only make fun of me because you love me. Let's not push it's that. Let's just say I make fun of you. It's of the reasons. One of the reasons? Yes, it's okay. But yeah, I just okay. I should, I guess, but I'm not because I think it would just be like, oh, maybe I should just try to. And I think we all have velvet voices. I think it's. Lovely. I'm nasally, it's, it's, and no, I, it's, I, it's wonderful. Fun. I fall asleep. To this I can't. Do I actually, about what it. I thought, I thought about it, you know, because yeah. I was someone who was talking to me uh, about our podcast, and I said one of the things I like about it is we all have actually very different voices, so it's very easy to distinguish. Who we, we are. should record yes. this in like some sort of like. I would agree if that as someone that's actually listened to this podcast. Oh, I'm you like, listen to our podcast. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking, <laughs> but, but not the ones that I mentioned on. Just definitely not those. I yeah. can't even yeah. remember. We, we try to we try to track that. So so <laughs> I think it's actually pretty easy for our listeners who listen to it. It's like that's Dan, that's Eric, and that's Chris, mm. and Nicole clearly has a different. And voice you guys than all, all yes. work to get your recording, by the way. We're four minutes just, in and we've okay, almost it's good them. material. Uh, just uh, talking to my audio engineer over there, Chris. And, <laughs> Look at Dan this. and I have our show. And uh, <laughs> But the thing is, uh, you guys all work together. Yes. Yeah. 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 We did. We did. Digital domain. domain. <laughs> yes. But yeah. for what? For Joe's movie? or oh, Gosh. I don't know. I worked on a few different things. Yeah. What did wasn't you work? even with you guys for like a really long time. I don't even know if we were in the same building for a long time. I was in the commercials building for a long time. So and, we were. And, yeah, we were, yeah. But and we had. Then, and then I was in the digital building after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But and uh, for people that do not know this, the commercials building of DD was uh, like the thing they do the rat experiments in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that space. It was like a well, the digital plywood palace. Yeah, the like mushroom farm. I, wa- I walked, I walked my, my, my parents when they came to visit me and walked them through the digital buildings like, oh my God, this is like a 
dysfunctional frat house. Oh, like, my God. Dude. Like, yeah. like, like the rejected frat house. Like, it, like, it, like OSHA uses pictures of that in its manual. <laughs> <laughs> like, if this is what your workplace looks like. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. But uh, one of the things that Nicole and I uh, were involved with was uh, a highballers night, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so uh, she brought a fantastic whiskey uh, to I, I'm assuming to celebrate our highballers history together. One hundred percent. Oh, I was nice. like, I haven't seen you guys in a really long time. I Let's know. do this. Nice. And this is a a Belvini single barrel, fifteen year old Scotch. Fantastic. That's spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah, I'm very excited to try this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we are. We're going to crack this bad boy open. Single barrel or single mailbox. <laughs> single it's mailbox. The only whiskey made in that's old right. mailboxes. Oh, that's a really nice touch. Though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's an, you, old, an old wood mailbox from Cape Cod. Yep. You yeah. know. You know. Don't 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 Salty. play your 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 your, your 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 comedy routine because you actually do know the history of. How they make scotch because we had an entire episode X-ray came with X-ray, and, yep. and he explained yes. all that. And you were fascinated by it because mm-hmm. of the whole sherry cast thing. You know, no, it's kind of blurred a little bit. I imagine that uh, it is aged in a giant stone head for up to fifteen years. Is that I don't. Right? Zardoz. This head. is a this <laughs> is a sherry cast, by the way. This is a sherry cast, and we already learned the history of the sherry cast in the fact that there, uh, uh, the, the 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 cast. They don't make sherry that much anymore. So there's certain oh, yeah, there's like a, a sherry problem. There's a sherry a problem. Sherry problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so uh, there are certain scotch uh, uh, businesses that own sherry cat sherry businesses in Spain just to get their casks. <laughs> they just dump they, it in the river. They dump the sherry in the river just to get the barrels. That's right. Yeah. Isn't they that just, crazy? Just, it's out of the faucet. And Belvini would probably not would would could be one of those the, those distilleries because it is a fantastic uh, whiskey. Also, very smooth. You're going to like this. No, mm. Belvini is delicious. Is I delicious. like Belvini. Yeah, I was wanting to get something that was kind of middle of the road because like oh, I yeah. can go super super smoky. Yeah. But also at the same time I was like in, in my drinking days. Belvini was super like smoky was where delicious. I started. Yeah. 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 Belvini is delicious. All right, give me your give me your I, glass. I, I'm Nicole. I believe I am forever off. Yeah. I'm I I did my drinking and I finished it up before everybody else. I I, I put my pencil down. Let's finish the test. Well, good for you. Yeah, good for you. That is, uh, that is not going to be the case for me. No, that's no, too no, much. You take this. that. I okay. can't drink that much. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is it. Don't waste it. All right. Just a little right. shot. Oh my god! Like, no, ah, da, da, da. Oh my gosh! Beautiful. Eric. Oh my god! He that doesn't like it too much. Yeah, he's not. All right, hold on. Whoa! All right. Shall we? My lacalama even faster. Do you want to smell it though? Did you smell it? No, I can smell it from here. Okay. That is a that is a golden brew. That when was the really, first time you tried really whiskey? Really good. Hold on. I oh my say, gosh. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to mm-hmm. celebrate this whiskey. Please. Uh, it definitely is. How's uh, the nose? The nose is delicious. Yeah. Poignant, mm-hmm. slightly sweet, mm-hmm. uh, not smoky. No. Smoky. At no, all. Not even a little bit. That's not even remotely smoky. Yeah. Smoky at smotely. all. Smoky. <laughs> it's quite smoky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. really nice. That's really nice. Let me flush in your cheeks. It's along the lines of a Macallan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Belgian, right? uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Delicious. Shouts out to my boyfriend for suggesting that one. Yes. Yes. He's it's, already tried it. And I was like, well, it's my turn now. That's right, man. Well, uh, pretty good, right? Eddie, Eddie is oh, a, give me a, is a, a good person. 
He uh, is a connoisseur. He's a connoisseur. He's also funny Glory because uh, during <laughs> during our time <laughs> at uh, yeah. at Highballers, he, I still Dude, mock sick. him for it's bringing the knot. I'm serious. Oh, I, just was like, I'm I forgot I, to tell him. I, I put on <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll let him know. That's so that was Johnny the Cash. worst whiskey Apparently, I ever Johnny tasted. Johnny Cash heard that song. He's like, all right, I'm done. Well, he might actually buy it and just keep it at his desk. Who knows? He was like, wow, he bought like some crazy Chinese wine. I mean, I'm a that was cast. terrible. I'm that was that was lame. I have a the box yeah. set of well, all his, te- his television shows. No kidding. Recently. Okay, so for the listeners, cool. we're having two different conversations. <laughs> and it's Johnny be Cash really and uh, Bruce Springsteen over here. What right. are you guys doing? And we're talking about whiskeys. So, yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> no, that's. I think we could do that. We could actually have two podcasts going simultaneously. I suggested one in one. Should I actually? Because I can <laughs> actually split the audio <laughs> and make two different exactly. things. Left, I, left I, channel, right I proposed to an old writing partner of mine years ago that we go in and. You know, you pitch to agents and uh, to pitch two different films. Mm. So he would be there. I'd be like, okay, girl, Plains of Ohio. Okay, grandmother is taking care of her. Okay, cut, Bill. Yes, space cargo ship <laughs> going towards the moon. As they approach them, and the, the agent's yeah. like, okay, wait. Okay, so I'm on the planes with the girl. Okay, I got that. Next, you're, we're in space, right? Okay. But they don't know who's a spy on the ship. Back to Eric. <laughs> she decides to take a Greyhound bus to Chicago, and she wants to learn how to play like an old blues man. See, no, I think that this is a <laughs> okay. Wait, idea. Okay, so now I'm back in the cargo ship. You know, <laughs> I, I would totally torture this. Okay, I, I think where, where we should go with that uh, is that uh, <laughs> if we were to use uh, 3D technology, okay, we could actually solve well, like when you're going out with your significant other and they want to see like I don't know, maybe they like action films and you like rom coms, whatever it is. You could actually play the rom com in one eye, yeah. and use a speaker for that in one ear, and then. The other eye play the action movie, and you cool. can both sit together and watch two separate movies in the same theater. You just have to block out one eye. Or I'm you s- can I'm do a genius. Can you, or you can do this? Like, you can do this. You can do straight time in this eye and heat in this eye, yeah, and exactly. start exactly at the start, <laughs> and then play that's Pink that's Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, that's right. And just exactly oh drop the needle down. <laughs> okay, here we go. And then yep, yeah, there it is. sync it up. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. We're, we're technical people. Hey, yeah, we can do these things. Let's talk technical, okay? Yeah. But I thought it would just absolutely piss off agent. They'd be like, wait a minute. I'm <laughs> just confused. A second. God just, damn it. <laughs> okay, God okay damn then where am I again? Where's the old blues man? In space? Yeah, no. Blues man in space. No. Come on, Just going to go see your grandmother in space. I like this. <laughs> All right. Do this. That is a lovely whiskey, and thank you for bringing it. Yeah, of course. Thank Thanks, you. Lynn. So our, uh, our movie tonight was a suggestion by Nicole, one of her favorite David Fincher films. Did you work on this film too, Didi? No, no, I didn't work I on any Fincher possibly. films, Didi. I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that, honestly. Okay. I'm, um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what is it when you have to reveal that you've uh, done something on the news before you report on it? Anyway, one of those disclosure, disclosure, full disclosure. I worked on this movie. Yes, you did. Yeah. I you think did. I knew that. Yeah. The cabbie shot scene. I did not, though. That is um, Mark Pereira worked on that. Yeah, I know Mark. You know Mark. I worked with him. That's your buddy. Yep. I think that's who did it, and and Lou Pacora. Mark is the Zodiac Killer. You think that too? I thought. Oh, he's the <laughs> we all know it's Ted Cruz. Please just always come in. You always come in and like, hello, Zodiac. Hello, Zodiac. Oh, Toddy, yeah. anyone? You know, it's funny. So I was watching Zodiac last night, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, my wife went to go out to to see Zillow on in concert. So I'm hanging out with my kids. My, it's a great kid movie. Yeah. <laughs> so my my like I'm in the bedroom and I'm watching. I was like I gotta watch Zodiac and it's a long fucking movie. So yeah. like. Yep. 
I got I can't wait for the kids to go to bed to watch it. I was like, I'm just gonna start watching this. So my son goes to bed, I put him in bed, I'm you know, pausing between the things and watching it and my daughter walks in and she says, All right, I'm gonna go to bed. She's she's the older one. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, it's like what are you watching? It's like I'm watching a movie called Zodiac. It's about a serial killer. It's actually based on a true story. And she goes, oh, They never caught him. Oh my god. <laughs> oh she knew nice. everything about it. Yeah, that's amazing. yeah and she's thirteen. So yeah, it was like okay, Yeah, it's like good. they never caught him. It's yeah. like it's right. like, yes. You would be very, very old by now, but it's possibly still alive. Yeah. That's true. I, I doubt it. I don't think so. I don't no. think he's alive. No. I think he's probably died of oldness. He did. Now, they say at the end that he died. Well, well, well no, that's no, the suspected. The person they suspect. That's the guy. Yeah. The suspected guy. Yeah. The guy. The movie that the, that the, 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 the we'll guy talk that the movie about that more or less I ideas. actually, I, my always... I've seen this like I think it's my fourth or fifth yeah. time. Yeah, I have. I've I watched this four times in one day. Did you? Yes. It I takes a many, well. Many you have to. You have you to watch it, it yeah. multiple oh. times just to yeah. get to figure it all to out. To put it all in your head. Yeah, it, exactly. it is. It is. It is the all the president's men of serial killer movies. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he Fincher used that as his template. Right. Uh, he modeled it after yeah. this Which, whole style. Yeah. Absolutely. I watched that too because I've never seen it. Just to be like, what are they, they talking about with that? Really? Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good for you. Oh, sh- shitloads of research right here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, can we stop and talk about all the presents men just for an yeah. hour? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do <saying>. it. <laughs> Let's go. Because I'm very. Just I'm watched a, it yesterday. I am Let's a do very, this. very, very uh, big fan of that movie. Like an enormous oh, fan. Oh, huge movie. fan. And, uh, and huge fan. Uh, they they had it on Netflix. They've had it on Netflix for I don't know. Yeah. Four or five months now. I I. I'm the, I'm the reason they continue to have that on Netflix. I am the number of hits that whatever number of hits they're getting, it's probably all. I I'm think the reason is that we're about to go through an impeachment process. Yes, that's I think similar. that's what they're suggesting. <laughs> I think that's what they're suggesting. I was like, this feels commentary. very familiar while yes. I was watching it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it? You had not seen it before. I had not seen it before. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was also trying to watch it through. Like, okay, what is fincher doing with what What's i'm seeing in this right yeah which is there's actually stuff that's um not just visual mm-hmm. it's it's like the whole relationship between the two absolutely guys. totally agree totally agree yeah like the way that um fincher just made it up yeah dude it's like like the like the the way that um redford and uh hoffman play off each other it's directly oh uh, it's hysterical i mean they're hysterical in that movie they're yeah. great and like you're totally right. Like, like that's that is the relationship. In fact, it's the relationship for both sets of investigators in this movie. Because there's the there's the newspaper investigators, and then there's and Tashi then there's and the actual, yeah, exactly, yeah. the actual. You mean comments. the Avengers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when that the Avengers. When Mysterio, when Mysterio, the Hulk, and Iron Man go after the Zodiac. Killer? I think that was actually like a meme, yeah. like like, like <laughs> earlier in the year yeah. for Endgame or something. Yeah, this uh, this yeah this this movie is uh, just before. Is it just before Iron Man? I'm not sure if, like a year before it, Iron Man? It came yes. out in 2007. Oh, yeah. so it was before, uh, okay. I didn't realize that. I was trying to figure it out in terms of timeline. Yeah, did right. just Robert Downey Jr. do this before Iron Man? I think yeah. it might, yeah. Yeah, was, he right did. in the same ballpark, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. then after that, he just became. Because he is fucking different. dynamite in this movie. He's, 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 he's my great. favorite part of the movie, actually. Yeah, he's, obviously. He's, he's just, yeah, but he feels fa- like Iron Man, though. Oh, yeah, like, that's, so this is where he really polishes that shtick. Like this, and between this and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, my God. Yes. I yeah. just watched that again. Oh, that oh I love that incredible. movie. Yeah, it's great. It's my favorite Christmas movie. I <laughs> love that. I just watched it because I, I watch put movies in while I work out. I just did that two days ago. I was like, I got it my DVD. I just put it in. I love it. Oh, I like the fact that you still use physical media for Well, in my... You know, you should. 
You should. My garage where we go. Why should you? Because uh, once, because uh, I've had movies Internet. get shut off on me. Like I, movies that I've purchased on Amazon will suddenly be. I'll click it and say this video is not available for the next like three months because they, you know, have some rights problem with the blah blah blah. Oh. And I'm like, but I bought it. Now you're just buying to watch it in perpetuity. You're just renting it forever. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is, I'm not, not a fan of that. I just, I just get worried about the discs being damaged. Oh they, yeah. No, like, they I, do I, get I think, that, I, think that, well, I guess what I mean, even if they like, look clean, like streaming is obviously the way to just casually watch stuff, just watch anything. But like, I, if there's movies that you really, really, really love, buy a copy of it and keep it yourself because they can just go away. Yeah, and it, it yeah. was really, it was really loud. Oh, and that was just what like, you can also do is just have it reprinted and then put it in a salt mine in Utah, this deep is below, so yeah. there's no moisture. Well, I believe that's what Criterion was going to do with Filmstruck, but they didn't actually get yeah. to it. That's another just one. another way to do it. That's why they spent all their money. That's why they print and then put it underground. Mine. Yeah. yeah. That's right. What if that's in the future? People kind of like take their favorite movies and they bury them in bags in the in like areas and because or they use them as currency. Like yeah. well, again, and then depending upon how people feel about, you know, I have an apple dumpling like this, gang, yeah. real three. <laughs> exactly. I'd like to trade it with you. That is apple dumpling gang is worth at least three. Oh God, twos. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I'll oh give God, you a two. complete chitty chitty bang bang. Oh chitty, God, chitty, yeah. bang. Chitty, yeah. chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And or the, or the commentary on seven is actually worth more than seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a different separate disc. <sighs> really? Yeah. Oh my what? God. Have you ever heard the commentary on seven? Really? No. It's fucking hysterical. And any David Fincher commentary across the board. Is incredibly funny. Um, but, Did you uh, listen to the commentary on Zodiac at all, or is I there any commentary? I have, yeah, there's, I haven't listened to the commentary. Sorry, I had the um, uh, the uh, the, box the director's version, which mm-hmm. is like you know about a minute and a half extra or six minutes of extra stuff, longer credits. It is. Uh, it actually has, it has my favorite thing that's extended in that is it has the it uh, when it dips to black and it plays like the. Uh, sort of the uh, montage of music to catch up over time. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's much longer and it's much deeper mm. and weirder. It's really, really cool. Like it dips to black for a good long time and you really feel how long um, he is out of touch uh, with this, you know, like four minute dip to black. It's really crazy. Interesting. That's, but they, they were like, David, they're going to think the projector is broken. So <laughs> you can't do that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, like there's a, it's in seven commentary or like it's a uh, Fincher. Maybe it was in fight club. Anyway, it's like Fincher and Pitt are doing the commentary and, oh, and like the David's like, Fincher's like, yeah, it's in seven. And he's goes like, uh, yeah. And everyone complained that this is, you know, it's too dark. And then it was just like, you know, they, they, they thought it was unrealistic that, you know, things, be, I, I like it. I just like the way it looks. Right. And then about five minutes later, it, a scene fades to black and Pitt <laughs> goes, well, here it's too dark. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> like, I love you both. I want you to get married. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Uh, we were saying all the present men. That was yeah. the beginning of that. That was a thing. So, so, so this is a complex story, and it's based on a real story. Right. Yeah. Right. So, as such, real stories are way more complex than fictional stories. Right. Um. And it is a story about this uh, a serial killer named the Zodiac Killer. Uh, I don't know if we can give this a synopsis because it's so complicated. Who wants to give it a shot? We can do this, right? We can do it. Yeah, all right. Or, yeah. I, I can do it. I can do it. All right, right? do it. All right. So I'm going to come at it from uh, my favorite aspect of this movie, structurally. Structurally. Okay. So it is this, – this movie uh, is designed 
to make you obsess the same way the characters are obsessing. Right. Yeah. right? And uh, like, because, I got to figure out the problem. Right. And so the, they, uh, they built, it's a long movie, but they build it so that it takes place over like almost 25 years. It's a huge, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous amount of time. And we know that the guy was never caught. I mean, you may not know that going into it, but probably, you know, it going in that he was never caught. Right. And so they still have to make the movie tense even though there's no way to have the killer get caught in the end. Right. Right. And so instead of making it about catching the killer, it's about figuring out who the killer is obsessively and getting and simulating the feeling of getting hooked on information. And, right. Uh, and the way that they do this, like there's so much info that comes across in this movie. It's insane. Like yeah. it's it's one of the densest movies I've ever seen. It's a lot of information. Yeah. And it's just nonstop. It's you got to keep track nonstop. of names. You got to right. keep track of a lot of stuff. Right. And so they uh, they do this in a couple of different ways. One is that uh they uh they the like the, the core uh, uh structure is that there are two sets of investigators as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. One is the pairing of Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal who are the newspaper end of the business. Right. right? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal is a cartoonist. cartoonist right? and, and he just accidentally walks into this through the editorial meetings. Right. right. And, and he is the most obsessive of all of them. Like, he right. is a, he like that's a, just a character trait, obviously. It's mm-hmm. like he isn't, it, isn't, it isn't even like what he's obsessing about is barely important. It's just that he is an OCD kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you have Robert Downey Jr. with him who is – uh, is just innately curious all the time. I mean, he just keeps on picking at information all the time. And so, like, initially, he doesn't really like Robert Gen- uh, rather, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, but they end up teaming up together um, and feeding each other's interests pretty strongly. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side, you have um, uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, also known as Goose from Top Gun, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, and um, uh, Mark Ruffalo. And Anthony Edwards... Gray hair is upsetting to me. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it is the worst. I mean, Fincher pays so much attention to detail. And this wig is, is this uh, wig. Is so, it. It's so beautiful. It it's is so the beautiful. worst gray wig. It yeah. looks like he had sprayed on hair. It's <laughs> the worst gray hair yeah. I've ever seen. I like to think of like that. it's distracting. Yeah, yeah like- but I think also the big fact that you recognize him from such an enormously popular film it would be like if henry winkler it's like you watch barry now and it's only because henry winkler's super old right that you're like it almost like Wait, it killed off fonds? yeah it yeah. killed off the fonds right for me no. i did not hey. mind the the hair because right. his hair did not look natural though yeah but it, it you're so he's wearing a yeah, big skin you're hat. so it's engrossed it's in terrible. it i i was almost like uh I it didn't it didn't bother me. I, I because I did oh, yeah, recognize totally, yeah. I, I did recognize him as Goose. Right, right. And I was like, but it just disappeared. But most times when you recognize somebody who is so um it's almost like uh, Burt Reynolds films after Smokey and the Bandit for mm-hmm. me right. were you know, like Sharky's Machine Stick. Were, it were really hard to buy into his thing his from toupee. Deliverance. Oh yeah. Because he was his role was so uh 
you know, uh, smoking the band. It was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so iconic right. and goofy and right. kind of off the hip, but it kind of ruined it for me. As so, there's a lot of actors. You can't take him seriously. And yeah, and there's a lot of actors who yeah. get caught in that thing. Right, right. right. And I, I say Henry Winkler because he was the Fonz, the but Fonz, the coolest. Now, yeah, yes. but now he's so old that yeah. you, you, it's not God so. God bless that guy, man. I love, I love Henry Winkler. And he's I a love really nice dude. Guy. Is he really nice? Yeah, yeah. he's really nice. Uh, I imagine he's a super sweetie. Yeah, I, he's either he went to USC or his kid went to USC, and that's where I went to school. And so, I like, think he went to I, Yale. <laughs> no, what were you doing now? I don't know. So it's probably his kid. Right. He's like at their football games and stuff all the time. Uh, but I happened to like shake hands with him at some point. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, man. Like his every every time you see he him, he sounds he's, amazing. I mean, I've yeah, heard yeah, him right. in interviews. He sounds like the, one of the kindest people. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and he's like Barry's a giant comeback for that guy. Yeah, like he's he, like he's produced a lot of stuff and he's, funny. Yeah, yeah, he's just great. Just well, great. he's actually was really good in Arrested Development as well. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah, and also in Scream. He was great in Scream. Yeah, I don't remember him. He's the principal in Scream. Oh my god, oh, that's yes, right. right. Yeah. He's killed. He's killed in Scream. I forgot right. about that. Mm. All right, but so, so yeah, so um, we have Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, Dave Tosky, the Hulk? And uh, uh, Dave Tosky is the Hulk. <laughs> uh, the uh, and uh, and Dave Tosky is a famous detective uh, in real life, right? Um, uh, because of the Zodiac stuff, um, and he is uh, the model for uh, Bullet with Steve McQueen, yeah. And also the story generally, and his character is the model for Dirty Harry, which is referenced. In Zodiac. His reference in Zodiac. Mark Ruffalo's character. Mark Ruffalo's yeah. character. Right. Um, so uh, those two are the cops, and they are, you know, they're doing their cop thing and investigating the- Investigating murders. The murders. Right. Um, and, and so- He's a homicide detective. Yeah, homicide detective. And so uh, on one end, you have the newspaper team is sort of handling uh, a lot of the- the motivation and trying to figure out the um, sort of emotional side of Zodiac. In a well, sense. hold on, hold on, and hold on. The, 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 more specifically, the serial killer in this movie or in, in real life as well is using the press as a conduit. So the press at this point is like, if you don't publish this, I will kill. I will another. kill more people. So right. they are in a conundrum. Like, right. do we satisfy that? Because then, if we don't do that, then we feel we're responsible for right. another murder, right. and then we just have to publish they whatever were, this were, person said. But know. I think if you go to the first time he sends the letter, and there was a guy in the back of the room with a phone on his shoulder, and mm-hmm. he said, "I, I the, not the this was the Chronicle, right? Yeah, right. So yeah. the other paper." Is going to um, not going to publish it, so let's just publish it so we look good. Or he said something yeah. like yeah, that, right. so and it was like, just that's can, basically it, what comes down to. And, it. and, and I love it because the guy goes like, "If he kills a bunch of people, it's not our fault." That's right. <laughs> but like, that, that's the that's basically <laughs> right, right. them, yeah. right? At least and, the editors. And so like the, those guys get uh, get tangled up in it. Uh, like uh, so, they're publishing all of these. You know, uh, uh, what's that? The, uh, Anagrams. Anagrams. Yeah. So like there's a, there's a code that the Zodiac is sending into the newspapers, right? Right. And the code is made of weird symbols and triangles and all this kind of jazz. And, uh, and like everyone's trying to crack the code and trying to understand what's happening. Um, and, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal happens to be totally obsessive about solving puzzles like this. Right. And that's what catches the attention of Robert Downey Jr., who happens to be covering the story about crime in Vallejo that gets him hooked on this beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those guys form a team and uh, the cops are obviously already forming a team. And for the first half of the movie or a little bit more, um, you follow these two sets of people, uh, sort of as two different 
angles on the same story. Right. Then in the center of the movie, um, Anthony and Anthony Edwards, uh, uh, it's been going on too long. He's like, I can't waste my life and miss my kids chasing this guy. We're never going to catch. So he bails and it's just Mark Ruffalo at the same time. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, also bails uh, within another scene of that. And right. then he gets fired. He gets fired. And, uh, and then it, there's just Mark Ruffalo and Jake Gyllenhaal, and then they team up. It's like a basketball playoffs. So you have these right. two like yeah. two sets, and then it boils down to just these two, and then finally it boils down to just Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. And uh, but and they so, don't actually get along. They yeah no they don't. And so like it's like just structurally, I think it's really fascinating because you get this you get four people up front um, to cover an enormous amount of information, right. and then as the information both gets more scarce but more interesting. You winnow down the cast right. to the most obsessive person, yeah. and the most obsessive person wins. Right. And that's what keeps you going throughout the entire uh, picture. And, and Jake Gyllenhaal's character is like so – like he's like abandoned being a cartoonist. Like I'm writing a book yeah, about yeah. Zodiac. Like he, meets, he meets a woman, marries her, has kids – and they get divorced yeah. during this movie. Yeah. And right. it's because he can't fucking let go of the Zodiac. Right. Like he needs more than anything to know who this is. Uh, and that's. Do the, they get divorced? I don't know if they. They. they I mean, there's a scene where she like is she saying, I'm, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, yeah she bye. does. And then at the end, they say, you know, he gets along with his kids well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, believe, I believe that. Um, the application. Well, it was a thing. It was interesting because she walks in and she goes, you just got to get get through this thing. You know, I, I left with my kids because obviously you're you're obsessive. Yeah, just write yeah. the fucking book already. Just write the fucking yeah, book. Get it out of your head. You go scratch the itch. It's ruining your life. And and uh, uh, you know, but didn't but, he get what he really wanted at the end? What did what did he get? Because he says at the end to her, he says halfway through to um, what's her name? Oh, uh, the uh, wife. Chloe Savini. Yeah, Chloe. Yep. She actually played my. Brother's mother-in-law in a movie. No kidding, really. Yeah, she Fucking portrayed. Love Chloe Savini. She incredible. portrayed. I'll tell you about it after. She portrayed my brother's former mother-in-law. That's crazy. In a movie because she's nuts. well known. Yeah. Was well known. Yeah. Well, she's uh, she's terrific. But the and point is, he tells her. He tells her, "I don't care. I just want to stand there and see him." Yeah. You know, it's not even so much. It was something like, "I don't want to." It's not so much I want to catch him. I just want to stand there in front of him to know because I will know. Or he says something about in the apartment with the kids there. And at the end, at the paint store, he does. Yep. Yeah. And so he he achieves that goal. The paint store scene was, oh, my God. Here's the thing about this movie, though. There are moments, the way they set up – is Mike Mike too close? No, you're doing great. So the way the thing is, if you look at these scenes, they are so um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. In a way, uh, like it's meticulous, sound, but yeah, but it's meticulous. But I gotta say, when he was stabbing them in it's the back, crazy. it was beautiful, though, yeah, in a way, awesome. because yeah. it was so um, not beautiful. These are people's lives, yeah. Done, though, but it was so. Of- um, it was like if I f- froze a frame, it would be like a like a carving, you know, something brutal yeah. about it, yeah. and. At the same time, if you just took those scenes, like Hurley Burley, the Donovan, mm-hmm. right? Right. Then you did the the one by the lake where she's tied and stabbed. Yeah. The Lake Berryessa scene. Yeah. Lake Berryessa and a couple more scenes. It basically – you can just watch those and like the whole story is told because for me, it was like 
it was filled, those beautiful scenes were kind of then strung together with this kind of chaotic Yeah, exactly. Like everything else is just the, is the drug of information. Like, because what's what's sort of spectacular about the movie is, and they pointed out with like, uh, with the cops, they're just like, you can't even get a hold of what's going on because it's separated between so many different, um, like, not precincts, but different towns. Like, yes, it couldn't, like, I have to work this out between, like, Barriessa and blah 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 but blah, and because I, yeah. of this, like, you're, like like, you're, you're just all the rest issue. of it is trying to drag the information together so it makes sense. And I think you're totally right. Like, it actually, the story by itself is told very simply at the top level. Like, so you can you can watch, you can understand what's happening from these high points completely. And in between, yeah, you can just watch that and yeah, be like, yeah. "Holy shit!" Yeah. And they never caught him. Unbelievable. Yep. Yep. And you know everything about it. It's yep. like this horrific. And then you can spin it any which way. The interesting thing is like not only did no department, there was no intercommunication. It just shows how people were when they had the cops and they said, you said it was an African-American man. Oh, it's great. After, it's a great scene. And then he, they walked by, but it was a, you know, it was a Caucasian. Right. And what would you do? I didn't, I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. just you like every cop, in every de- every department. <laughs> right. It was like people never talked or communicated. It's, yes, absolutely. And it was, it was. I couldn't tell if it was because people in the don't really stretch out too much. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to put themselves on the line, right. or it was just they have their own lives to live. Right. Well, I think there yeah, was so something it's about a, that. It's that, definitely I think Nicole. I think you're right. It's like it is a communication issue because like it's so much about like. But not like a bureaucracy own. communication yeah. issue. No, no, no. Like, oh, this like, is a bureaucracy of departments. Yeah, even like, just normal. There's pe- that, and there's also the fact that like these guys were just like not willing to actually speak to an individual who happens to look like they're leaving a crime scene, right? And right. just stop them and say, "Hey, you know, uh, have some questions for you. You're coming from, you know, Washington and Jerry. Yeah. I see. You're kind of lumbering along. Yeah, you're lumbering along. You yeah. look kind of sketchy. Right. And why not just? Talk to that guy. You could have just, like, yeah. st- and I'm sure that those police, like, think about that oh, yeah. all, the, all yeah. the fucking time. But, yeah. like, I mean, like, this, this it would have like, taken two seconds of your time to actually just try to reach out. And, and, it's, say and something. it's a little story of their, like, like it without, like, over detailing it or making a thing out of it. Like, you know everything that went into their decision making process. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're racist, but it's a little racist. A little, it's a <laughs> little racist. It's like, it's it's like, little everything racist. about it is just like, Oh, it couldn't be the white guy. <laughs> you know, he's like yeah. obvious, like like frightening looking. Like I heard on the radio, it was a black guy, so it can't be this dude that's covered in blood walking up the street. But everybody was <laughs> indifferent in a sense. Even right. if you listen to the radio stuff, how caustic it was, yeah. uh, and there was an indifference. But yet, Jake Gyllenhaal and other people were obsessive about it. And right. then the other side of the valley, it was like, huh, yeah, I whatever. missed it. Yeah, well, the, you know, I think really, I love it when it comes down to Joan Hall and uh, and Ruffalo at the diner meeting for really the first time, and they still didn't like have all their notes together, right? And uh, and he's saying, so like, what's being done about it? And Mark, Mark Ruffalo's like, well, you know, we're investigating all blah blah blah. He's giving the standard line, and Joan Hall says, so nobody cares, and Ruffalo goes, excuse me, I care, yeah, like and like really like like hits him on it like right. fuck off I've been working this case for like a decade you know mm-hmm. and like, like you can't just stroll in off the street and say that I don't care I'm mean, like I'm as invested as you are bucko right you know and so like like they find the right mouthpiece for every every type of information in this movie with these four characters and they give all these characters a different kind of voice 
they're all interesting and they all have slightly different goals so like you are uh, it's like you're watching four different movies about the same thing and slowly it it's turns into a It's really hard movie. to watch. I mean it's ex- it's exhilarating to watch mm-hmm. honestly speaking but it's there's so many timelines happening and so many points of view happening at the right. same time. Right. Right. Right, which is a lot like you said it's like it's like all the president's men's like okay what the fuck's going on yeah, right. you know because that's the thing that's that's what reporting is all about right, right now. well and i know i have a all the president's men question for you nicole yeah. like uh now did you did you know uh, much about watergate forcing that movie uh i mean standard amounts of information so i hadn't like background. done a deep dive on right, it right, but right. now did the movie make sense yes okay oh yeah yeah i was uh following exactly what was going on okay. and you know it just became and the only thing that i can say tripped me up is the names i was like who's yeah who's going that dude? With the it? names yeah, right, right. are the hardest thing yeah. right you got to keep track of names yeah. which is hard it's the for same a lot thing of with people. this movie the same yeah. thing with First this time movie, i watched right? this i was like who the hell is <laughs> talking yeah, right. right yeah lead 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 like yeah. like lead was a big name right yeah. like, they keep yeah. on hammering the right the important ones so you right. keep on you know, so it gets like it turns to a bug in your ear yeah, right. yeah no it's because this is the thing with like all the president's men i was like I've long thought like I don't. This movie is so well made. I don't know if it's important that it makes any sense. Which one? Like, well, all the president. All the president's men. Okay. Because like it's so compelling scene to scene that like if I didn't know anything about Nixon whatsoever, I think this still. But works I felt dramatically. like this way about Zodiac. Like I felt there's a lot of this time, uh, the way there was different periods of time went. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as. Um, fluid for me there was like oh we're here in a sense I, it wasn't cut and I couldn't tell right. but the, it was so beautiful and compelling and a note that you touched on earlier is that you become obsessive mm-hmm. about it there is an obsessive quality I also there's a lazy quality I fe- felt like like there was a lot of Robert um, uh, Downey Jr.'s character was just lazy you know <laughs> yeah, like the way the guy right. called him and he's, he said you know meeting in two you yeah, come and he's like Sir, yes. Right. It was just like the, and at the bar with the it's matches, and it's all detail. on fire. Right. And right. it was like he was perfect. Yeah. Because he's, was, he's kind of just an asshole, right? He's just like, he's yeah, funny. cynical douche. And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. Adam Greenberg replaces him right. from Salt and Sea, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, who also comes across as kind of like a cynical douche. Yeah. And so it was like definitely those type of characters are great. I yeah. think um, I felt like those moments where, like we were saying, the killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I have an interesting question for all you guys. Did you feel like I saw it again? This is like my fourth or fifth time. And on this viewing, I kind of was like, I really feel that other people knew he was doing it mm-hmm. or they were involved. Like the projectionist guy. Yeah, th- like, I was going to bring up the projectionist he, dude. Oh, my God. He's from that Roger is a creepy Rabbit. scene. Yeah. I, he, yeah. I believe the guy was upstairs because that was like boots. On. I th- do you think it's yeah. two killers? They, it's two like, killers. It's two killers working together. That's, that's right, because, yeah. he, because he would write the notes. Yeah, you got we, because we think that's the same what he thing. said. He said, funny. oh, well, because he was down in the basement. And he said, oh, no, I wrote that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh. And then he freaked out. And went out. So he was writing the notes, and yeah. he was the muscular guy, Lee, yeah. doing yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, that's I, uh, and I think this is genius because I, whether or not any of that is true, I have no idea. That makes more but sense. I don't even I know why I even on think this about entirely. that. Yeah, because I was like, because he was there yeah. when that was like yeah. a boot on a thing. But, but he, yeah, this, but why did he admit it? Well, this, no, this is the thing because like he I'm, admitted it just to like fuck with him. Yeah, like the well, he's no, he just asked tell, him. He's, he's just, yeah, he asked him. He doesn't know that. 
Graysmith suspects he's the killer, or, or, or yeah. that he's on yeah, the hunt no, for yeah. the yeah. No, I think the I think the setup was like talking about the old theater or something right. like yeah. that. And, and he's so that's talking why he about he's just looking for the projectionist, right? And he's and he says this is the real sort of like you know like clipped pride. Like he's really offended. He's just like. I do those posters myself, Mr. Graysmith. Like, he's just yeah. like, fuck yeah. you. He's I like, do Lee things. did it? No. Yeah. I did those myself. Yeah. I wrote them yourself. He doesn't... But he actually asked him about the handwriting. He yeah. says, yeah. I saw this because of the handwriting no, of the said, killer. No, he said, no, this is Lee's handwriting. And he's like, it's not it's Lee's not handwriting. handwriting. It's mine. Yeah. He yeah, like, said it as matter yeah, as a fact. I, I agree with you. And the thing is, like, what's this? This is the scene that that proves. <sighs> have to watch it movie. again, again, because the, like I, he he said, like this handwriting was recognized by the handwriting expert. Which, by the way, was another thing. No, that was that's what you knew, but he didn't tell him. Oh, he, he didn't tell him. He doesn't say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because okay. he just said, and Lee wrote this, right. and he's just like, and Lee wrote this, and he's like, you didn't write that. I would write all the things. Like I would do it, and he was like. Oh, because like this. And that's this when scene, he's freaked out and this left. This scene is why I think that what proves the genius of the movie because that scene is in there simply to get you and I to have the reaction that we're having. That we're doubting that, everything. That, no, that we're obsessing over this one. Like, no, wait, I know who the killer is now. Right. And suddenly you're just like one of the fucking people in the movie. Yeah. Like uh, it's absolutely yeah. all you it's get hooked, genius. hooked but right the in thing there. also it's too great. is like. What got me is that there was a lot of evidence, at least for the Lee character, mm-hmm. to yes. at least be investigated more. Oh my God! And I, know. Shoes, I, could, I can't freaking watch. In real life, they like went through his house multiple times and yeah. searched his home, not just that trailer in Santa Rosa. They really, they showed, they guy, really yeah. went after him. They couldn't find any and direct evidence. They couldn't find direct evidence, yeah. and they also just like ended up at the point where. Um, you know, they were just like, we have to let him go. None of the handwriting, right. nothing of is not his prints, not his handwriting, nothing of that matched. Right. Anything right. they had. Yeah, there, there was there was all the circumstances. Yeah, but it was the other guy. Then, yeah, the, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's it could the best be. part. It's like it's a it's a double could killer. Be. I think it's, I think it's twins. <laughs> I completely agree with you, Eric. That's when I watched that movie. I was like, oh shit! I secretly figured out who the Zodiac is, yeah. which is amazing. The movie made me feel like that. because here's awesome. the thing. But also the other thing that was going on is like they were actually taking credit for murders that they may not have actually Absolutely. done. Absolutely right. right. Yeah, but yeah. that goes to the because other... they wanted the publicity more than they wanted the murders. Right? Well, hold There's on. There's only sec- like five confirmed Zodiac victims, I believe, and right. then he just kept. Writing in, yeah, I'm like, at oh, twenty. But I've if it was yeah. two guys, exactly. could it not have been the projectionist guy, or the from a Roger Rabbit yeah. actor? Yeah. Who? <laughs> what? What's interesting is imagine the conflict between those two characters. Mm-hmm. Why are you getting all the? Why is you know this and that? The, oh, yeah, exactly. the dynamic You're between doing all the work. And yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. And who, what makes right. you think that he didn't call it in? Just and and. The other guy, Lee, didn't know that he was like. Caught. I get the feeling that Roger Rabbit wanted the, wanted Lee to get caught. It's just like fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? There was something about uh, there yeah. was something about him, and then the way he smiled when he closed the door and he left. Yeah. Oh, it's so Good night, creepy. Mr. Smith. Yeah. <gasps> God, dude. I got to tell you, fucking movies. No, th- go, to, go to the basement. Oh, come follow me in the basement. Yeah. Uh, basements in California. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Uh, right at that I have point, to tell you an like, architecture story. Mm-hmm. Do, you, uh, do you know the story called the Westward Moving House architecture movie? Oh, I believe you told me this. Go ahead. Yeah. So the whole point is that in uh, the East Coast, houses had basements, right? And as uh, uh, as the population, the white population uh-huh. of the United States moved west, you know, with the the basements started to disappear. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And so as you go more towards the West Coast, you don't actually see basements anymore. Right. That's right. So, you know, in the East Coast, there's definitely basements, right? Because those houses are settled and been there for right. centuries, which right. is very old for the United States, but not even close to the European thing. But as you move West, there's no basements. Right. And so when he says like basements in California right. was like this foreign thing. Yeah. Not a lot of basements in California. There are yeah. not a lot of basements, basements in California. Great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And that's the whole Western moving house. It's a whole architectural thesis about the Western moving house. It, now, is that because of say like in the East, well, we did a lot of cold storage and root cellar stuff. And when we first got here, did we just drop that? And then well, I think the boiler convenient? in the basement, though. The boiler? Yeah. No, no it's not. Coal. There was no boiler. Well, there was I mean, coal, think about it. but it started off with coal yeah. in the basement. No, I think it's just main, mainly based on the uh, on 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 legacy, right? As right. You, uh, like, do we need a basement? I don't think we need a basement. Originally, you yeah. did because yeah. you had to shovel coal in for the house, right? Yeah, yeah right? but you, I mean, you don't need a basement. And as you move as west, you move it's west. Be, yeah, you need a lesson. Anything you use a basement for, you need, you need less as you go west. Right. You yeah. just make a, a shed in the back right. is the right. replacement for your basement because I mean, there's a lot of work to build out a to foundation. Dig out half a house. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And the fact is that that houses as you as the population moved west, the house became less permanent. Right. 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 So so that's an interesting aspect as well. Like people are, don't value that. Like. A house doesn't. It's interchangeable. It's interchangeable, yeah. right? You move right. along. So, just basements in California are rare. Yeah, and it comes into play pretty heavily in this movie. Yeah, it That's does. A great little identifier. Yeah, uh, and it's like there are so many great little touches of like sense of place in this movie, mm-hmm. and like where you really get it. Like it's like oh, God, there's so many. I, I'm. I get overwhelmed. Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, I don't even know what to focus on. There's it's so many so extra details. Great. Exactly. Like there's I, so many little things to I, talk about. I remember. Before the movie came out, because I was excited to see it, mm-hmm. I was working at a facility, a uh, small place, uh, doing um, CG, 3D, and comping. And this guy was working in San Francisco, and he was friends with the owner, and he came down for a long weekend. And then he sat with us for about two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. And he actually – I won't say his name. He showed uh, the stuff he was working on because uh-huh. he did it all with cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the p- over the c- cab uh-huh. ride scene. That was like After Effects. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, he, he did it with I did cards. a little bit of work on that shot. Yeah, he it. did it with cards, yeah. and then he also did the flying in over uh, the water in the beginning. Yeah, uh-huh. right. And then he did yeah. the Transamerica. Yep, all that's right. yeah, all that stuff is. And he um, was telling me the Transamerica, Matt, uh, Matt World Digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did wonderful work. That's what he was. Yeah, like I, I was working DD, and like I only. Those uh, are the two big houses, DD and Matt World Digital, and uh, and the and the basic split was like San Francisco. Though he was in San Francisco. Well, like DD did all the the nighttime matte painting stuff. Yes, and uh, a lot of the gore, and those guys did all the big beautiful daylit stuff. And you saw, he was telling me, uh, you knew the story about the Trans America building, Mm -hmm. about there was a guy, he and his partner, lived. Across their apartment was across from the building of that, mm-hmm. and he was a photographer. So every day he would go to the roof, and he had a station camera, and he would take a picture. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. So they had the complete time lapse of how of that got built. How that got built yeah. from the same roof. It's such a shot, boy. He That's passed crazy. away, but yeah. his partner wanted like eight hundred thousand dollars for right. the negatives to scan, or something ridiculous. Where they're like, we can't do that. Yep. And so they had to do it. 
through CG. Yeah, to re reconstruct the entire thing. Yeah, and I was thinking every so I see that and I'm like, oh, that's the guy who took the picture. It's so yeah. cool. It's, it's so kind of like Smoke, the movie I worked on. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We did the books. Yeah, that's and right. It was the same thing. It was like just taking a picture of the same thing yeah. every day. But there was a, a a lot of. I think it's one of those movies where you watch it again and again. There's always something new oh, coming yeah. up and um, really haunting and beautiful. And it's vignettes. Yep. You know, surrounded by kind of madness in a, yeah. in, a, in a way. Every every little bit is savory in this movie. Every single thing. There's even a video online you can watch, which is just the uh, the intercuts, like when it like throw a piece of paper down and you get the uh, get the the cut to the piece of paper. Yeah, and it's just like these, then you just go, oh, that is a really nice shot of that zodiac note. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like it's just insane. Everything is so is lens so well. Everything is so finessed and savory it's just 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 incredible and like i do think that that like the 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 matt stuff uh matt world digital did unbelievable work on that considering the tool set they had yeah no it's really really great it's have a, seen at night when yeah, what, what was really the date of the making of this movie 2006 yeah we worked on 2006 it was it came out 2007 yeah right and um yeah and uh so like we did in commercials dd commercials worked on it and uh, this was a big deal at DD. It was, it was yeah. It was, it was so strange. so so just so people know, like like DD uh, at the time, uh, uh, none of us work at DD anymore, so that's fine. But DD at the time was um, uh, really a split in terms of uh, uh, feature side and the commercial side. Feature side and commercial side. Yeah. Even though it was the same company, there was definitely different egos in different sides of yeah, things, right? And um, and the 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 feature side was like we're all doing everything in Renderman and the traditional visual effects way right, and of doing things more pipeline oriented, more pl pipeline yeah, oriented, right. etc. And then the commercial side was like a free run for all, free for all <laughs> run and go generalist mentality, yeah, which exactly. by the way sounds terrible, but it's actually, actually it's the best way. It's I actually it. it's it. actually the way it. that a lot of Feature films are being done today. It's and yeah. it, the like generalist it is, pipeline is actually. I like big, the generalist. Pipeline. Yeah, yeah. I, like I would that say side it's, it's a much more artistically satisfying. Yes, it is. Right. So, so at the time, uh, uh, Eric Barba was like one of the star uh, uh, VFX supervisors on the commercial side of things. Yes, and so he was. You know, they very had, very talented man. Very talented man. Yeah. So uh, Fincher had done a bunch of work with Eric mm -hmm. on car commercials right. and commercial work that Fincher had done at Digital Domain. Yep. And so he's like, I want to do that. And I want nothing to do with the feature pipeline. Right. That was the Fincher thing. And I'm, you know, uh, ad-libbing a little bit here. Sure. But uh, nonetheless, Eric did that. And it was the first time that the commercial guys – did a feature film? Am yep. I right in saying I, that? I believe that's true. I may, I might be wrong, but I so it's the first time that like this, like all right, we're going to take the commercials guys and they're going to make a feature, right, right? Which probably had ruffled a few feathers. At I think Digital. you're probably correct on that. Yeah, yeah I think at that time, I think yeah. that's true. I think that's definitely true. ruffled a few feathers. But I can tell you, we fucking aced it. That looked great. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent destroyed. Now it looked that great. that looked led great. to uh -huh. not. That Benjamin Buttons. That led to Benjamin, Benjamin Buttons. Benjamin Button. That's right. So Benjamin Buttons got done as a test. Mm -hmm. uh, it also led to things like Tron Legacy mm -hmm. right. and a bunch of other things, which pretty much uh, – um, The whole digital human business sort of came out of that routine. Yeah. 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 And, and much to the like 
the people in the feature film business going like, what the fuck just happened? And then they're like, oh, no, you know, that that's a good thing, which would pretty much launched Eric Barber's career, yeah. honestly speaking. So and, yeah, you can start with Zodiac. You can start with Zodiac as the Eric Barber mark. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like Fincher did that and then led to Benjamin Buttons that got Eric Barba an Oscar. Right. And then he just kept going and going and going. Yeah. And yeah. actually, really uh, uh, next week, Eric Barber is going to be released as visual effects supervisor for uh, Terminator. Yep. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so all of this is like we were all part of that. You yeah, know, no, Nicole, was, you and I. That like, was quite a scene. That yeah, was quite a scene. Yeah, we yeah, were. Man. We were that that that's, that was more or less my entree into the visual effects world because I had only started at DD and as a commercial guy, as right? a commercial guy in two thousand six. Right, huh. and uh, and I like it was my first gig ever in visual effects was working commercials at DD. Okay. And I've been working in video games before that, doing art directing and stuff like that. And uh, uh, and I came I came to DD. I've worked a few commercials. I worked um, um, uh, Fincher uh, Pebble, the phone ad. Oh right. right, that got nominated for a VES. Yeah, and out of that, I got onto uh, Zodiac, and so it was right. It just jumped into town. I was. It's interesting because I was at DD during the Pebble commercial. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's. Funky. Yeah. No, that was that was a real it was a weird whirlwind time. There's a Motorola Pebble. Motorola Pebble. Yep. One of the it was, it was the predecessor to the Razor. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Very, oh wow. Yeah. yeah that was, think was, about think about that. Yeah. No, the Razor. Okay, I, I'm a technology geek, but the Razor was a pinnacle phone. Mm-hmm. That oh, Razor was, was awesome. Yeah, the was Razor was fun. a landmark phone. In tr- it was a status symbol to own a Razor for a long time. And a Pebble was a predecessor to that. How is it viewed now? The Pebble or Razor? Razor is coming back. They're re-releasing. They're, they're re-releasing it. People are like excited as, about no, it. No, because I was on, as, as, look like I was on the Razor website <laughs> last week looking at the laptops, they're, and I was like, "They do phones? No, no, no. Different. No, different no, 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 different Razor. Different Razor." Different razor. Are you? How could it be the different razor? No, Motorola razor, spelled differently. All oh, this stuff. right. But okay. they yeah. make phones too, and I didn't realize they made phones. They do, and that don't don't They're buy garbage. don't buy a razor phone. <laughs> but razor as a Motorola thing, uh-huh. they are now bringing it back as a foldable phone. Oh, uh, I love the. I love I it. See. So yeah, it, it is because you know now about the, the, the foldable screen phone. Foldable screen yep, phone. Right. So they're taking the razor form factor. Uh-huh. Right, and now it's like a flip up and a super long yeah. screen. It's the Star Trek in me. I love those flip. Yeah, up. it is <laughs> basically the they're they're bringing it back yeah. as a razor phone. I'm like, it's fucking great. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm ready for. It's going to gonna not, break in yeah. about five seconds. Right. Have you seen the Samsung? Yeah, I've seen it. Have yeah. you physically held it? It's two thousand it dollars. It's it's big money. It well, looks hold like on a second. Uh, let me, Chris, it's nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> 1980, actually. Okay. That's not $2,000. That sounds like $2,000 to me. <laughs> it's a discount. It's a discount. It's no, exactly it looks stuff. definitely like one of those objects that you will absolutely break within a month and a half. Yeah, and it did. So <laughs> so what a, happened when they the first – I know because I, I, I listen to a lot of technology stuff. and I, I So they basically released this phone earlier this year and they gave it to a bunch of people to review in the press. 
everyone in the press broke their phone yeah. within like a week. And they're they like, they sorry, we'll make you a good it phone all. now. And they're like, a lot of people peeled the thing back thinking it was yeah, the plastic it, covering. Yes. Oh, it was the thing that keeps it from it was the, shattering? It was, it was actually the actual it was the protecting screen. the screen. <laughs> oh. And then, another, and then uh, what, another thing that happened, because that happened, and then the guy, uh, uh, Dieter Baum at The Verge, who is the, uh, main, uh, one of the main uh, technology guys there, he did not do that because he saw, oh, shit, I don't want to peel it back. But then his screen broke because a piece of sand crept into the crease and, like, cracked. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like – Fulcrum to the part. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like you just – like a little thing snuck in there and as you unfold it, uh, click, yeah. it, like, broke the freaking screen. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah, this oh, is not – technology. Yeah. Uh, no, the razor, the razor was the razor was cool though. I have to say that was a good fun. When I was oh, in high school, everybody wanted to have one. Dude, yeah. I, I had a razor. Like, did you? The, the, I did. Uh, like I'm, I am definitely tired of everything looking like an iPhone. Like it, the all all phones look exactly or a bigger the same. iPhone, just like yeah, increasing. Just, like, exactly. Have you seen the roll up? The roll up TV. The roll up TV. <sighs> Why would Panasonic? you roll up the TV in the okay. first place? Panasonic. So, uh, I don't know who it's makes it. It's like a it. carpet TV. I, uh, so, <laughs> so the whole point of these uh, types of screens mm-hmm. is that they're flexible, mm-hmm. right? So the OLED screens are flexible if you design them in a specific way. Right. So what they do is they make this TV. Imagine um, a cardboard uh, or a, a rectangular thing that, that sits um, like a tube, right? Yeah, right. Like a uh, poster. Right. Yeah. And then what happens is this mechanism that rolls it out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just ima- – no, imagine a, a, a large box that's on the bottom, rectangular like saran wrap. And then it rolls out as a TV and then it rolls back in. Oh, man. Oh, man. And then basically it's – Like the, why would you ever roll your TV down? I don't understand. Because then imagine you have, you're at the foot <laughs> – imagine you're at the foot of your bed. <laughs> right. And you roll out a TV – that comes yeah, up in front of your bed. Yeah, we had these shitty TVs in the 80s when it would be like it would come out of the base of the bed, and then one of the things breaks, and then the TV's halfway out, and you're like, eh, it wasn't worth all that money on cocaine. And then that's the end of it. So like, I mean, if you have the roll-up TV, just leave the TV out. That's what I would do. And then it rolls back down. I roll you... it back down. You're okay. going to watch it. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> think it, think, about this. Watch think about this way. You mm-hmm. have your beautiful house in Malibu. Uh-huh. Right. You have the view of the beach and the sunset, etc. You look at it. Sun goes down. It's dark outside. Roll up your TV. Watch CNN. Right. Roll back down. Watch the sunset again. This, this makes almost as much sense as having a refrigerator that you have to wait to come up out of the floor. Like, uh, wh- but why? it's not coming out of the floor. <laughs> it's literally at the foot of your bed. Uh, I don't know, man. I just put put it someplace else. I'm, I'm an old man. What do you want? That's what I'm just going to grump. I actually, <laughs> stupid technology. I don't even need wheels. I kind of need a roll-up TV. <laughs> oh man, oh man, I'm I'm not unimpressed by the technology. <laughs> no. I'm definitely for it. I just and like and how do you keep it from like uh, being rolly? Like, is it going to be like a wrist snap? Like, what what do you do? Like, do you have to have the big machine to roll it out for you? You can just carry this around like in a little architectural. No, no, tube. no, no. It's 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 a piece of furniture still. Yeah. All right. Let me know when it, when it's fully. But ro- it can become at bigger sizes though, right? So it's a hundred inch. Well, imagine a 100-inch TV that's basically just a giant tube and it rolls out. It's just a screen. It's a rollout screen. But the TVs now, though, are super thin. Like, I've seen some Oh, yeah, yeah. This, t- this TV, you can, like, it's like, you know, plastic. Like, it's flexible. It's crazy. See, what I want for your Malibu window is I want the window to be the television set. 
Oh, right. That's that makes sense to me. And I turn it off, and it's a window. And I turn it on, it's my television. But there are set. things like that, like that fog up. Oh, I did that. So my my hotel in in Bulgaria mm-hmm. in Sofia, pretty interesting, right? So I was sitting there, and I was like in the hotel, and then the bathroom. Uh, it had a I, toilet that came up out of the floor. Nope. And you had to wait for it. Bathroom <laughs> had is all glass around the so bedroom. You close it, and then I'm like, well. Okay, so I mean, I'm by myself in this bedroom, but what if someone is with me, right? And I'm taking a shower or, or you know, taking a crap on the toilet, right? They can see me through this glass. Fox At up. which point, I realize there's a special button that you can push, and the entire glass fogs up. That's that's beautiful. That's really fun. Yeah. There was Slightly. a there was like, a like, there, yeah, yeah, there was like, a, I, I gotta take a crap, honey. Yeah. Click. There was a <laughs> bar. In, there was a, ba- a nightclub bar in New York in uh, Soho in the nineties with the door. And you didn't shut it right. Yeah, and you did shut it right. Nicole's got it right. Exactly. You went to that place. Tell Not in the this. 90s, no. Someone, someone well, no, in this. the 90s, it op- I forget the name of it. I remember. Yeah. I you have to shut though. the door. That's right. Go. Yeah. But people didn't realize that. That's right. And but it did. still was cool. At the time, in like 96, 97, that was like. So it was a clear door. Yeah, and you close it and it fogs up. I see. Okay. I think right. sandwiched between the glass is that it's just like a little thin yeah, LED. film. Uh, LCD. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, right. or you can get the cheap version where it's like you have to light the kettle, it steams up. And the steam slowly. Let's go back, slowly. Let's go back to DD. <laughs> Nicole, you were there during the bankruptcy phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's a good time. That's so, a good time. Uh, uh, John Texter oh God. Uh, had, had a. <laughs> my Bless hero. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Which guy? Thank you. John Texter, <laughs> who was the CEO of DD before he bankrupted the company. After allegedly. Scott Ross. Or, no, it's either, he, yeah, he bought it from DD. Scott Ross. Yeah. Did he allegedly bankrupt the company or actually bankrupt the company? No, he bankrupted the company. I believe he actually, by, legally actually did this. He yeah. legally to actually having to say allegedly. Yeah, no. He went through bankruptcy court, so I, I believe this he, is, yes. So. Yeah. But his office had all of these LED type screen things right. Right. where he, like, of all the money we made on Tron, mm-hmm. he spent it on his office renovation, <laughs> which sick. had uh, um, uh, these uh, – so that he could sync it so that the music would – of his windows in his office would play to the tempo of the music to his iPhone or whatever it was. What? That's great. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't get that. I'm sorry. So – his window, his windows would tint up and down like an equalizer to the tempo of his music. That's so. So, so he, he could sync oh his uh, sync his iPhone uh, uh, to employees getting laid off on the beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what I was. <laughs> what does he do now? <laughs> Bankrupting another company. He, I mean, he's done. Is he's a serial bankruptor? I mean, I don't know. No, I'm saying way too much. I don't know. This is being recorded and being on the internet, so I'm liable to whatever. But allegedly, whatever. all this is true. Allegedly, we don't actually know. We don't John actually Texter, know. Maybe a John Texter, whatever. We take it all back. It's Scott Ross will back me up of all this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh sure he's God. a great fellow. Mm-hmm. But it was a tricky time to be at DD. It was a tricky time. Uh, it was a tricky time, and we survived it. And uh, honestly speaking, let's go back to uh, 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 Zodiac. Mm. Uh, I was actually pretty impressed with how Ed Ulbrich dealt with that situation. Oh yeah, no, Ed, Ed's yeah, definitely, I agree. You know, because I I have my my issues with Ed. 
honestly speaking, and I'm not afraid to say this, I he's have my issues. Too handsome. Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> he the kind of. You the, can say that I much. had a friend of mine who said, like, he's the kind of person when you shake your hands, you count how many fingers you have back. <laughs> right? Ed, we love you. We know we listen to the show. I, but, but, when that, when shit went down with the company, Ed, like, showed his 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 uh his loyalty to making sure that company succeeded yeah. oh absolutely right? no it, it's a great dude it, yeah it, it and, really and, did that, and that and and when we went through that bankruptcy i had not seen a many people and I, I remember eddie and 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 uh and brian and those guys were like cheering for ed like i was like oh my god yeah i would never have thought that all these guys were sitting there cheering for that company and right? like even as someone that you know because Rotopaint was very secluded from the majority of DD. Yeah, for you were very doing Rotopaint at that time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and so then they moved us over into the you stage take area. The, it's the pressurized elevator that was down somewhere <laughs> deep underneath Santa Monica. The, keep the gremlins <laughs> exactly. in the basement where they belong, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw food down the well. Don't go there <laughs> unless you desperately yeah. have to, yeah. and then we the witches will make actually? potions yeah, for true. you. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. We'll, they'll, they'll get a cauldron out. It's fine. Uh, but like. Yeah, I didn't know hardly anything. I I was a kid mm -hmm. going through all of this. Right. And so I was just like, what the hell is going on? Right. Is this how it normally works? <laughs> is this every company? No. <laughs> no. But so I've been through that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, yep. it's standard in our industry. But go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, then, how, it's how bad collapsing companies work. <laughs> That's true. Go ahead, That's Nicole. That is true. That is true. But um, – yeah, so just being there and having Ed actually speak plainly about what was happening yeah. and be really Every day. forthright and and meet with people like it it did get a little bit oppressive with like I was like okay I'm not I cannot go to this meeting right now I yeah. have to do some stuff but the fact that he wanted to do those meetings yeah. and he was there for them and he was actually answering questions which is not something that yeah he was straight up you know more management has. Well, yeah, Done. I mean, like the other guys would get up there forward. and talk about how great it was. They were building this school in Florida to blah, blah, blah. And, and like, I've seen people just oh talk around the questions, yeah. right? Like yeah. someone well, will ask pivot, a question pivot, and pivot. just like, yeah. no, well, yeah, I, we're great. Yeah, yeah I, I remember like, you know, it was interesting because I was always the one at that time that was like, hold on, I have a question. Like I was, I was like firsthand raised in a lot of things and then Ed got used to that. Right. Um, and uh, so he says, Chris, yes, what's your question? And that was became a thing, right? right? Like it became a thing between he and I like, like doing that. And what was fascinating is because I was the – I don't know why. I, I just – I'm just a guy who wants to ask the questions. I don't want to just like – I just want to do my job and get out. I, like I cared about the people I work for. I cared about Nicole. I cared about you. I cared about everyone, right? right? Uh, and And I thought that – like I'm going to ask the questions to all these people who have been asking me at Highballers Night. Like yeah. under, you know, yeah. I was going to ask the questions that those people didn't necessarily feel they were going to ask. I, like I'll take the risk. I'll ask the question, right. right? And so I did it, and I think Ed recognized that. So after I don't know if you know this, but after every meeting, he would come to me and sit at my desk and say, "Did I answer your question?" I did not know that actually. And he 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 said. Uh, because he knew that I would talk to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Right? right? That makes and sense. And so yeah. he wanted to make sure that I would go back to you guys and say, you know, this is what I think. Right. And so he would 
every day he would come to my desk and ask me, what are people talking? What about? are people talking about? And what are you doing? And I'm like, and I didn't, I didn't feel myself as an ambassador. I felt like, you know, I was I wasn't the what's the you know the, uh, Norma Ray, right? I wasn't the Norma yeah, Ray exactly. of the situation. That's, but I felt that was like a big thing. Like I I wanted to answer those questions, yeah. and and he did it. He gave he gave me very honest answers, yeah. uh, honestly speaking, because. You know, at that point, he had nothing to lose, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing that I appreciated about him. He wasn't trying to. He was trying to. He was like, "This is the situation, Chris. You know, right. this is what's going on." And like, did I help? And I was like, "Yeah." And then he and I would laugh about. There were some people who asked, like, "So okay, so we're going through bankruptcy. Does this mean that we're not going to get bagels on Friday?" Right? I remember that. <laughs> And he and actually, actually it was one of those oh meetings when I was there. I mean, and, so, and he, and he still, yeah. he, were you there you know, on that one? And, and, and it, was year, it was no. years, years, years later. When the gardener he, asked this He's no longer a DD. He's a method. And he's yeah. like, I still remember that stupid ass question. And someone's like, Yeah, it's really dumb. This is what we deal with. Like, does, I was at one. No I was at one of I'm those meetings, scared. and the gardener, like or some of the guys was. that works ground crew, was <laughs> right. asking about you know getting the tiger by the tail. Right, and it oh was God. like, I remember that it was like right when uh, the Isotoner gloves people, Marino, <laughs> right. Bought the place, two thousand six oh, and seven. That's a different meeting. Yeah. But yes. That was different, but yes, I do remember that. Six or seven, yeah. they sold the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the football player in Miami bought it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, shit. What's his name? Dan uh, Marino. Dan Marino. Yes. And then one of the guys wearing a kind of like a straw hat, yeah. yards guy. He was working the yard on grounds. He was like, you know, we just gotta grab the tiger by the tail, mm-hmm. and when we swing that tiger around. And Fast we, enough that we rise up in the air, yeah, like a helicopter, like, man. you know, and that's it, and, and seize the moment, and yeah, you know, bet. grab the tiger by the tail. Thanks for the question, great question. Next one, but this right. one, you can just see the dais, <laughs> and you're like, all right, these guys are full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. yeah. Who was? So, I think I know that person, by the way, that you were you're talking the about bagel, that the asked, bagel, that the, asked the, the question. The bagel, the bagel question? question. I think I know. Somebody really asked that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Someone it asked. Was a thing. I remember standing there and going like. Oh, this is what you want to ask about the situation? Very because important. you may, not, you may not get a paycheck next week yeah. and you're worried about bagels. Yeah. Am I going to, yeah, exactly. I think it's uh, – no, What's it's, interesting it's about – What's interesting about the bagels. every time I've worked – I always sensed when I first got into this business that it was always going to be like – because it's so such a young industry mm. and then a lot of the people you can tell or at least some of the leaders, the leadership – you, I felt I was never – I was always prepared for like – Catastrophe. Catastrophe. Right. Because there were a lot of low-voltage folks who were <laughs> running these businesses, yeah. every, these places I worked at. Well, and yeah, I like think the, this was like my first introduction oh to my that God, kind of Oh, death of hope. Thing. And I was like, yeah. there's no way these guys – they'll be bankrupt or whatever. And so I was always like, yeah, this, this is going to last them eight months because it was like there is always going to be this problem. Well, the, the business model was to uh, get young new people and burn them out. And that's underpay right. them really and until they were well yeah. okay, mm-hmm. hold on hold on hold on let's look about it as a business point it's not mm-hmm. that's not the business way of doing things oh, no I, I'm saying that's bad business no <laughs> that's what that is not doing. what they're trying to do they're, the point is that it's a very competitive industry 
and there's a 3% margin. Right. Right. It's a terrible business model. Right. So you tend to Do overwork not people. start a visual get effects young company. people that you can pay very cheaply. Right. Then you overwork them and they get burnt out. That's the only That's way to survive is to do that as a business model, right. which is exactly what John Texture said. It's like, how do I make that even better? I'm going to start a school yeah. and have people pay to work on movies. <laughs> right. Super and legal. therefore, <laughs> now legal. I'll make money. And literally, that's what he said, at which point la, they were like, la, like la, la. <laughs> slave labor, yeah, right? That that's the one in St. Augustine, right? Listen, that's yeah, not super uh, legal. And I want to know if there's going to be bagels. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, that that happened, yeah. right? Yeah. And and But John was like, you know, sorry, Ed really paid attention, you know, and he was like, I, he was invested in digital domain. He no, was that, he was a hundred percent invested. Right. Like I, uh, no matter what I do at this point, no matter what sleazy deals I had to do to get to do do all the movie yeah, I mean, things. He's a mover and a shaker. And he's a mover and a shaker. He's an advertising guy. Yeah, he comes from advertising, right? Absolutely. So, but at that specific moment, he was like, "I I'm going to save this company. Yeah, that is my company, goal, and that's what he that's and what he did was. it. Yeah, he did it against the biggest odds in the world. Yeah, what does he do now? Uh, he's at method. He, he's at method. method. He he runs all post productions at Deluxe. Yeah, well, that's a big. That's a big job. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know what's going on at Deluxe right now because Deluxe is actually going through bankruptcy and on its own. Uh, man, oh man! I was actually just there. Yeah. When all of that news news broke, so like I had to hear Ed talking to and the you're staff. Like, oh my god! It's <laughs> I was like, it's very familiar to me. <laughs> so I've been through two of those, but. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was weird. It's still weird. Like there's yeah. still people that we know there. Like, yeah, it's different. Basically, what they're doing, according to what I've read in the news, and Nicole, you can correct me, but uh, is that the people that are liable for money that they've owned are turning that back into equity. I think you're right in saying that. Yeah. So so That's basically, so like correct. instead of basically like oh. We owe you a bunch of money. Instead of owing you a bunch of money, we're just going to give you more equity into, into the, the company. company. Right, right. And right. so that is how they are avoiding bankruptcy. What happens to the company? I don't even know. But then I think they – right. this is all – There's just, only so much they equity they can give out. bankruptcy yeah, right. recently. And, and do you have any voting rights or anything like that on decision-making? If you get equity, it's like having stock. Do you get any rights to make a decision like if they're going to do something? No, you get a free DVD copy well, of Percy Jackson. Well, the, here's the thing, right? <laughs> so so if you look at these companies, right? If you look at the companies like like Lux and uh, 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 you know Technicolor, et cetera, all these companies, right? Mm -hmm. The fact is they are, all, they are all based on the concept of the movie theater yeah. and uh, and uh, uh, distribution of DVDs and physical media, right? Good investment. But they're, but they're owned by <laughs> – weren't they owned by Ron Perlman at one point? I hope so. That must – let's say that's true. Wait, Regardless uh, of that being true, that, let's say it's what true. What the fuck? I don't know what – no. <laughs> by Hel we're Ron call Perlman. Him Hellboy from now on. That's his name. Ron <laughs> Perlman owns Technicolor? <laughs> no. Deluxe. Ron Perlman different owns Ron Deluxe. Perlman. Yeah, it's not not Hellboy. Ron Perlman. Different Ron Perlman. Oh, okay. Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, was like Hellboy why is he owns, still owns <laughs> Deluxe. He's Ron, you don't money. need to do that, man. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay. Deluxe. I, I, you can correct me. Deluxe, I think, was bought because 
I talked to a guy who was part, uh, he knew somebody I know back east, and mm-hmm. we were just talking, mm-hmm. and he works with him, uh, Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. doing uh, money equ- uh, structures. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was deluxe, and it was like five, six, seven, eight years ago, but uh, he basically owned Maybelline, right? Right. Maybelline, and, right. and he was a big hedge, I think he did hedge funds, but he, big money guy. And he was, um, investing in a lot. So I think he bought that company as kind of an investment and then they started buying up all these other smaller places right. under one umbrella. Yeah. I, it's not Technicolor, it's Deluxe. Yes, Technicolor is... Yeah, totally different. And so that's it, but it was a New York... Technicolor and Deluxe, fund. two different companies. They're that's competitors. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. But the thing is, that was that's where it came from. He was like a big sure. uh, hedge fund investment. So it was a huge corporation in new york diversifying their money and they just but like the, a big but shark. the thing is like those companies are 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 legacy companies right and i'm not saying that color by deluxe you see in the movie right yes. and that's right. all good right uh and uh think about it like kodak right they mm-hmm. haven't necessarily adapted to the new method where like hmm, people may not be going to theaters right Right, people may not be doing those types of things, so yeah. there is an enormous amount of uh, content that people are absorbing that are not necessarily movie theaters, right? right? Uh, movies like Undone, or that we, or not movies like series yeah. that like Undone, everything's done for streaming, for streaming about film prints. You don't yeah. have I gotta to watch about. this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, Undone. It's yeah. a show. It's, uh, it's made a made by show. the BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yep. For, for first episode, I was like, okay. Yeah. By the time I got the second, third episode, I'm like, oh, shit. And that's another thing, right? Like if you look at this content, this is all based serialized. So there's a lot of quote-unquote features that are like six-part features. Right, right. They give you enough time to to develop characters. This is what we used to – like we were talking about way before is like – that all the stuff is going to boil down to being essentially miniseries, right? right. Which are mm-hmm. essentially just long movies, right? Which I'm all for. If yes. you, yeah, because like the, the, uh, I think that people, I think that people generally are, and this is also true for. Uh, how but Netflix it's hard is, to get through the first two series because it's all about character development. Yeah, right? well, th- this is the thing: is you don't unless like, you already I, know who the character I, is. I do not believe in the idea of you need whatever three seasons and fourteen nope. hours to develop a character, like. Godfather, totally developed within an hour. That's interesting because <laughs> – Like you got that guy. Yeah, but that's just money talking because that, I literally was had a meeting about that last week. Right. About my project and it's – they're like, it'll be four – no, four, they want to have four seasons. And I'm like – It is so much better. mark this because I have to go to the restroom. No, you can go. We'll talk. Uh, yeah, no, we've got so stuff. Our, so sound engineer is stepping doing? out <laughs> and uh, he's just going to – he's such a great guy. What are we – we, I always have some things twice, mm, three sorry. times, but it's fine. But yes, so uh, this is this is so it's like it doesn't really need it's it shouldn't be, and you uh, you know, I it, it I didn't create it that way, right? And that's kind of how I wanted it the most. Twelve or eleven? Well, yeah, this is because I think this is starting to line up with um, with like Netflix's actual needs, right? Because they, in order to maintain a subscriber base need to keep on coming up with new shows. That's how they get new subscribers. And so that's why they kill everything at three seasons. Like, even if the show is doing super well, they're just like, well, let's, yeah, let's close Our up. whole concept was, well, not ours, my concept. Yeah. It basically was like, it's uh, 
it's this season, and then the second one is this, you know, it's a different house. Right, 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 right. And but so this is, yeah, that's exactly, – but they're, like, not, they're not hooking to that different house. They're right. like, we'll just do the first – Right. Your first season for four seasons, three seasons. Yeah, like TV, like TV people still think in terms of like how long can we – like how, how tall can we make the sandwich? Yeah, but it's, it's shitting yeah. where you sleep. Yeah. Can you not just uh, do – my thing is, is like this world is 11 shows. And right. at the most twelve, right. and that's it. Right. And it, that's where I think it becomes. It's really beautiful. And Short, shorter I've been is taking, better. <laughs> I, shorter I've is been, better. I'm fifty-two. Shorter is tighter. For the past two years, I've been writing and developing a show. Yeah. And so I quit my job a year ago, mm-hmm. and I'm twelve hours a day in my studio working on this. Yeah. And and it's beautiful. It's great. And it might happen. I don't know. It's but happen. the point is, you know, but. It's now people like, oh, let's put money together and do it, which is I've never really talked about. But it's just been it's been a lot of selling personal stock and trying to keep my family afloat. Keep it, get that thing rocking, sure. And at the same time, I could say, oh yeah, we'll do three seasons. I'll take the money and run. But it's like, no, it will destroy what you've created. Yeah, it's like no, this is one season. Yeah, this is a vision. And the that you whole have, umbrella is movie. there's an it's based around a house. Mm-hmm. There's another house at a different time period. Well, the thing is there are, there, there are plenty of models season. like this that and work so very well. So that's my thing. Like there's yeah. a, like for instance No, no, we'll take the first season and stretch two, it out for 3. There's a minimum of two shows I can think of that work by the model that you're describing. Dude. Right, and well, I write it in my deck. You can you can have uh, there's the Haunting of Hill House, right? Yes. Giant right, successful yeah. thing that is one story done, one season, new story New characters yes. next season. Uh, 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 what is it called? The other horror show that was on uh, with uh, American Horror Story. American Horror American Story. Horror story. It's a new story. New story every single season. I might have the, to uh, emphasize that in the deck because yeah, I use feud. Yeah, and I know the second one didn't get off, but the concept of that. Yeah, no, where, it's perfectly and because the is, feud is about um, those two characters, mm-hmm. but you don't really see a lot of whatever happened to Baby Jane, right? Or, or the movie, right? You don't have to see the movie in order to, to watch that. The, 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 I think that people are finally – like all the stuff that I used to bitch about wildly on um, – what was your podcast Chris? name, Chris? I was going to say – CG Garage. CG Garage. Go to CG we, Garage we've and gone, to the podcast. We've gone about 40 <laughs> minutes without talking about Zodiac. So we should actually – I have – no, I have, I have it. I have it waiting out here. I have, I, I have the transition waiting out here. It's, 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 it's right, ready to go. Right, okay. um, My other podcast is called CG Garage. Yes. It's so an interview we, podcast we, we have talked where about we this. actually do engage with our you know guests. Yes, it's Nicole right now. Conversation. <laughs> We're getting right to it. This is it. I have the turnaround and it's coming. All right, it's part of the statement that I'm Let me see you deliver this. Give me a gift. Give me the landing. Okay, so now we have talked about this. Uh, my my feelings about streaming, etc. My my evolving feelings about streaming. Yep. That I believe that people are finally uh, starting to realize that endless, like literally endless stories, get boring, and that's why TV series die out. And so things now on Netflix and everything is going towards less seasons, much less seasons, and shorter seasons, and even shorter episodes because. You get more compacted, more interesting storylines that actually end, which is satisfying. Uh, and so you see that's the talk of the town now when you start to talk about developing shows. And I 
totally encourage this. I think it's excellent. And you see things like, say, Chernobyl and all this stuff. Yeah, the fridge, yeah exactly. Which is a big Thank fucking you. movie. Okay, this is like that is a that's yeah. that's a big movie. Do you remember Shogun? Right? Shogun, Shogun, exactly. Miniseries Shogun. are long Mi- movies. Miniseries, long movie. They have a beginning, a middle, and end. It really set and roots, roots exactly. All this roots was roots, the first this big is one. The, this roots is the was the first big one. Exactly. Thank you. All this stuff is coming back in, and people feel, oh, it's a fucking story, and now it's really satisfying. Yeah, and then I can I can enjoy it over the week. Right, exactly. And yeah. uh, and right? I get a sense of closure, and it was really good, and then I can move on to the next thing. This happens to fit with Netflix's model, which is because they need new subscribers. That's why they're shortening their seasons, so they can turn over new shows as new advertisement to get new subscribers. Right. Like, that's the three-season three, three season limit that they're doing. So, uh, with that, in thinking about Zodiac, here it comes. Oh. What's one of the big, successful hits on Netflix that is also a critical hit? Mindhunter. Mind yes. And Mindhunter, when, like, I love Mindhunter, loved season two. And watching Zodiac again, I was like, not only is this, you know, proto Mindhunter. Yeah, you, you know, can see so much of it. Right. This is the, like, I would make the bid to say that this movie, even though it was not a hit when it came out, uh, this is the beginning of the change in TV that we see for streaming. That's interesting, interesting because I just was thinking, you imagine think, if they made do you this think, a series. No. Do you think that a Zodiac would have been more yes. like if they played it out over yes. a six I hour just, yes like this, it would this, have actually been better Chloe because he could have digested a lot of that a the wife issues a lot of for Jake Gyllenhaal and Chloe you could easily make this longer you and have it stretch that out a little bit more and yeah. still not lose the fear exactly. and the kind of obsessiveness like, right. it's just it was very quick with that oh the kids are gone Right. Yeah. You know, right. and I understand it because he was obsessive, but yeah. it'd be this nice is, to see a little this bit is more. This the shortest version of Robert works, Downey Jr. Right. You could easily make this longer and have it work as well. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that, that Fincher thought really long and hard on how to make this movie work with a name, a movie format to sell to movie theaters. Right. And then he's like, you know, fuck this. <laughs> like I can just do yeah, this on television. Yeah, because it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can just do this on okay. television. Okay, let's take go my back. Time. Let's go back. Let's go back mm-hmm. because this is modeled after uh, all the precedents men. Mm-hmm. Should all the precedents men been made into a six-hour miniseries? I mean, I think it would be great that way. Like, I think. Hold that- on, Nicole. Uh, she just oh, started. I'm, I'm like, eh, no, not really. I don't. Yeah. I just. I like the construction of that movie as. As a a film versus right, just right. as a series, I you know you it's a different thing. Right. Um, watching two guys hunt down clues in a newspaper format and just speaking to people versus like you're seeing a serial killer. Right. And the actions right. that happen. The serial killer the in that movie. It's is a little bit. Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's I just doing all the president's men. He's, he's outside he, of the he's, movie. He's outside of the movie. All the entirely. president's men felt. Uh, uh, I think what was interesting about it is that it felt. Uh, 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 urgent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was like, I got to get all this information. Oh my God. Like you felt the urgency of the reporter of like this overflow of information, trying to turn that into a story. Right. What was different about uh, Zodiac is that every time you, you, you cut to the next scene is like four and a half months later, whatever. Right. So you never like, there's four and a half months between what I just saw and what I didn't see in all the president's men. It was like, there's two minutes between every cut right. scene. Right. So right. it was a different sense of urgency, right? All the president's men had an urgency to it in terms of the timeline. Right. Because this shit's going down. Right. With Zodiac is like, we got a little information. The pressure goes off of, Z- of finding the Zodiac yes. in every other part of the movie except yeah. for the characters. Well, they get sucked into the – it's like the cops 
They, but well, but on. it felt like all the president's men, even though there was four months between every yeah. episode. Right. So I would like they were like, oh, I'm back into it. And like four months went by, right? Between the last scene and this scene, and he and and the that was one thing that I had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, four months would between? go between the two scenes, uh-huh. but yet. As the action would continue, it felt like it was just as urgent between those two scenes. Well, like, you don't think that's? I think that's great. I think that's a bonus for the movie because, like, you're sensing what the character is sensing. Like, time is just going by. Like, the kids are literally growing up on screen, and they don't notice at all. Like, you did the, you really the see energy, the kids growing up on screen? Like, well, they don't exist, and then they exist. <laughs> so yes, like they like he is not paying attention to them at all. Like he's being driven and he's like four months. Of, like he's giving off the vibe of like, what do you mean four months have gone by? Like that's one of the great, in fact, they, they make a scene out of this concept in the very beginning when they're like, when they first get the letter and it's like FBI headquarters, 1030 in the morning, blah, 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 1030, turn 1038. And then they go, go click, 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 click through all these different time frames in a single day and a half. And then it cuts to uh, the breakfast nook of blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And they're the ones that solve the crime. But everybody else is tight and going from like, we have to get this solved immediately. And then it, they can't solve it. And then it just ends up over here in this breakfast, breakfast nook where it's solved. Yeah. Right. right. And so the yeah, movie, that, was in, that was brilliant, actually. Yeah. And so I think that the movie just continues that theme where it's just like they, Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't even realize how much of his life is going by. Everybody else in his family realizes that. Do you think you could have had just as much suspense and if you had pared down uh, – some of the other characters, like if you had pared down Goose and Ruffalo, and meaning <laughs> I like, yeah. a, I like <laughs> we can just call them Goose, Goose, Goose and Ruffalo. But the, but the point Lowe, is, yeah. if we had just tracked more of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, I, th- I think it, you run into a structural problem. I think it's actually Goose and the Hulk. Goose and the Hulk. Yeah. I think you run into a structural problem because uh, those guys have to deliver a certain kind of information, and they need it back and forth. And then the other guys need a back and forth. They both need partners to talk. Yeah, but off he's the, the observer, Jake, who at the end of it just wants to stand in front of the guy. Right, right, right. D- That's why all the other guys fall away. Yeah, but right? but, but earlier because he stars on, as the spine little if you, sketch artist, and right. he kind of picks up the information, and he's just kind of picking up people just as in the same manner. I think there's too much information to convey to lean it all on. Well, one that's character. the thing. There's too much information, but if you had brought it down to this obsessive thing and his reaction to it and narrowed that scope down and you still get the information and the murders and so forth and watch his family because you're following his obsessive path right it's the same obsessive way as the killer who yeah, no, I feel who picked I feel all that. the numbers and the codes and shit like that I don't, it's the I, same mirror i would i would not take away any of these characters i think it's this movie is the only movie that works like this i think it's i think it's such a unique weird machine and it dealt, because of that it's it doles out so much info and it makes me every time I watch it, I'm like, these are all little things that I am obsessive about now. Every little bit that they put out there. And if you had to winnow it down to a single character, you'd lose a bunch of that and you'd lose the momentum that I have. Well, there was a lot of I felt it. like the the punch for me was when uh the character said, I you know, this is it, I'm done. Right. You know. I didn't get to know him enough to feel the impact between his those two characters. Mm-hmm. I understood it because it's in a book and he dropped out in 75. Right. So there was a there were some missed moments emotionally like man, I can't believe he's gone. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, why would he leave? What does that say about am I being too obsessive about this? Would this be solved this? by being a little longer then? 
It would either uh, – here's the deal. If you mm. kept it – for me, if you kept it the way it is in terms of like how, you know, the way the characters come in and out, I, I would stretch it out to maybe four – Give it another couple of hours. Yeah, like yeah. four – five hours, like right. five season, five uh, shows. Five episodes, yeah. Five episodes. Right. Um, but if you were going to do it for this, I still think you could have uh, been – followed this obsessive – because no, the best yeah. moments are like when he's at the – you know, I wanted to know more about because he was stumbling into things that the cops weren't. The cops were just frustrated a lot, right. and then they never talked to each other. The best cop scene is when they they were at the mill in in that place or the the uh, factory, and the guy shows up with the boots. Oh, it's and with the, oh my yeah. god! It's the best Incredible. fucking moment. That's all you need. With the amazing, and it's just uh, like what would so be good. great is to see that, and then Jake is like, well. well do you have this? Oh, I think the Vallejo's got it. Right. right so it's right, like, right. wow, you just had them, and yet they Man, can't do anything. Can here we to- just give a shout out to? I think it's Elias Codius, the, the guy, the, yeah. bald, the balding guy. Yeah. Like he, who plays the, the cop, not just the killer. The killer is also great. That's uh, the guy from Fargo who plays uh, her. Yeah, I don't know his name. Oh, the, guy, yeah, the Vallejo great. cop. But the Vallejo cop, yes. when he's just like, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, check on that. And he's like, you can see it. his brain's yeah. like, can we arrest him right now? <laughs> no, but they, there was information. Yeah. They didn't it's know so that he was it's interviewed prior. Yeah. So with that, right. it's almost like Jake Gyllenhaal was the guy picking up all the breadcrumbs obsessively right. when things they were dropping and kind of making something out of it. And in the end, the thing was he didn't even want the to see justice. In, he just thing, wanted to see him. No, no, no. The thing that was interesting because it, it, it played more towards the last third of the movies, like – he stopped caring about the investigation uh-huh. and cared more about the book. Right. Yeah. Because he became, he gets a new motivation. Essentially. Right. right. And, and his motivation and, and, and his book and his book was only there because he just wanted to fucking tell a story. Right. And he realized that the investigation, even though they had more than enough information, because of that. Interview right. as an example, but these are beautiful vignettes. For me, it's like absolutely like that arc between caring about his family and then now just caring about publishing a book right. is right. is what I missed. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I I feel like uh, if they either reduced a lot of those, right? Because well, that, that's uh, that, I think that's where the television but that, thing that, that, comes in. It's that just was like, a where, thing, right? That, where, that, that was a conflict. That was out. a conflict in the diners. Like right. I am a cop and I have to go by evidence, yeah. and you just want to yeah and i love he says slow down dirty harry right like, he's calling jake gyllenhaal dirty harry right who is based on mark ruffalo yeah. <laughs> who is dirty harry right dirty harry. and so that was a fascinating little thing yeah. it's like oh right because like you just want to get the fucking story well and the thing is man like this movie and this is an all the presidents men comment both of these movies what's awesome about all the presidents men you know, every time i watch it is like all the presidents men the book like they only do half of that book in that movie, mm. and they tried to make the whole book work, where it's just like, and then we go and impeach Nixon, and blah, he resigns, and all that shit happens. And every time they tried to write that script, it was just boring. The second half was boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes a, makes for a good you know a reporting book, but it makes for a terrible movie. They realized that the punchline is the satisfaction of the final get where they know they got him. Like right. the rest of it is just. Fait accompli. Yeah, th- and so like when when you have uh Jason Robards on the lawn at the end of the movie and he's just like, Listen, nothing's riding on this except for the Constitution of the United States and maybe the future of the country. But if uh you guys fuck this up again, I'm gonna get mad. Yeah. Then that's you just go, 
they won. <laughs> and you feel it. And in, and in this, in the end of the movie, in the paint store, like, the movie is so well designed that you go, he wins. He wins. He got him to look at him, and he looked at him funny. He and did. now I know it's the killer, and now I'm satisfied. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's I, totally incredible. The looks... I, mean, I, I can't imagine how many takes it took to get that. Oh, that guy, that actor, John, what's his name? John something. Like the bald actor who plays the... Uh, uh, the alleged killer. The alleged killer. Um, is so terrific and He's so good. subtle. He was in the, uh, the movie about the two guys hunting down, Woody Harrelson hunting down the uh, bank robbers. What is it? The yes. Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's. Oh, I saw. Did I tell you I saw that? It's good. It's really good. I liked it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, that was a very good movie. Um, Woody Harrelson. So, okay, I want to know, please, why, oh. why you wanted to bring this? Because we talked. Nicole and I talked about several movies uh, to to bring it, and she's like, she mentioned Zodiac, almost like, I want to talk about this film. Uh, I think it was just that it had been a long time since I'd watched it and it just started to kind of come up in my mind as something that I absolutely needed to watch again. It's so eerie to me. And so it just, the Lake Berryessa sequence just is is the biggest thing that sticks in my mind from the first time I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. And just watching is it's, it's so hor- horrifying. horrifying. It's during the it's during the day. Right. It's, no, I want to ask. Like, <laughs> oh, do do you get the see- same reactions <coughs> when I watch that? When I, like you know, like I, I saw. You just want to yell, run! Like they when she run, is on her side. Up. Yeah, but well, before, before that, came, she's like, yeah. she's like, he's he's over there. There's oh my god, he's got a gun. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But he's just behind a tree doing something. Yeah. No, it's it's okay. It's totally fine. Don't worry. There's a man here, and it's me. Just letting you know you're safe. Yeah. Oh shit, he's got a gun. Oh man, like I just have to point out one of my favorite gags in that is when uh, she says, uh, My boyfriend is in psychology. Like, uh, something like this. And he goes, and he corrects her? Pre law. <laughs> Pre law, actually. <laughs> like, I, I, I was just like, I hope you get stabbed, you asshole. <laughs> the no, well, he did. The thing he, is, and he did. He yeah. offers to write Congrats. a check, man. <laughs> yeah. So it says everything about his socioeconomic status, too. Right. Like, right, right. And just the look of them. I'll and, give you everything I have, and if you need more, I'll write you I'll a check. I'll write you a check. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have no idea about the real guy, and I don't want to speak bad about the actual person. The okay. character in the He's movie. In the there was a guy from my high school who wrote a check to somebody in Central Park in 83 because he got mugged. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's incredible. And everyone gave no, him. How shit. much did you write him a check for? I can't remember. I just remember everybody was giving. Like you're a fucking moron. He's like, I didn't care. I didn't want to yeah. beat the shit. Oh out. my god! My buddy <laughs> Keith wrote me a check for my birthday for one dollar. That's really? nice. That's very sweet. <laughs> I hope you cashed it. I hope you cashed it. Um, but okay. So uh, all right. So this was uh, this was a movie you wanted to talk about. Were you a Fincher fan before this? Yeah, I think I think that it, it just we had Mindhunter season two come out, and I binged that in like two days. That's uh-huh. great, right? I got addicted to that, and then also I have not just, seen that. Is that on? Prime? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, so season one and season two are out. They're now. both both great. Both, yeah, they're both, both great. Fantastic. Um, and for some reason, I think I realized it like last year. We have a large amount of Fincher films in our house between the two of us when yeah. we moved in together. I was like, we have this, and we have this, and we have this. So, you know. Wait, did Fincher actually make this movie? <laughs> <laughs> we have movies that he didn't even make that he now made. I was like, oh, okay. So um, it was partially that, and it's just, this is my favorite one. Just it's Your sticks, favorite Fincher. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, yeah, I think it's just best. I think it's just perfect. I just it I, is good. There's something also with me that I really enjoy. Uh, you know, historical based so do I. That's content. My favorite. Yeah. What, yeah. What are your favorite movies outside of this? Outside of yeah, this, what, what, what movies hit you? Outside of Fincher. Outside, outside of, of Fincher. Yeah. Oh. God. Okay, so this is really putting me on the spot because I have a difficult time when anybody asks me this immediately. <laughs> exactly. I'm overwhelmed. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Don't say favorite. Favorite is as to what are movies you enjoy. I love all kinds of different types of films. So when I was like, other suggestions I had for you is like yep. Interview with the Vampire. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, comedy wise, I love stuff like Mel Brooks, Old Things, Blazing oh, yeah. Saddles is amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just uh, want to talk about Young Frankenstein is one of my favorite movies yeah. also it, i think it's, it's like it's a little bit like kind of sort of macabre things for me like yeah, yeah. you know spooky things serial killers right. stuff like that i love scream we talked about earlier yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. are you you're a horror film person beetlejuice beetlejuice is amazing i love that my movie my it. aunt she's going as lydia deets <laughs> really Halloween, yeah. Jump in the line. there's people that we know from dd that actually did like a Beetlejuice getup a couple of years ago. Hmm. Brian Creasy and uh-huh. Rachel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did, you, did you ever see this? Uh-huh. Did you guys see this? Was it the, the tiny head? Did you do the tiny head? I no. Somebody, oh, man. Like so the, Rachel. The scene. Yeah, they did the wedding scene. Yes, and so okay. he I was loved, Beetlejuice and she went in the red dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I I watched that a lot as a kid, too. Just like my things like that. My 11-year-old daughter discovered that. And now she has a book. It's, his, it's the handbook for the recently deceased. She yeah. got my da- wife got her sketchbook, and so she's going as her for Halloween. That's great. My wife made the outfit, sewed it, and, with everything. Oh my god! I, I'm, a, I'm a huge That's fan a great of. Uh, she also outfit. went as Mothra, like f- when she was six. We hell put, yes. We yeah. made a Mothra outfit, and my wife sewed it, and I painted the wings. It was huge. It was amazing. Oh, I watched so much Godzilla when I was a child. So much. They just released the entire. It's set not of Criterion. all based on true story, but some of it is. True. Yeah, seventy percent, right? Depending upon the seventy yeah. to eighty percent. You know? I mean, they got a little more silly towards the end, but the first yeah. three movies are. I mean, they did actually have a nuclear bomb there. <laughs> yes, is true. And it's, it's a metaphor. We went to film. Tokyo so three years is, ago. Yes. My wife's Japanese, so mm-hmm. we went took our daughter to Tokyo, and I did a whole preparation at the hotel when we first arrived. Like, if Godzilla comes into the city, <laughs> these are the things that we have to work on: escape routes. She's right. like well, drugs of water. Where the exactly. Exactly. it depends on what kind of scenario we're in, where whether that's or not he's a bad right. guy or a good guy. Is it a nice guy know. Godzilla? Yeah. Or is it first movie? All Godzilla? those factors you got to take into play. Yeah, yeah. it's very right. true. Very true. Yeah. So yeah, what what, was it, what are the movies you watch the most? Like the ones you've seen the most? Um, so recently we just rewatched, and I've seen this multiple times. I could talk about that movie as well as Arrival. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Fuck! That's Good like movie. one of the movies Still in enough. recent memory. I just yep. like didn't pick up my phone. Didn't even. I wasn't watching it at home. I was like, well, if I get bored, you know, phone's here. He's yeah. the greatest yeah. living director. We have talked He's about so Dillanov extensively on this podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, extensively. I'm a he did Sicario. Yes, yeah. that was also another one. Like, 2049. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, prisoners. Yeah, absolutely. everything he does. Yeah, everything is gold. Dune. Dune coming out next year, next year, and the next Mike, year. Mike Hill, oh yes, was on this on this podcast. Oh yes, yes, yes. And he worked on uh, 2049 and Dune as well. Oh right? man, oh man, oh my god. The original yeah. Dune was uh, like the film David Lynch. version David was Lynch. David Lynch, but it was mm-hmm. also was it a miniseries? Is that correct? Yeah, no, it was a miniseries no. after that in the okay. 2000s, okay. right? Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, the Sci-Fi Channel did the miniseries version yes. of that and children. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I am I am a f- huge fan. Uh, uh, of David Lynch's Dune, 
I think that it's a really I like it. nifty movie. It's totally broken and doesn't work at the end, but no. it is a gorgeous, no, weird the movie. The beginning is great. Yeah. Like it the really, really, it's got a, but like Villeneuve is... They tried and failed. They tried and died. They tried and I died. I like uh, <laughs> Elephant <laughs> Man. Elephant Man's fantastic. Elephant Man. That's, and yeah, and uh, Blue Velvet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the been, Lynch been, films that I love. Yeah. Elephant Man. Are, are you a Wild at Heart fan? Uh, no, okay. I... You know, while at heart, I'm here too. By the way, I don't, yes. <laughs> don't worry about I'm, me. No, while at heart, I just have to bring it up because you Rocky said it. Good time. I hated while at heart when I first saw it, but I now you hate, love it. I now I love yeah, it. Yeah, you love it. It's so good. <laughs> the movie is. It so was good. one of those things like it, it was like what it was like. Your when, the thing that you brought up on uh, uh, don't look now. Don't look like, now. First I time hate that it. movie. I hate no. that movie. No, and then I realized like it was movie. like. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I hate it so much. I think I love it. Yes. Don't look <laughs> now. That's it, man. That was the, the uh, Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh naked, n- yes, naked Sutherland. D- naked Donald K- Sutherland. K. Guapo. K. Guapo. Um, so. Yeah, that was um, – you know what's interesting? Let's talk about this quickly, Chris. Do you mind if I talk? Just a second. No. Okay. I'm, it's, it's okay. Um, but uh, art direction, at least like you're talking about the Dune – with uh, David Lynch and it's like Dune and Brazil all those type of the way the props were and like oh, yeah. all the yeah. setups and Baron Munchausen of the oh, 80s yeah. there's something <laughs> yeah. so beautiful yeah. about uh, the so the dense fan- they're so baroque you know yeah baroque yeah. and even Good like word. Peter Greenaway films yep yeah, yeah. yeah. like The Cook The Thief and Belly of an Architect Belly of an Architect yeah. like yeah. there was something about the props and the way stuff was done um yeah, that's a, that's a real period. The whole the eighties really did that. They encouraged artists that did that. Well, they were theater designers. Yeah, like really, really big. Labyrinth. And labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah, exactly. All Thought that I stuff. love that movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, have you seen by the way the Dark Crystal show? Yes, uh, my daughter and I have been watching that. Is, is it good? I have not is seen it. Is it good? It's huh? it's it's really good. But I just had to stop. I was like, hey, can we just finish this another time? Because I'm getting very sad watching genocide occurred. Oh, man, it's a genocide <laughs> movie. Like, oh, a puppet genocide? Yeah, well, I only made it through the first episode. I don't know what your... My, we went through the whole thing. You oh, went yeah. through the whole thing. I've heard it's... The rest of it's incredible. I, it's I really the, want to the watch animation. Just I mean, I remember I, I saw the. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It's I, so beautiful. The, I mean, the, the, the new movie from the 80s, I watched like, you know, two dozen times oh, with yeah. my yeah. friends. The right? art book for that uh, copied every day of my life. Yeah. It was, that was the source of all my illustration was that book. Uh, every single day, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Froud uh, and all that crazy shit. I was just like, "Oh my god, I couldn't get enough of that." But yeah, no, I'm like, like I think that this this uh, to tie it into TV, etc. Like the fact that I haven't watched the Dark Crystal show yet means that there is too much content. Like you're right, it's there's a lot. <laughs> you're right. I feel the same way because you know, you know, the thing is when I go home. Right, like there's like with my kids, and like I've got a lot of shit to watch. Right, mm-hmm. I want to watch, you know, it's like having a job. I want to, <laughs> yes, I want to watch Zodiac or whatever. Right, right. hello, but my, Zodiac. But my kids are like, ugh, they just want to decompress. Yeah, and they're like, I want to watch The Office. Right, just or, or I want to, I want to watch, Fra- yeah, Frasier. Yeah. Right, we watch a lot of Frasier in the house, right. and and that's like what they want to do and i'm like can we watch you know dark crystal it's like that's that's asking a lot for a kids ask for kids that want to basically it's like fuck it i just want to relax and watch you know niles and 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 fraser argue about shit yeah like, exactly i mean that's uh, our household at the end of every 
weekday. We this, we haven't really been out to the theaters very much lately. And so, like, I've missed a lot of stuff that I desperately wanted to see mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's so hard. You you get only a little bit of time together at the end of every day. And then you're like – and then you get a weekend and you're like, I want to do these things. And I want to yeah. go out. And I do want to see these movies. Like, I want to see What's Upon Time Hollywood. Joker, What's Upon Time Hollywood. Joker. Right. And I haven't seen Joker yet. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, Joker's very good. It's a good movie. Cool. I should, I'm glad someone's seen it here. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> it's comedy is so really much content, right? It's so much. Yeah, it's so lot. we just end up doing like small things, like YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. Over and just whatever content comes out there from creators. Yep. I've, yeah, been, like, watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of fly fishing videos. That's Do you really? Nice. That sounds so soothing. Cool. Have you, yeah. I've also noticed an uptick in the number. Of- I caught my fly this weekend. Uh-huh. I caught a I caught a bass on a fly rod. No way! Oh wow! Nice yeah. job! Nice. Listen to that. Yeah, like I, you know, I was going to say Where? that uh, uh, Lake uh, Casitas, Lake Berryessa. Yeah, no, Lake <laughs> I murdered a couple and then I went fly fishing. It's, it's, it's no. a great day. Yeah, it was okay, great. okay. I hold on. Off in let's the river let's like okay. So 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 here's a here's a story. basically my son uh, and and his buddy who is our you know kind of a neighbor to ours uh, and. Uh, uh, his dad wanted to take his son to go fishing, and I was like, "I love going fishing." I was like, "Let's go fishing." So we figured out we'll take our two boys, the two the, like two dads, two boys. We went out fishing, and we got an Airbnb and just like you know rented out and went fishing with the boys. And he comes from mid- Midwest, so he's used to lake fishing, and so we went to Lake Casitas. Turns out, Lake Casitas, which is by the way right around Ojai, between Ojai and Ventura, right, mm-hmm. is uh, one of the best lakes. To catch bass in the world, what three of the they're stocking it like crazy? No, yeah. they're not stocking it, which makes it the worst place to be a bass. And it's the number one, <laughs> the so, the number one dynamite fishing so, place. So, in the so, world. so three, uh, three of the of the ten biggest bass in the world have been caught in that lake. What? Man. How big is the lake? It's it's a it's normal lake. Oh, no. sorry. It's so did, a normal wait, lake. did you pick yeah. this place to go no, to? No, he, he, did. Did. he, he did. did. He did. He's like, I was like, oh, we should go there. And so we got a guide to go there. So that's another thing. I said, we should get a guide because that's the thing. If you don't really know what to do, you get a guide. Right. Yeah. So we, we, were, we got a guide. So we had a half-day guide to go out there. Turns out this guide was really cool, um, uh, is also a tournament bass fisherman. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, that'll help out. Okay. Right? <laughs> right? And so he got us out there, and he was a really cool guy. And that's the thing. Like, I've been around the world with uh, with fishing guides because I've done a lot of fishing. And uh, he was really great. And what was really cool is that he really embraced the fact that, like, we're bringing these kids along. And they were teach- he was teaching them how to fish can, and under the – Can I ask a question? Yes. It's a very serious question. Did you use a sonar? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Because that's the way you do it for I bass know. fishing. Right. It seems cheating a little bit. I've no. seen that on the TV and I'm like, No, it's what? not. It's not. Not. It's not at all. Not at all. And I can Do you use an enormous airplane with the front open and scoop up all the water and strain out the bass? No. Okay. Then you're no. not cheating. Yeah. Fine. It's not it's not cheating. It's basically like, hey, here's it totally totally works. I mean, there's a lot you can use a drone. Is a is a drone cheating? Like, I think it is. It no, is awesome. It's not. There's no, no cheating. When you're taking – it's not cheat. But look, for the for the – fly, you're not river stream fly fishing. You're doing big lake. 
I'm doing a lake, which is different because I was f- using a fly rod, right? That's right. So here's the thing, right? I used so, to fly fishes years ago. Awesome. So I'm, that's why I'm just saying I used Absolutely. to go to Lake Orvis and I used to do right. the whole thing. So I, I was fly fishing for trout before, right? Yes, and which is very different because there you have to use a dry fly and that's you have right. to string the line and you have to go with the river flow. Here you have to basically fly cast and then strip to mimic a fish. Very different kind of fly fishing. So I had a fly rod and I said to the guy, it's like, hey, I'm going to go with a fly rod. And he goes, cool. Go to the front of the boat. That's going to be your spot to fly cast. Uh, and I was terrible, by the way, at first. Like he was like – he told me at the end, he was like, we were terrified uh, of your fly casting because it was just all over the place. It was pell-mell. Right. He says, <laughs> he says, I was amazed by – how much you improved over the four hours we were there. He says, most people say, I want to bring a fly rod with me. They try it for five minutes and say, fuck it, and they just go back to a bait casting reel. Right. And then I, I, I did. I, all four hours, I was just – that's what I wanted to do. I wanted right. to learn how to fly cast. Right. And uh, I ended up catching a bass on a, on a fly rod. But it was because I was dedicated. I was like, keep trying and trying right. and trying and trying. That's That's – but that's the same dedication that Jake Gyllenhaal used. <laughs> right. You to, did you exactly what I was going to like, about like Nonetheless, Brady, <laughs> my son, who was the youngest person on the boat, caught the largest bass. Nicely done, Brady. Guest on the show. Good job. Yes. yes. He caught the largest bass. He caught a, uh, a one and a half pound, two pound bass. Uh, uh, and uh, and it was great. Nice and we that. learned from that process. What I really loved about the guide uh-huh. is that this is a guy who's like a tournament bass fisherman, and he was so excited about Brady catching a bass, mm-hmm. which was, by the way, the first fish he ever caught, which That's is cool. – That's pretty great. Huge for your first fish. Yeah. yeah. And Mine so, was like – right. Piece of shit. Yeah, no, no. Like this, it was <laughs> did like you this, throw this, back this in? tiny fish. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We re- we we released all the fish. Uh, but what was awesome? With a stern reprimand. What what was awesome <laughs> you about it? Spanish. The next time I come back, the, this guy who's a tournament bass fisherman, you could tell how excited he was about this kid catching his first fish. Yeah, that's pretty great. He pretty cool. was like enamored, and was like, "Here's your fish." Teaching him how to hold it, teaching him everything about the fish, teaching about the entire ecology. Like, and Brady was just absorbing like this information, and they were just like, they were having such a great time. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so it was a really great weekend of fishing. And honestly, to me, that like the whole fishing experience is something that I needed to get back with me because I used to fish a lot. Uh-huh. I used to fish every weekend. For like, you know, basically my Friday to Sunday was fishing for a long, long time. Did you fish when you were growing up? Uh, I did. At Dartmouth? Yeah. At Dartmouth, though. At, at, at Rice. When I was at Rice, every weekend but I would go fishing. What about Dartmouth? I didn't go to Dartmouth. Where'd what you about go? Dartmouth? Colgate. You went to <laughs> Colgate, yeah, yes. You, but around there as well. I didn't fish at, at Colgate, no, because there was no real – well, I could have fished around yeah. there, but I didn't. Uh, I mean, I fished in Texas is basically where I fished. River fishing, kind of – no, oh. on the coast. Oh, yeah, on the coast. So of you Texas. must have been. You were extremely proud to have passed what on the skill to your son. Fish on, on the coastline. Oh, re- uh, redfish, speckled trout, that kind of stuff. So big fish, pretty big. I would uh, mostly in the surf and bays. I would catch, you know, like twenty pound fish, like big fish. 
but but this was different. I, like I never did bass fishing before, uh, but I, mainly it was about fly fishing. Right. To me, it was about that. What about the what about the, the getting in the water and sticking the the fist in the fish's mouth fishing noodling? No. Yeah, like this. Noodling? It's called What's noodling. It called? Noodling. Say noodling. Noodling. No, I don't do that. You, you, you're not, you don't even need sonar for Why that. Why did you bring your fly rod, though? <laughs> because, because. You want to go do that? All of a sudden, we can just noodle. It's going to be great. Because no, fly, fly, fly fishing, great. fly <laughs> fishing, there's, there's something about that, 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 like, I, 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 Okay, we spent four hours at the beginning of the weekend doing that where I actually caught a fish. And then the rest of the weekend, I just practiced casting. Mm. There was something about the – You would be great in Red Dead Redemption 2, by the way. Yeah. There's a, there's an enormous amount of there was uh, a, fishing in that game. There was a lot of just, just sitting here like like I actually didn't care if I caught a fish. I just like was excited about well, the fact – that's the basic idea hey, of fishing, right? It's I not, also – remind me to ask you guys after. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be on air, but – my daughter plays that Skyrim, and I oh, sit yeah. next to her and draw while she plays. Yeah. There's this giant thing, guy, this like 15 foot guy with a club, mm-hmm. and she's so scared. She's trying to get rid of the dude. I'm like, come, yeah. come the on. giants will knock you up into the sky Those, yeah. in that game. They, and they will, they will she you won't right do anything. Sky. So it's been like two days of like. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Don't fight giants. They're incredibly hard. Just just run away. Just run away from the giants. I, like, I was down in the south in Skyrim. and They're I, scary looking. I went into uh, – Yeah, just run a fucking way when the giants are yeah. showing up. I was, they have when a I was, club and stuff. I was playing Skyrim. Yeah, I know. I know. Just, I was go, just run and away. I saw up in the sky, I saw a dragon. I was like, oh, shit, a dragon. And I ran from the dragon and I ran into a cave. And in the cave was a bear. And I ran out of the cave, away from the bear, and into a saber-toothed tiger. And I'm running away from both of those as the dragon's coming down. And I ran into a giant. And then Don't fuck with all the of them got into a fight. Oh, and right. I just stood off to the side and yep. watched them all kill each other. You know who won? The giant. The bear. Yeah. <laughs> the bear won. <laughs> because the giant killed the dragon, but at a great expense to the giant's health. And so the saber-toothed tiger attacked the giant, uh, took the giant down, but really messed up the saber-tooth. And the bear came in and went, bat. Why are the graphics not, not it as was good amazing. as other shows? Oh, that's an old movie. It's that's an old, old game. game. They still dude. don't play it anymore. They don't it's a 10-year-old it. game. They don't update it. There, there, you can get the updated edition that's slightly better, but it's still pretty old. It's an old game. It's an old They're game. already making the new version, but it's it's a 10-year-old game, dude. They're yeah. making a new version? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll awesome tell my game. daughter. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, yeah but, but I'll play Skyrim all day long, dude. No, you dude. still do you play games, Nicole? No, I'm not a huge gamer at all, but I I'm know not a gamer. I'm not most a gamer. of this stuff. I, w- I, I will say that, uh, yeah, like I would say if uh, if Brady's enjoying the fishing and you can't go out and fish, Red Dead Redemption 2, heavy fishing game. So we – You're not kidding. I mean – I fishing all the time. We we Don't basically – we spe- here's the thing, right? So him and his buddy uh, uh, Finn, mm-hmm. who is a great kid mm-hmm. – by the way, Finn is one of those – Stupid geniuses. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a Finn story. So, <laughs> so we we uh, Finn like like is constant. He's one of those brilliant little kids that just you know he's solving Rubik's cubes on the fly and right. he's like doing all this stuff. So we were at a ice cream store and he had one of those tetrahedron uh, Rubik's cubes. Yeah, you know the one right. like looks a little pyramid, right? Right. And uh, and so he's like fucking around with it and the guy at the at the store said it's like oh it's like are you one of those kids that can solve this thing you know really fast and he goes 
kind of and goes, all right. And so he's like, was like, here, give it to me. And he like goes under the counter and like trying to messes it up real good. And he's like, all right, solve it for me. And so he's like, okay. So he's checking us out of our ice cream. It takes like 35 seconds. And then Finn just like solves it. And And then Pinhead showed up. And then he puts it. He puts it on the counter, and the guy goes like thirty seconds. Like this is a ten year old, right? Yeah. Thirty seconds later, he's like solved. That's great. And and then and then Brady can't do that, right? right, right. But what's no, interesting? No one can. No, okay. But what's interesting in between Brady and Finn, like mm-hmm. they're really close friends, right? Mm-hmm. And and Finn is one of those like quiet kids in the background, but Brady is like the order. You you know this because you've interacted with him. He mm-hmm. he can like he's not going to solve the Rubik's cube, but he can tell you about how amazing solving the Rubik's cube is. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a smart kid. He <laughs> right. he uh, he was he went toe to toe with us on uh, a number of uh, movie, War of the Worlds. The War of the Worlds yeah, episode was pretty amazing. Oh, and he, and, and, and remind put him pin this for a second. That brings up a thing that I want to talk to you about, Minority Report. Okay, good. Oh yeah. Okay. So anyway, so it was really cool because the two of them basically spent the entire weekend outside and they spent a lot of times together in video games. They, so they play like a lot of, you know, uh, uh, Nintendo Switch games together. They play Smash Bros and stuff like that. But they basically spent the entire weekend outside fishing mm-hmm. together right? and had a great time. It's good for you to do that. Yes. Yeah, so it was a healthy thing to do that, I understand. And uh, and they realized the value of that. And it wasn't like, like see, this is better than video games. Like, and you no. know, the entire time you're thinking, I have to catch up with Mindhunter Season 2. I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> you what? I have to catch up on Mindhunter Season 2. Like, right. Why am I outside? I'm wasting time. I have to catch up on my right. streaming. And so to me, I was like, they're out there casting their thing. I'm I'm fly fishing. I'm doing this stuff. And that's what I wanted. Like, that was a great weekend, you right. know? And so oh, we caught we caught a bunch of bass. And, you know? and meanwhile, Netflix is trying hard to destroy this lifestyle by loading us up with so many damn shows that we have to, like, sit in front of that. Like, well, this is now – they should pay us is what I'm getting to. It's like if I'm if if I'm expected to watch Dark Crystal and Glow Season 3 – So let's look at the business side. Of, what's going let's on. Let's look at the business side of things, mm-hmm. right? Because what the, – the business side is, you know – Come for uh, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. stay for Frasier. Right. Right? That's the idea. Or yep. or just go for Frasier. Yeah. Just go watch Or Frasier things. Just Maybe we could do a little more. Frasier mix. things. Yeah. That'd be nice. Right? Because, <laughs> like, you're, you're there. It's like, I want to watch Netflix because I have an amazing show, but then I'm going to do Frasier. So the battle is actually not for Stranger Things. The battle is actually for Frasier. For the, for things yeah. like Frasier, Friends, because office, you actually Frasier. end up watching Frasier right. for longer than Parks you watch and Recreation right. every time, anything like that, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's like ugh. those are the sticky ones. Those are the sticky ones. Yeah. yeah. So that's why because wh- wh- was it Apple bought uh, uh, the Office for close to a billion dollars? Was it, like it was a ridiculous amount of money. It was like seven hundred million dollars for no seven. Universal. Was that, yeah, it was one of them. I was yeah. just like, and they just know that like this that is goes to might. Ricky Gervais too because he has a chunk of that. Yeah, that's oh, very fuck true. yeah, nice yeah. job. Ricky, I just watched again. I had the din- I tell you, I wake. You know, My kids watched watched the. Office. Yeah, I watched right. the. Um, I pulled out the discs because uh, I work out. And I just put a disc in. It's the original 
with uh, the English one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I hadn't watched it since terrible. it came out, and I put it in this morning. I couldn't stop laughing working. I mean, out. Have you watched uh, Extras? Oh, I did. yes, Extras. I like, love Extras. Extras is so good. The the Bowie episode of Chubby Extras. Little Loser. Oh my God, it's the great, the greatest. Or uh, uh, <laughs> Ugly Little Fat Man. Uh, oh my Patrick. God. Uh, 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 what's his name? Stewart. Uh, no, Patrick. Uh, Picard. Yeah, Patrick, uh, Patrick Stewart. Mm, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's like my idea for a movie is like I can see everything. Oh yeah, like <laughs> see them naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, have you seen? Okay, the outtake. Okay, I have the box set of extras. Mm-hmm. So there's all the outtakes of it, which is hilarious. And they're also hilarious. Yeah. They're way funnier. Yeah. Kate Winslet. Hilarious. So, hilarious. So uh, so there is a there's a whole bit with uh, him and Steve Merchant <laughs> in a hotel room uh-huh. at like three o'clock in the morning in London time mm-hmm. trying to find how they can get in touch with Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> so to be on extras. <laughs> That's amazing. And they're like, well, let's just call his agent. Right. Okay, so who is his agent? And they're like on the internet, like who is he represented by? And they have no idea. Like literally, it'd be like you and me just try, trying to, and trying to get in touch yeah. with, and they fail miserably. Yeah, and it, it's the them in a hotel room trying to find like, can I get in CAA? Yes, who who represents it's Leo there? Leo DiCaprio <laughs> as an like like it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, those dudes are just. No, I love them. I also love the animated show that they did out of the podcast on HBO. That was pretty incredible. Oh, the, oh. the teddy bears. Yeah, no, no, they they actually just took their podcast and and animated it. The what? teddy bears. Teddy bears. They did it as teddy bears. No, they're doing it as like drawings of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, different thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they, it's it is literally thing. simply the. Po- it's like if you drew over this right now. Okay. No. So there was a only the, we cut to the there was a podcast that, and show it happen. They did a podcast where they had them as, as Steve Merchant, uh, 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 Ricky Gervais, and who's the other one? Yeah, the other guy, the, the, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, who who plays it like he's dumb? You know, right. Like that whole that whole shtick. Yeah. And uh, they someone uh, in a visual effects company did a version of them as teddy bears. As teddy bears. Oh, that's great. That's pretty great. And really funny. So basically he just took audio from the podcast and animated them as teddy bears on their in his lunch hour. That's awesome. Really funny. Yeah. That, 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 that stuff plays Carl, in any format. I love it. Yeah. Carl, and, and he did uh, – they did a, a show with him where he was traveling around the world. Yes. Did you watch that also on Netflix? Yes. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, it is. Watch that. Yeah. Very What's funny. I love that. I think it's something very simple. It's just like Carl, Idiot Abroad. Idiot Abroad. Thank you. Yes. Idiot Abroad. Yeah, that guy's extremely funny. Okay, I'm going to transition because I need to ask you this, because this is off of Brady and Fishing, and Brady uh, came on to do the War of the Worlds podcast, and on War of the Worlds, I pitched the idea to him about what those movies were actually about. Right. Uh, And he denied... He did not buy it, so now this is my second shot (laughs) to try and get someone to buy this. Okay. Uh, The three movies, three science fiction movies that Steven Spielberg made, not really in a row, but they're seen as kind of a set, are AI, War of the Worlds, and Minority Report. They all have the same sort of look and feel, and they're super sci-fi-ish, and all slightly weird. Um, uh, I I love all three of those movies, uh, and everyone complains about the endings of those movies. Uh, especially AI. I would people really hammer on AI. Um, but I noticed that 
in every one of those movies, at some point, the main character, and usually around three quarters of the way through, the narrator, or the, well, the focus character, is falls asleep. And then when they wake up, the ending that everyone hates happens. And in Minority Report, you had brought up earlier that the, like, the ending of the movie falls apart. Yeah. Right? The thing that I wanted to point out was, what happens when you're haloed in that movie, according to the movie? Oh, yes. Wait, 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 right? wait, wait. Halo, okay, haloed means that uh, when you're captured by the cops for a it, pre-crime, it, oh, they put, oh, oh, they, they put a hat I, on you, right. right? and that's called a halo, and Tom Cruise asks the prison head, so what happens to these guys when they get haloed? He's like, well, all, uh, you see this and this and all, the, and all your dreams come true, he says. And then Tom Cruise gets captured and haloed, and the next thing that happens is Max von Sydow admits that he's the killer, his yeah. wife is pregnant, and everything happy happens, and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So I wanted to run that by you. Is what's, that the, a, what's the War of the Worlds War one? of the Worlds Wait, is... Well, where are you talking about where he falls asleep, and then magic uh, happens? Uh, he is... Uh, they run from the giant explosion yeah, where he loses that house. his son. So his son is like... His son is... In my version, his son runs off to the war, right? Yeah. Uh, and is, he, uh, Tom Cruise is forced to run back with his daughter. Uh, giant explosion happens that seems like it must have killed his son, right? Then they are uh, taken in by Tim Robbins into the house, him mm-hmm. and his daughter. And then Tim Robbins is obviously insane. And in order to protect his daughter, which he is like, the, 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 there's the this big background story of her needing a safe space. Yeah. Right. And he has been pretty much you know, unable to keep her protected like throughout the entire film. He, in order to keep her safe, he has to give up his morals entirely and murder this guy. Like that's it. Yeah. And then, um, and then Tom Cruise is just sitting on the stairs and, uh, his daughter sings to him to try to come down, uh, uh, Hushabai mountain. And then they both go to sleep. And he falls asleep on the couch. Mm. And right after that, uh, the movie turns into uh, this guy who is formerly not heroic, constantly running away and trying to, you know, take the sort of just get the hell out of there. Suddenly he's given this opportunity to be massively heroic and defeat the aliens in a really spectacular way as he saves his daughter in a way that he never could before. And then his son's alive and the the parents are there and everyone's fine. Like that's what happens directly when he wakes up, he wakes up because she's screaming. Uh, and then she runs out of the house for some reason. And then, um, he goes out of the house. And I, when I even started to describe this to Eric, there's a shot where we follow him out of the house from inside the house where it's virtually black and white. Uh, to outside the house, which is a giant red. multicolored yeah. red stage. Yep. Which, and before I even finish saying it, Eric pointed out that that is exactly the shot from The Wizard of Oz when uh, Dorothy yeah. exits the house into Munchkinland in color, and it has the same stage as, like, the same setup of the stage. Brady even acknowledged that. Right. And he's like, uh, yes, you're right. It f- is like Wizard of Oz. Right. And famously, that is the moment when she enters the dream. Like, she's in a dream from that point on. Yeah. Right. right? And so it is my, uh, what I pitch is that Tom Cruise and her are, are asleep and then probably killed soon after. 
Um, but he is, he has a dream where he's a victorious and wonderful father that saves not only his daughter, but makes it like so the only somehow way, possible that the his son's only way we're going to solve this is if we get Steven Spielberg to be on. We have podcast. to get Steve on here. So yes, that is the this is the thing with my report. I think it's a little clearer with more of the worlds. Uh, it's that, and then in yeah. AI, it's when the kid is pinned by the giant symbol of his mother in the spaceship, and right. then he wakes up in a land where everything is just servicing him, and it's wonderful. Right, and all, all those pesky humans are dead. And, uh, right. and then there are these special robots that can make his mother happen again. Oh. Yeah. What if it? What if he's just has trouble putting a a cap on things? Well, he certainly seems to have a like, especially in War of the Worlds, which is one of the most depressing movies ever created. Like he has a, a tough time leaving things depressing. Like he because he because he, he, he has a tough childhood. Yeah, like he is he is unable to follow through with the idea of a movie. Like you can't leave a movie sad. I think that's in his mind because even like Saving Private Ryan, you know, has sort of like a semi miraculous right. ending. There's like a, yeah, you know, and it's just like like it's just like those are the things that and those are the things that people buck against. So it's just like after War of the Worlds is so fucking brutally bleak for like an hour and a half, and then it's just like and then everybody died and it's fine. All that was actually gone. Brady's problems. Like right. what the fuck? Yeah, suddenly yeah. they all just. Yeah, yeah, it they makes just, no sense. They just die, and then and then and then literally, he walks into this golden street where the parents are there, and everything. It's just like, wait, what? How is this possible? That whole thing mm -hmm. that you just described, like, why is this possible? And the reaction is exactly why I was fucking pissed at Brazil until I got to the end, until and I was end. like, that's yeah, it, the right there. It's one of the greatest. Well, he's dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he's lobotomized. Yeah, he's completely lobotomized. Battle. But I was yeah. like, okay, that's the thing. That is the story. Battle. Yeah, right. That's the what actuality. you're saying. Right is how the story should go. I don't think that's what Spielberg intended. It's hard. To, I don't know. Now, it's like, I think he puts a cap on because he always tries to candy coat things. But I think yeah. because of his, I don't know. The point is right. there's this, there's Almost. something like too dark about like having that happen to children, and especially I think in Steven Spielberg's yeah. universe, he just, he just can't do it. Yeah, he just can't yeah. follow through it. Yeah, I feel it. But I know what you're saying, or maybe his relationship with editorial has changed too. Mm -hmm. Who Spielberg? Because he used to be in like say like, but uh, he's he's Sugarland he, Express has a sad ending. He's he's in it like he gets at he gets at Ernest cut though. Of course he does. I'm not disputing that, but I'm right. saying he's – you're talking about later in life, very successful. Uh, I'll tell you a story. I know some a writer who's worked with him mm -hmm. and I, I've known him for years and I remember him telling a story and it was rooms. Mm -hmm. And he went into a room. He came out of one room and he came into this. They talked for 20 minutes and then he went to another room. We can hear the door open and it just was like – Rotating, just so. So maybe Steven Spielberg is the Zodiac killer because well, it's the no. two guys. Well, the point is he's got <laughs> so much out. material. His Allegedly. company is so big, right? right so right. he went into one room. They pitched. People were talking. Yeah, I mean, it must be all day for that guy. Yeah, yeah and so then, day, so true. what I'm saying is his relationship with editorial has probably changed. Right. Where I show up, I give a couple notes, or I have this is where I wanted to go. And he disappears to go do pre-prep and meet with writers and producers. He's got a big award show to go to. He's got a big – he comes back. Yeah, this is kind of where I want to go. Blah, blah. Whereas Close Encounters, I can guarantee you he was probably living in the editorial bay. The entire yeah. time. The entire yeah, time. He was yeah. actually creative there. That's right. right. So that's why I'm saying let's just put a bow on it and we can reshoot this and that. But I want the happy ending. Right. So then three quarters – So it's like, it's like Frank Gehry. 
Yes. Like Frank Gehry in the old days used to well, design no, the houses. Well, no, that's a true story about right. my friend. Literally, he could hear the pitch in the Right. And then he came in. It was like 20 minutes. And he shook his hand. He, uh, somebody walked uh, him out to go to his right. car. And he looked back and just went to another room and with some all these assistants. And mm. somebody else, these guys were there. Just the so he's working on five movies. Yeah. Right. And the funny thing is he got to the bargain lot. And the guy's like, uh, where would you park? It was at Amblin at right. Universal. He's like, yes, this the, the white car over there. Right. He's like, Ted, let's just take him to the car. And he was, they pull up a golf cart. And he's like, right. I can. It's, it's right, right there. It's right there. Yeah. I can do it. And we'll he's pick like, the car up and take it over. Let Teddy you. take you. Yeah, and he's like, okay, bye. And it was just like, <laughs> did I really need to take the golf cart? Right. And then there's someone in the car and handling another pitch. And then he goes to sleep and swims with Brian's ear. But the point is, <laughs> it's now a business. Yeah. It's well, now. Sure, without and a doubt. so. I, you're talking about later in life films, um, and I, I like that theory, mm. and I could buy. I really do, but mm. I also part of me is like, well, I think that like certainly like whether whether or not I'm right, he doesn't want uh, unhappy endings. No, yeah. because he, he had really, a miserable really, childhood. Yeah, he really needs to cap it in this really and like in increasingly false way, like where I'm just like where it's really suspicious. Like for me, the ending of AI, I'm like. This is not happy. This oh, is was, this is ugly. That was the worst and ending. Weird. I, I think like, it's a, I think it's a great ending, but it's a well. Brutal, there were there were six ending. endings, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, we're oh we're not done. Yeah, no, like the, the so the, it just the kept going on of, and on and on. Like, I everyone, hate that. Movie. Everyone watches that and says, oh, the sweet ending where he gets his mom back. I'm like, that is a horrible ending where the murderer wins. Like that's like the the little boy in that is a nightmare to me. Like he sees another version of himself. Which could be a human child, who knows? But at least if it's a robot, we assume it's awake like he is. He beats it to death with a lamp. Like, like he's, he is absolutely the villain. And then everyone in the end's like, oh, the sweet little boy. I'm like, holy fuck, absolutely not. He's the worst. He's the villain, and he deserves to be pinned under a giant rock. And then he has a fantasy in which he's saved by special, you know, super robots that give him his mom back. Like, it's, ugh, it's such a weird Kubrickian disturbing movie. It's a Kubrick movie. You know, Kubrick yeah. would have done Died. a better job of illustrating that. Kubrick than... would have made it obvious it was Kubrick for sure. I yes. think that's why Kubrick wanted Spielberg to do it. Like Kubrick was like, no, 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 you got to do this. Like he didn't, he didn't want to do that himself. He wanted Spielberg to do it the entire time. I would have. Uh... I mean, Kubrick would have made a, a Kubrick movie, and obviously we would love it, you know. Uh, but I think Kubrick's idea was to say, you know, people know the joke going in with a Kubrick movie. Like if you go into Full Metal Jacket. You know it's going to be depressing. You know, there's no way I can trick you into thinking I'm a nice guy. There's an interesting subject matter right there because mm -hmm. you talked about War of the Worlds and Bleak, mm -hmm. but it'd be interesting to do a whole podcast on Bleak mm -hmm. because to me that's not Bleak. It was like depicted as Bleak, well, but a style pop, pop, pop Bleak. It's a stylized there's Bleak. There's movies for sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, Irreversible. That's Bleak. That yeah. that when the guy. It, Murders the guy with the uh, with the fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah. That's bleak, man. Or, or, that's yeah, that's the yeah. end of the world. We could do that's a, bleak. Yeah. You know, or, or, or so come bleak. and see is bleak. Like that's a bleak yeah. movie. you just like I bleak. almost wish I hadn't seen that. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of so f it, the levels of cartoon bleak and so forth right. and within stylized the framework bleak. of of something like War of the Worlds, which is made for mass consumption. It's stylized got Tom bleak. Cruise. Yeah. It's like it's as bleak as you can possibly make this movie and have it be a summer movie. Like, like you have like, like thousands and thousands of people dying on screen wholesale all the time, constant nine 11 imagery, hideous, hideous, hideous bodies and rivers, awful. And it's still a Tom Cruise movie action. It's fun with a happy ending. I was like, 
this movie barely makes any sense, dude. Like the emotionally, this movie, I love this movie. But by the end of that, the giving it the happy ending, I was like, I can see why people hate the happy ending. It's because it feels utterly artificial. Not because they like it, like the, the, the emotional change is, is not uh, queued up in that movie at all. The movie is only designed to say, you should shoot yourself. That's basically what the end of the movie is saying in the end. And then it goes, no, no, don't worry. The sun probably lived. Like, no, it's no chance. Not even tonally, the sun cannot live at all. And that's why people get upset. So maybe I am wrong and saying, no, that, you're yeah, right. You know, he, he, sh- he would not have survived. The explosion was huge. Yeah. yeah just, and just emotionally, it's, it doesn't make any sense for him to, to live. Like as a story, as a story, it doesn't make any sense for him to live. Like it, ma- it makes, it makes everything he was fighting for meaningless for the sun to live. Like it's about the choice where Robbie runs away up the hill towards the fireball and Tom Cruise has to let him go to have Robbie be okay in the end of the movie sort of invalidates that choice retroactively as a story. Mm. So maybe I'd prefer to believe that Spielberg has in mind. I don't think so. A, a gag just so I can have the movie that I want. You know, I think that's a fair argument, but I do think I'm right about, Minority Report. I think the ending is a gag. I'm going to just... I, like a Brazil I want type of to, thing. Yeah. I want to agree with that right. so much because, geez, I hadn't seen that for years. Right. And I kind of like threw it away in the back of my mind because I watched it once and I was like, I think the ending pissed me off. Right. And I was like, forget this. Right. So then I watched it again. I was like, this is fucking great. And then right. I got to the end and I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, like, ima- like imagine like if it ended on that shot of the house where the the also the, just the well hold the, on like there's the, different oh. cuts there. It's a Sid Sheinberg cut. There's the Terry Gilliam cut. Oh no, that's Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Brazil? The, no, we're talking no, about, we're talking about, about minority. minority. So, like, no, no, no. My, you were talking about the. Uh, 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 I I was because uh, because Nicole said earlier on she like she had just watched Minority Report. And the what, last 20 minutes of terrible. What were you talking about? Okay. I was talking about he, the Minority Report, Spielberg right. issues. War of the Worlds was also another thing we were talking but about. Then, we were yes. talking about so many Brazil. Brazil. You mentioned yeah. Brazil in the house. Right. Oh, yeah. We were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, we, Brazil yeah, no, it definitely because came we were hoping that it had a punchline Spielberg, ending like that. Yes. Right. Spielberg's endings were like the Brazil ending, but he just didn't say so, it. So, yeah. So, but there like, are movies from that time. To- sorry. Oh, I, I just I just want to finish to say, like, imagine if at the end when, like, the precogs are happy in the house and that ending shot and the camera's pulling away from the island and, like, everyone's happy and Tom Cruise has a pregnant wife and it's all great. And then it keeps pulling back and suddenly you pull that out of the screen on top of the prison tube that has Tom Cruise in it and he sinks back down into the prison with everything else. That would have been it. That's that would have been ending, the movie right? that the I like would have liked to see. Yeah. Like Brazil. Uh, yes. And but then we transitioned that into that. the Matrix. Like, yes. like uh, <laughs> exactly. also around that same time period, like Brazil, you had King of Comedy where these kind of undefinable at yeah. oh Rupert Pupkin, yeah. Pupkin yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Rupert Pupkin. And just end, but it ends on that. So right. you don't know if he's dead or right. in prison, right. but it's in his mind. Yeah, exactly. And it's that same type of ending. I watched uh, yesterday... Uh, again, I, I totally my mind changed on this film, uh, Salt and Sea. Oh, oh my yeah, God. yeah, 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 Kilmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great in that. He's great. He's great. How oh, great of an actor was he? Yeah, man, I love yeah. Kilmer. Kilmer was Same. great. Yeah, it was. I, I, he's I, a beautiful man. Yeah. That's a beautiful man. You talk about you love your Dom DeLuise and so forth. I do love my Dom DeLuise. You don't have to kid me on that. That's true. That's true. And the ending, the ending credits were you of there Cannibal at, Run. Were you at some of the best there at DD when he showed up at DD? Dom no. DeLuise. Oh my god. 
This What's is amazing. This I hope this is Dom DeLuise's story. Yes. Okay. So, okay. so uh, <laughs> it was around. Uh, this is when Scott Ross was trying to pitch uh, Digital Domain as a production studio. Right. And so he was trying to work on uh, a movie called Instant Karma. Yes. Do you yes. remember this? Yes. Yep. Right. That was in production for, well, like design production. For right. Forever. And so he got Don DeLuise and, uh, 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 Agnew. No, Spiro no, no, Agnew. Such no, a no, nice no, guy. no, 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 no. Put the tracking uh, markers on his face. Uh, he was awesome. Smoking the Bandit, uh, Burt, Burt, uh, Burt, uh, Reynolds to come to DD. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> amazing. That's so amazing. Like, That's Don crazy. DeLuise and Burt Reynolds came to DD to, uh, talk about working on this movie. And they just threw a pie in Scott Ross's face. Uh, it was so hijinks. A couple things happened. Such hijinks. A couple <laughs> things, they, they were just hanging out. And so Don DeLuise, because he's a very charismatic person. Mm. Uh, I think I was there around then. You were. I was, All yeah. this ended up in the credits of Secondhand Lines. Punchlines is really funny. What I believe he did is he <laughs> said, jokes. he was just kind of joking around because apparently Don DeLuise liked to joke around a lot. He wanted to answer the phones at DD. So he sat at reception. Oh, God. <laughs> Tom DeLuise answering the DD phone. That's Hello. Amazing. Welcome to you know Digital Domain. Yeah. And so he basically answered the phone and he just did this for like you know a few minutes. It was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Tom DeLuise God, is just answering the phones. Yes. And then the other one was um, – You have more than one Tom DeLuise story? No. Oh, okay. Uh, same day though. Still excited. Uh, Kelly Lestrange. Yes. Uh, I be- believe she was having a birthday at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was one of those situations where you like go say, Hey, you know, oh, uh, we have a meeting in the, you know, the whale to have a something going Chris is on. Putting up which, a lot of air quotes right now. Yeah. Air, a lot of air quotes, which is pretty much like we're going to give a birthday party to someone. We're going right. to give them a birthday cake, or whatever. Right. So, uh, they got everyone in the whale and uh, they're going to give her a birthday cake. But they convinced uh, Burt Reynolds to give Kelly Lestrange her birthday cake. Oh, my God. Oh, as, wow. a, as a As a like – you know, out of nowhere. So, like, I would think happy birthday to you. Yeah, I would have, like, panicked. And then suddenly, <laughs> exactly. like, Burt Reynolds shows up with her birthday cake yeah. as a total jo- – and I think Scott Ross probably arranged the whole thing, obviously. Right, right, right. And it was, like, like I, I think that was the thing that was – like, can you imagine? That would be of the top ten things that ever happened to me in my life. If yeah. That, if that happened to me. I'd yeah. be like, okay, let's I, see. When I first moved here, uh, I worked at this internet company. And it was 97, 96, 97. And I, it was in Brentwood, and I remember coming back from a lunch. That's where I met my wife. Mm-hmm. She was right, Nancy. She had a store underneath. Right. And it was. By on, the way, all that story is hearsay. I was not there during that whole process. But that's uh, it. But Burt Reynolds has since passed away, so it's just part it's of the legend. Game. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. That's fine. Anyway, you, allegedly, so I, I basically gave, came. You were working in an internet came, company. I, yeah. I came back and I was working, and I went to. I came back from lunch, and I go to the bathroom, and the urinal is covered with, with shit. Ash, <laughs> like Jesus. ash, like a cigar ash. Right, right. And I'm like, God, who is this slob? And so then I go to the sink, ash, 
all this crap, towels. I'm like, what the? And I go in. It was Milton Berle was visiting the office. Milton no. Berle? And so I met Milton Berle. <laughs> it was so awesome. What yeah. The, I, I can't even believe that we exist in the same universe. As, that was great. And I was like, who is this? Oh, there he is. He's got the cigar. And I met him. It was awesome. <laughs> I was working in this web company that Bob Hope turned out to be. I mean, that's the yeah. Tell him. I met tell, Bob Hope. Tell him about. Uh, as you, a kid, I met Bob Hope. Were, wow. You were hanging out doing the website. Uh, 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 doing bookmarks for Stephen Fry? No, no, it was Glenn. Glenn, Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. <laughs> the Eagles. Yes. It was Jack Elam. Tell him the tell him the Glenn Fry story because that is. I hilarious. told you this already. I know. Like, I don't know. No, but put it on a podcast. Let's record it. But we already did, didn't we? Didn't I don't think we, we already did. did with the War of the World stuff. We can do yeah, this twice. No, we did. I basically, I got it. Yeah, like the clip show. Okay, I think <laughs> I did. I think I told the story, but it was basically when I was working there, and I only I was actually I came out from New York, and I worked. Um, I didn't want to. I was working as a production designer, and uh, and I got out of grad school in New York, and I was trying to change my life. So I worked for my brother's friend, and we ended up. I worked for a company, that, his company that restored old houses. So I worked for uh, Stephen Stills and Jason Priestley and just doing this kind of crap, you know, like construction work and other things and persuading Jason Priestley to build a movie theater underneath his home. Nice. And he did and for like 600000 He just signed a checkbook and gave it to my friend. Yeah. And he just signed it and he said, just make it happen. I got to go film. And so it was like, wow, what a great client. And, uh, <laughs> make it happen. And that's actually, that's actually the job where I was like, you know what? We're going to, I'm going to help out. And I got a steel grinder and I was grinding stuff up at this house in Mulholland, his house. And it got my shirt cut in a steel grinder and it just ripped my shirt off and like, oh, no way. Oh, yeah. That's nice. It pulled me into the grinder. I cut my chest. Wow. It was amazing. And I just remember guys with cigarettes looking at me like, all right, he's off tools. I was like, all right, I'm going back <laughs> yeah, inside. So. I had no shirt. It just wrapped right in, dude. It yeah. was like in it a second. Gr it grinds. That's what it does. Yeah. So <laughs> the point is, the point is, I was working on. at this internet company. <laughs> I said, I, I'm going to die doing this thing. So, uh, I got a job at an internet company and I was doing that. And some guy said, you know, this guy needs help with bookmarks because he likes to go see sports scores. So it was Glenn Fry. So I'd go to his office and I was charging money and just helping him organize his bookmarks. And did you tell him from me that he was the best in Miami Vice? Hey, it's Smuggler's Blues, okay? Smuggler's Blues, dude. He was great. The episode was called Smuggler's Blues. Tell That's the, right. Smuggler's Blues. Smugglers but tell him about the turkey. Oh, no. That's Stephen Stills. That's Stephen Stills. See? That was Stephen Stills. It's like, my God, so Stephen many stories. Stills. How many famous Stephens but, do you know? Well, the, the cool thing about <laughs> Stephen Stills, the really cool thing was, is that he had Crocodile Dundee's house up in Mulholland. <laughs> That's not a house. That was huge, That's dude. It was house. like going to a theme park. <laughs> and I met Graham Nash because he came by one morning. And I love Graham Nash. And I was like, God. wow, dude. And um, I remember he had a room and it was full. I mean, it was... Like Joe Perry's amount, uh, it was. It was like, full of Joe Perry's. No, it was. It was. It was the guitar <laughs> collection that was probably like three hundred guitars yeah, plus. Sure. So they're all stacked, and he had a story for everything. Keith gave me this in seventy one. This was Jerry's Strat. I mean, all vintage prime yeah, yeah, stuff. It was Storyland. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. go. I was like, what? Unbelievable stories. Really great. But yeah, there was the turkey on not eaten with a knife stuck in it one morning, or he opens the door and white powder all here so he had a donut he was having donuts he was having donuts yeah, i yeah. do remember though allegedly one, he ate donuts we were <laughs> doing uh, some restoration on the uh kitchen area and i do remember um we were pulling 
the unit. The only thing out. is, like, you're skipping a lot of parts of this well, story. I'm trying to, I, I, I know because, like, I heard this version. story. Tell the story for him. Well, <laughs> well the point is, he pulled He pulled the sink, the, this unit out of the wall for this huge Viking range, and he. That's the gas line right there. We're like, whoa! He points with a cigarette <laughs> towards the gas line. Oh my god! The visual. Uh, yes. We're like, whoa! So, whoa. so Eric is sitting there, like trying to do work on the house, trying to stick his shirt in a grinder, and then he's like, you know, working yeah. the house, working work the house. Room. But then the other thing is like, there's a full turkey. Oh like yeah, a full Thanksgiving turkey. On the With kitchen no, counter, cut, and it was just a huge knife stabbed in his chest. I was like, every day, <laughs> every day, every day, a brand new turkey. There's food. Every day. People cook food. And I guess they take a little sliver and stuff. So there's like the, he was there's, displeased there, with the turkey. There's a, yeah, there's exactly. a roasted turkey, turkey on the kitchen counter every day. Like yeah. that, and he had a young baby. The wife was very young. Yeah, and with a so, newborn. So like with a, a newborn. Imagine like a Thanksgiving dinner. Like put on the kitchen counter every day. That's he was my, apparently good with his money. That's my new dream. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's. that's I'm like, I want to live there. He had, the, uh, he had the, 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 the trunk full, the BM, black BMW with trunk full of black boots, <laughs> which was like a country song. Are we still talking about Brazil? No, it was, he, he had. He pulled in one day. He pulled in one day and he got something out of his trunk and it was full of cowboy boots, black. And there was a BMW, and it was just full of cowboy boots. That makes more sense if there are legs in the boots. That makes no sense to have that many boots. It was a lot of boots. Oh, it was a like, lot I'm of a serial killer. And I was like, that's actually okay, a great country song that he keeps just throwing his left boot at the women because they take off after a week or so. <laughs> so so he only stuck boots. with trunk full of right boots because <laughs> right I wasn't boots. the right man or something like that. And I was like, that's, that's a great country song. I just came up with that. Trunk full of right boots. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. But there I do is. remember Wade was with. I love Wade. I just actually spoke about last week. He moved to the Carolinas, but he's like, uh, he's like, wow, you're a real gangster there with all the. <laughs> yeah. Wise ass. He said something wise as to him, but I thought it was now. Apparently, if he two lefts aren't wrong. I don't want to get in trouble for right. this. That's right. But the point is, it's a great country song idea. The thing is, um, <laughs> somebody I know, actually, the guy that was the Amblin guy, I mm-hmm. told you. He actually was at a dinner party with him about a year ago, he was saying, and he, he, he has no hearing. Oh, man. Oh. What? That's sad. Yeah. It's awful. That's awful. That sounds like even more of a country But a song. lot of those guys from the 70s, they just were playing so loud. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Then it's I, like, I'm already feeling guilty about our volume right now. There, yeah. Is that better? Should, yeah. should I talk closer and louder? No. No. You talk very close. <laughs> you can keep it on the podcast, but don't start with that. I don't want to get in trouble with... Wait or anybody. Wait till we're yeah. deep in past uh, talking about. Uh, Do uh, I have to start worrying games. about you, Eric? No, I just. But yeah, they're still alive, is what I'm saying. But yes, it was. It was kind of funny. But it was okay. a beautiful house. We'll run this by legal. It's okay. It was a beautiful house. <laughs> Do we have legal. <laughs> we have legal up sure. on Maholland. It was huge, gorgeous, oh, man, with a long driveway. Um, and I hold a separate garage full of boots. Trunk of a car full of boots. <laughs> but the money, you know. A lot of those guys blew through a lot of money. I, from what I had heard, uh, actually, I had this discussion with this story discussion with somebody who knows him about a month ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why apparently Neil Young does all the. They used to do all those tours with him, is because Neil didn't need the money. He owns Lionel Trains. He owns. He owns. He owns Lionel Trains. Neil Young owns. Yeah, same what? surprise. Why we Lionel just, yeah. Trains? You mean the model trains? Yeah. He owns a lot of things. Neil Young owns Lionel Trains. Yeah. Wait. What? 
Is he like oh, a bottle? Yeah, like, like can we, we the cola and I are like, wait, I'm what? almost, I'm almost positive, 100% positive about that. Okay, uh, listeners, <laughs> listeners. We don't really know. Look I it up. I'm so, we I'm do not actually. actually look at our phones that much during the podcast. But, but apparently, look it very up. Ron Perlman owns... <laughs> Look up this Deluxe information. We need this. I, I, I'm by the way, tweet us at Martini Giant. The toy train company. Yeah, yes, yeah. at Martini Giant. I know they are. Let us know how wrong well, Eric is or how <laughs> right Eric is. I'm almost positive because I actually somebody saw him at a train convention, model train convention. And they were he, like, that son of a bitch definitely well, no, bought he, I think you can look it up. I think you can look it up. Can, he, look it up, Chris. Uh, what? I'm not looking at anything. Out. Well, I, don't, I, don't, sh- I don't whip anything out of my That's pocket. What we need. But, but those so guys, look, I had heard also that there were the smart rock stars who, who, who took their money, uh, like Mark Knopfler. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, who you just saw. Who you just saw. I love Mark. Those guys, apparently when they were doing their 85 tour, like in uh, New Zealand, Australia, they had so much money, they couldn't leave the country with the cash. Money for nothing. Because they, it was, it, it for was free. against mm-hmm. the parliament, parliamentary rules to have that much assets or uh, money leave. So they mm-hmm. bought hotels by the airport because they made so much money on their tours. <laughs> but he owns a deal. huge... Uh, one of the best recording studios in London, mm-hmm. and it's really an expensive facility. But he's got a lot of money and a wise investment. Jimmy Page is a huge uh, real estate owner in London. So, you know, I would have bought the in and out by the airport. And, uh, I, that's that's my first thought. But actually. there are guys who did took their money, like Mick Jagger, and mm-hmm. just yeah. you know quadrupled so it. So it was interesting. And then there are guys who just pissed it away. Brady and I, do you know were, what I mean? They yeah. just were trunk full of boots. I, I, I don't boots. remember why, but we were by. Uh, LAX, and then we had to do something, and I said, "Let's, let's go, go let's go to and out." And he goes, and I said, "You know, I actually there there are people that get off of LAX and go directly to yes. in and out." This actually, the, this or every, a tour, I, they leave. Yeah, it's oh, true. Well, they yeah. do. I, I have my brother-in-law did that. I that in and out always makes me sad now, and I'm going to make everybody sad uh, because uh, Anthony Bourdain did an episode on no. that in and out. Yes, and it broke my heart. I was like, I, I was I was just driving like driving like driving some, uh, uh, my daughter to go to the airport, and I drove by in and out, and I was like, oh. Ugh. Damn, yeah, that is my was that the one that he was at? You've taken it from me. <laughs> I destroyed it for you, right? I Thanks. just had to, had to pass it on. Six I remember, miles farther. I remember <laughs> exactly. that episode. I didn't know. I thought it was the one on Sunset. Uh, okay, let's say it's the one on Sunset. To go to, I go yeah, to that one please. less. Okay. It's the one on Sunset. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. No, we can, it's we can, the airport one. And it's all – because at the end, because last 20 minutes, I, all a dream. I, okay, okay, so there's a guy I know – uh, who used to be like a big AV guy for uh, Autodesk, but basically he like he's a guy who's like used to go around the world and interview people for like, hey, you're a big guy for you use Max or Maya or whatever, and he used to interview people like that's that was his job, mm-hmm. it still is. Autodesk doesn't uh, hire him anymore now. He's become independent, actually very successfully, mm-hmm. but he still travels the world. To interview people in the visual effects industry, mm. um, so he was at a point where he needed to basically uh, do one more trip to get his status on his miles, mm-hmm. which he paid for by himself. So he needed to go from Toronto. He's like, if I can go from Toronto to LA and back, 
I would get my gold status or whatever I need to do. And it was cheap enough for me to do that. So he basically was in LA for like two hours. In and out. And he goes, anyone in LA, I'll meet you at in and out. Yeah, nice, dude. And it was a thing. Like I came, he went from Toronto to LA. Let's meet in and out for two hours. We'll have lunch and then I'll fly back to Toronto. What do you get at in and out, by the way? What's your in and out burger? Double double animal style. Double double animal style? Yeah, Yeah. I can do that. I also go. I do the animal style. That's with lettuce only. No, No. animal style is the. uh, Animal style is grilled grilled onions. onions. And the sauce. And and the the, sauce. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I put the patty in. I just don't use a bun. Oh, you, you get the lettuce, that's right? Called. That's that's protein style. Yeah, right. That's protein. That's style. what that's I do. I don't style. eat the bread. Protein style is great. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. It's very yeah, refreshing. Karen likes that too. She yeah. likes the protein style. You get the animal. I do double double What's animal. Animal. Uh, that's the, the that's sauce. Grilled onions. Grilled onions onion and sauce. The right. other thing I like to do is I actually like to do my fries. Uh, uh, well done. Well done for sure. Yeah. Well that's done. The animal only way style, you can do that. No, I don't like animal style. I don't like my fries with stuff on them because they get soggy. Yes. Not when they're well done. That's why you do it. So you do the well done and you do the animal style. You right. crispy animal style fries. They're delicious. Yeah. They're and and by the way, for people, like the menu at In-N-Out is actually very limited. But there's a secret menu. Yeah, that's what we're talking right here. So you can get uh, – yeah, you can get uh, the uh, – uh, protein style, double double. You can get uh, four by fours. You can get, uh, gosh, what else? Uh, what's the? Uh, you can get the uh, cheese. The just the, the flying Dutchman. Cheese. The flying Dutchman is yeah. another one. Yeah. There's... What's that? Fly... What's uh... the, the nonsense flying... that? Yeah, flying they du- made up. The yeah, flying Dutchman. And there's well, there's the one that's just like just meat and cheese. There's no bun at all. I think that's the flying is that Dutchman. flying Dutchman. Yeah. Well, so hold on a second. A You're going of... way too fast here. What's this thing with the meat and cheese? Yeah. So if you just get meat and cheese, I think that I think meat and Nicole's cheese right. what. So meat and cheese, no bun. That's it. That's, that's what a, I get that's on a piece of lettuce. On a piece no, of lettuce is protein style. Yeah. No lettuce, no, lettuce, no bun, just meat and cheese in a sandwich wrap is, I think, the Flying Dutchman. Uh, the There's also, you can just get a grilled cheese. The awkward sky cap. The, <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> drunk, for the, the drunken bellhop. Yes, the please. drunken bellhop. <laughs> Ask for the drunken bellhop. Yeah, so bell we, for our international listeners, when you come into LA, don't think of Anthony Bourdain. Think of Double Double Animal Style. And, uh, you Honestly know, speaking. Thanks. That like, saved it for uh, me. Uh, Hold on a second. Okay, okay. If you have no dietary restrictions on anything mm-hmm. and you want to say, you know, like get a Double Double Animal Style. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if you like if you like meat and protein, yeah, that's the one. That's or, the one. Or go to Fat Burger, which is also amazing. No, and no, oh, Fat Burger no, is incredible. It's no, incredible. Horrible. No. You get the Fat Burger at Fat Burger. You're that's LA. But could, that's pure not, LA. No, guys, I, I would know we're talking say, about Zodiac, uh, but just uh, quickly. <laughs> oh wait, Zodiac? We're not talking. Wait, about, this is yes, involved. What are some of these other secret things? What's the grilled cheese thing you're talking about? The grilled cheese thing is literally just big. Uh, yeah. One of grilled cheese. They take but the they have it on the menu. Yeah. Do they? No, no, no they it's, not on the on, it's not on the menu. Grilled None cheese? No, that's on the menu. Not no. on the menu. No, I promise. There's you. a lot of things that are not on the menu. Yeah. They, I think you can also. Most of the things that you order. Do something with at, the shakes. The, most of the things that you, you order at, uh, at, uh, at uh, in and out Burger are actually not on the menu. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the 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 just uh, here we go. You have the. Uh, oh, you pulled out the, the phone. I had to actually look it up. What phone is it? The extra toasted burger. 
The extra toasty. Oh yeah, thing. oh man, you get all these things. Let's see. The Flying Dutchman protein style grilled cheese, Neapolitan shakes, mustard grilled patty burgers, cheese fries, well done fries, etc. 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 Neapolitan yeah, so shakes. Yeah, this is this yeah, is that's, really that's what I was like thinking tra- about other than just the burgers and stuff. You can, I would you can I, I will say, unless you want to ingest your fries instantaneously, always order them well done. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Which by the way, means that your order will take longer to get. Yep. Because worth that means you have to double it. fry them. Yep. That's it's all right. It's oh, worth it. Still pretty fast. Yeah. Still pretty fast. Still pretty fast. It's peanut by oil, the way, though, right? By the way, these fries, sure. these fries are like no fries you will ever get in any other place because they are fresh. Yeah. They yeah. they literally take the potato Cut and it. then slice it right into the fryer. Right. And it, it doesn't even get a chance to be a cold fry. No. It's like the 0.3 seconds is falling no. into its death. That's that's the only yeah, it is it is the moment. freshest yeah. potato fry you can get. And uh they the lifespan of this fry is about 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It right? really eat it yeah. in the first 30 seconds, all of them in the first 30 seconds. Because you if <laughs> you best. if you eat them 45 minutes after the fries made, they will taste terrible. Yeah, it's sort of like eating wet newspaper. Yeah. I think that's pretty much pretty much as yeah. close as you can get. So but, yeah, like if you but, if you, but if you didn't like hurt 15, your mouth, in 15 minutes, right. yeah, yeah, oh, it's it's it is one yeah, of the most sort of like near Chernobyl style bad for you. That's that's your ingestion yeah. time. That's yeah. right. That's and, right. And it, and it make you it makes you realize how terrible and artificial uh, other fast food fries are. Yeah. No. There's very like like other fast food. I haven't eaten McDonald's in ten years, but I remember the t- last time I had it. I literally fell asleep for like four hours. It, there was some chemical, something in it that just wiped me out. Like I was gone. I, I will. I will deal with McDonald's. You know, it's the kid thing. You have to go and sometimes do this. But like, it all has the same weird chemical tang to me. Maybe it's just the McDonald's I go to. It has a little bit of like cleanser flavor to it. I'm not sure what it is, and so I'm I'm off McDonald's at the moment. But I will still go early in the morning to try to get the shamrock shake. And I've never gotten one in the past three years going for my kids. Uh, no matter how fucking early you get there, someone's bought all the shamrock shakes. How? I don't know. What do you mean? Like, would you so order bad. online and then just like, roll in with your... What do you mean? Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. The shamrock shake. We can't get them. Three years running. And we try to go get them. We go like, you know, like crack of dawn on, uh, on, um, on shamrock day, whatever it's called. You know what I'm saying? St. Patrick's, no, Patrick's Day. I'm half Irish. It's all right. I should know these things. We can't get the goddamn sh- shamrock they shakes. They run out of shamrock shakes. Instead, they have one. They have a quarter cup of shamrock shake. They throw it out the window with the first comer, and then the rest of the rest of your day is sadness. Nothing happens. They can't get it. That's that's my... I think they're just straight up being like lying to you. I'm and just saying. Pissed. I'm pissed. If it's I'm pissed at the McDonald's Dwarty. I'm, I'm pissed. I can't okay. believe we go through this every all year. Right. They Let's talk right about serial killers. Oh, we're back at it now. <laughs> finally, finally. I had to push the shamrock shake before we did it. All right. Who? <laughs> Who's my favorite serial killer? What? I mean, like, <laughs> do we have a great serial killer? There's today? a new one right now. Is there? Oh, yes. Uh, no, let's, let's not say great. <laughs> well, that's not great, but you guys heard about that guy in L.A. jail that's 78 years old. Oh, uh, a, the man who they say has they're really killed more people. people. 90 something. Oh, is this the Grim Sleeper? No. It's not the Grim Sleeper. I think the no. Grim Sleeper 
It's, is that someone that they also tagged as Golden State? No. no. Grim no. Slipper was caught, no. and uh, I think he's in jail. If you want to see a great documentary on the Grim Sleeper, I think it's called the, the Grim Sleeper. Anyway, it's by uh, <laughs> Tight. It's, uh, it's called the Awkward Valet. <laughs> exactly, drunken bellhop. The um, uh, drunken a, bellhop. Uh, the, uh, there's uh, there's a great documentary on the Grim Sleeper that is uh, from a socioeconomic perspective. You can watch on Amazon. Mm. It's really really good. Um, yeah, no. I this mean, guy painted the uh, New York Times did a story on this guy. LA Times did a big article on it, but it's been tracking back and forth. But there was a guy, he, there is a gentleman in jail right now. Mm. And there was a gentleman in Texas who was a state trooper mm-hmm. who, the guy that was in jail now, he's 78, he was wanted for a crime, okay, in Texas, a murder. So I think the story is even correct that the state trooper came here and interviewed the guy that's in jail now. He's 78 years old. And the guy liked him and he Mm. started telling him stories. So the thing is, they're now up to 98. That's insane. And he is very, very specific about each crime. Right. And they gave him art supplies. uh, And now he's, he's been drawing their portraits accurately Ugh, and so it goes horrible. back to the 60s where he was in florida went to oklahoma worked on some sort of steel rig right. to texas to ohio chicago floating around. floating around and he is there are women uh, uh either prostitutes or women he go on dates with but he described every single one to the t and where their bodies oh, were that's laid awful. That's awful. and so it, but he's been only talking to well, the state trooper. Well, that's a trooper. testament to his memory, actually. Yeah, no, the state it's, trooper. It's a, it's a story. <laughs> so dark. It's a great story. But this state trooper. If I murdered 98 yeah, people, it's like, like, opens up. Wow, that's amazing. You remember all those things. Well, the, the thing is, he didn't talk about it. And a lot of the <laughs> times, they were closed cases. Right, right. And now, in his old age, and he started talking to the state trooper, and it's the only person I believe he talks to, is that he's basically going through – and just recounting everything Ugh. and uh, painting the pictures of the women. Right. And it, they're saying he is the biggest serial killer in the history of the United States. That's so depressing. Yeah, because like – Look the, it up. It's a strange the story. Super the movie, weird. Um, the so, there, so, so that exists, right? Like we we haven't talked about a big serial killer. Yeah. No, like the thing is, I mean, serial killers grossly become sort of like – yeah, but he wasn't Fantas- sending like, stuff in the mail. That's what happens to the Zodiac, for even for the people in the world of the yeah. Zodiac. Uh, so like weird. it's like you know, people just sort of start treating him like it's a superstar. Like, oh, what's he gonna do next? I'm just like, this is that's not this is not cool, dude. Yeah, it's not, not it's, cool. It's a weird right? thing that they didn't talk about. <laughs> so in that's Zodiac. the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. The thing like, is, what there's is this gentleman that yeah, died because of the Zodiac. Like, uh, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, no, but but I think that there's. I mean, a weird after Zodiac, you had like Ted Bundy and the Ramirez. Yeah, right. but the thing is, you have this guy who remains silent, mm-hmm. right? And at ninety-eight or seventy-eight years old, he's killed ninety-eight people, mm-hmm. women. I kind of when I watched Zodiac again just recently, mm-hmm. this whole thing about movies and movie nights, there yeah. was a fame thing. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's almost like I really do believe that was probably. I, I, I'll have to read more books about it, but the point is like if there's. 
possibly could be a couple people that were just like, you know what? They wanted to be famous. They wanted yeah, of course. A, and of course. there was <clears throat> I have a be book interesting. For you. There should be another side to this, the competition between them. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 nasty. You're gonna say. I have a book for you. If you are actually really intrigued about that, I've read this. It's called The Psychopath Test. It's by John Ronson and it's about finding um people that are psychopaths mm-hmm. and sociopaths and most how you can test for that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 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 far more common than like it's it's relatively it, common. It's it you have to kind of stop yourself because then you'll start being like, well this person doesn't seem to have any empathy. You start to right. apply these right. things to people around you, but it's a very interesting book and uh you know, he kind of goes through what makes a psychopath like these questions that have become part of an actual test Mm -hmm. to detect whether someone has um i think it's called antisocial behavior disorder and things like that and things that can tell you who a psychopath is but he found uh if i'm remembering correctly that a lot of them tend to places of power Mm -hmm. and so ceos and all of that like they have those tendencies of like narcissistic behavior yeah and and, you know manipulation just others no one by name yeah yeah that may be occupying the white house no one like (laughs) that nothing like that but But um, yeah no because like you don't have to be you don't have to be a maniac to to be a sociopath. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's like, that's a, like, you know, severe narcissist, uh, kind of activities. Like it's just those- the combination of these things. Like yeah. on a test, they say like, I just listened to something today and say, if you score on this above 30, you're qualified as a psychopath. Right. Again, this is something I've taken from a podcast. Would you right. put that on Whatever. your resume? Huh, 29. I'm a 29 I'm a, psychopath. I'm a way six. Up there. I'm probably going to be CEO of something. That's the next like Myers-Briggs personality test my resume right now. Badge of honor online. if you score high on the psychopath. That'd yeah, be so yeah. great on your resume. Well, you're in the, HR. It's like a little another note of 28 on the psychopath test. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, man. Gotcha. Like, you know, well, like, you know, like the Elon Musk look. I mean, I'm not saying he's a psychopath, but like he's got that got that stare. There's like a thing. That makes me suspicious. He's a, there's a kookiness. <laughs> it's a kookiness to him. The thing is, too, is that those people, uh, it's super, super hard to detect uh, unless they actually want to be straight with you just because they're so used to like mimicking yeah, right. what emotion is and knowing what they want to get out of you right. that they just sit in that space and just play off of whatever you, like they know what you want so right. they just it's yeah, just it's a really mirroring. creepy yeah, thing right, 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 right. Uh, i used to work for some people like that one in particular uh-huh. that super bright but there was this border uh this guy he, he was like he could easily have been ted bundy i mean there was something about him uh it was years and years ago but he was super bright and driven yeah. But there was these moments when you're alone with him or just talking or in his office right. talking and you're like it just was that stare at you and well, this, you said it, the look, mimicking right? like yeah. oh I'm trying to and there was you just put all these pieces it's only when you leave you're like you're, you're I swear he was like almost psychopathic he was so into himself right. like unbelievable right. and there was all these little Quirks and things. And yeah, that's on the veneer was beautiful. Right, right, right. The leader, but it's well, like, what is the thing that uh, that people point? Uh, this is a total internet nonsense thing, probably. But like uh, that the Stan- the classic Stanley Kubrick villain look is like the looking 
up the top of your eyes and like you have the whites underneath your eyes. Yes. Like apparently that's the thing they talk about is like if you have that, the, like your eyes, like if, you, if you're revealing underneath your iris a lot, then that, that, that's like people are like, yeah, that's, that's indicative of being uh, uh, probably shady. Yeah. Or just like the, the, you have a, there's a high tendency of narcissistic uh, personality disorder. If you, if this physical trait is true and like the thing is, I'm like, I don't know if the, I don't know if the analysis is true. I just know that Jack Nicholson looks really freaky in the shining. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the track that we're on. Mm. But like the, well, like the do- way that the guy in Zodiac plays the Zodiac is exactly the kind of creep Oh, that, like he that police interrogation it. at the factory he nails. It. Oh he's my like, God. it's so it, there's like, you know, the, murder, oh, the blood on the read the murder about the murders. He's like, it's so dreadful oh, or something. God. He says, it's like, I, I just, didn't I read just the was papers. killing some chickens. I just had bloody <laughs> knives. But, but that was <laughs> the crazy that, thing right? about that is that I told the guy before. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, how yeah. they didn't even what? know that. And he's like, and the knives are like, oh, my God, you're handing it to us. It was unbelievable. The look on their faces. Was great. Yeah, and my next door neighbor who saw it, he had a heart attack. <laughs> he's dead now. He's dead now. <laughs> but he definitely saw but me. But even when you see a scene like that, you you would think that they would not just. Fo- I mean, I, I said it earlier. It's like there was so much. If that is a correct and accurate portrayal of mm-hmm. that moment, there's so much to go with on that guy oh, yeah. Yeah, that you would think that it w- uh, you wouldn't let a judge block you. Yeah, it's I mean, that's that's the overwhelming uh, thing with this. It's like, but, like it's but, the circumstantial but, evidence is really yes. a problem, you know, because like you, you have can things, plant evidence. Well, it's just that like like evidence right? Ha- right? You have to have that a, was the whole I mean, point of a direct Dylan, chain. You Dylan Hall's character is like, I don't care about here. this. Right. We have all the things present. Yep. And then I'm going to go with this. Because like, it could the, all but be a all those all key features were. It's just how at the meeting they missed things. Like, oh, I didn't. You talk to somebody else, right. and it's always that. And it was just so, it was actually depressing to think oh, that yeah. that even I know today it's probably still that this kind of web of not knowing things. Well, it's like, just I a, think it's a lot better today. Is I would hope. I hope. Yeah. I, I mean, it was depressing because it really there was a lot of evidence there. Like that that was a big thing back in the day where you know jurisdiction they didn't talk to each other. There was right. also just an actual physical problem with communication. Like the guy was saying, he was like, we don't have a telefax. Yeah. yeah. I don't have and a everything. fax either. Yeah. All right. Like, yeah. Can you, can you ask them for, yeah. to give I us one? I thought those were Solanas, the Vallejos. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, it's just, that was the way, I think it was a mostly a communication thing, but, and I don't think it was like, well, generally one of those things where they wanted to protect their own information because everybody yeah. in these places well, wanted to be caught. But the thing is, they were like, I will give you this, but you have to give me this. Well, quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Right. So yes. there was some of that going I mean, and on. The, and the, you're right. the thing is, like the character, like even the guy that's just like, because well, there's a guy that I like for it, and they're like, and he's like, why are you telling him this if you like this guy? What are you doing? You know, like they have these little, like they want to make, they want to be the ones who yeah. catch him. You know, so they're keeping this information kind of quiet because they like this better than the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the 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 movie is so great at having these little gentle rivalries all over everywhere and it's just like they're not bad nobody's being a bad person but the thing has just been going on for so long and everyone's got their version of what the story must be which is really what's like you know you have you watching the movie have a version of like oh it's roger rabbit's the fucking killer you know this guy has a different version of what it is and this guy has a different version of what it is right and everyone's making an argument for their particular lining up of these dots but the fact is, none of this adds up to anything. Like you did, we don't find it. I out. think the interesting thing about if 
looking at the way you approach things, uh, material coming in front of you as a police officer and so mm. forth, just going back to the origin is like so important in a mindset too. Like, mm. where did she work? Oh, let's go to where she – because Jake Gyllenhaal later in the movie is like, oh, yeah, 50 yards away. Yeah. He lived with his mother. I've walked it. I've walked uh, it. Yeah, right. Did she know that him? Really Do you know what I mean? Sense. And it's just stuff like that. Go to the origin. Who right. was she? Where did she work? Right. What was her day like? That from there, it seems like instead of, okay, who did she see yesterday? And, right. blah, 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 and she stopped at a diner. It's like the tracing back, it going back to the origins is a right. – looking at that and you realize on a lot of – Interesting crime dramas. It's always literally just going back to the childhood or to this or that. Yeah, you know, like the the and, childhood of most serial killers is pretty much the same. Yeah, <laughs> like it's that. There's a few things you do to kids, and then they go crazy in this way. That's what often happens. You don't want to be a little critter in the neighborhood because you'll be dead. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, I think the movie is really amazing. It's sort of simulating that sensibility of wanting to understand something that's ultimately unknowable. Uh, and uh, and I think that that's why like Fincher is a master at, at sort of like teasing that feeling out in the audience, yeah, uh, and sort of getting you on a particular side no matter what. And like and I was I heard a great podcast about uh, Gone Girl, uh, and one of the one of the guys brought up he's just like okay so who do you think uh, you know uh, who do you think David Fincher like who do you think Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl, mm-hmm. uh, like who do you think she sides with in this movie? Is it Ben Affleck or is it uh, um, Rose? Oh, what's her name? Uh, the actor's name. Anyway, the Gone Girl character. Like and uh, and they're like, oh, we think she sides with Ben Affleck. You know, he's like she spends a lot of time sort of like making you, even though he's a dimwit. You know, like making a sort of a, a kind argument for him. Um, and he goes, now who do you think David Fincher sides with? And everyone in the podcast was like. Oh, the murderer! <laughs> like, and I was like, I yeah. think that's it. I think that 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 Fincher is taking the point of view of like, how can I fuck with you the most? Like, yeah, you know, he's like, he's trying to line things up so that but he, you he are he shows up. that card because in that I think is actually the best scene in the movie is where he's at the factory and the cops are there interviewing. Oh, it's great! He's like, well, I'm not this Zodiac killer. But if I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell, you. tell you. And I love and this. Like, the, yeah, the, the sound design change on his voice right there is magnificent. Yeah, he's just like he's perfect if, too. Oh, that that guy's great. But it, like, he's going like, and if I were the Zodiac, I wouldn't tell you. And the, the whole like all the bass goes like this, mm-hmm. and you're just like, fuck, of course, yeah. Like this. It's is- interesting too. It's like he is facing this kind of. Uh, all the workers behind him and this mm-hmm. grating and those guys are in these kind of mustard chairs yeah, right. and the poppy soda machines yeah. and that's it. They were just totally in like little yeah, yeah, it's playland incredible. and he was – Well, I guess we'll uh, check on that. Uh, you know. Anything else? So wait, like, can I ask what – like there's so many great scenes in the movie. That is your favorite scene probably in the movie. That – I really did love the murder at the lake because if there was – Scary as hell. Very visceral yeah. but also uh, – it, there was something really uh, – it just – it was a beautiful haunting scene, not yeah. a beautiful like I, I'd want that I think to it happen. has a lot to do with the, the sound. Yeah. The, it was so actually – for me, was the color the and color. her. Yeah. She was very pretty and there was something about her in that like that, that outfit she had right. and hogtied. But yeah. Like it, it was – there was something they have so the, raw, like beauty. Right. But it was like watching – 
uh, like a beautiful duck like get they killed. Are out in something the, where yeah. it's like they there's something the beautiful killed nowhere. and it was really raw yeah. that way. When you see beauty die like that and there was something, the background and the leaves and the, the it's grass broad, like this. And yeah. it changes from shooting. Yeah. yeah. Right. So stabbing. it's just stabbing. He yeah. shows the guy the gun yeah. with the loaded bullets and then it's all of a sudden you're like, oh God, okay, well, he's not going to shoot him. Maybe he's going to let him go. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that if you don't know the story. Yeah. And then just stabs them. Well, I think, and I think that and you're right. So like, it's almost like there's a moment there. Like I feel like it's when he asks, like just because it's a breath. Like, yeah, like where he decides. You see him decide, like I'm gonna fucking kill these people. But that's sex. And that's like, physical. Yeah, like the well, stabbing was a physical, right. sexual thing. At least with her, and she died. He, he didn't. He's he stabs he stabs him first, but the camera is on her, right? Which yeah. makes it like that is what sets up like. It's because she's the one who's going to get murdered. You show the maximum terror with her. Like it isn't him getting stabbed but from was, his point of view. It, there was it's him getting stabbed from her thing point of view about it because you the oh yeah the, I mean, like, the yes, knife and yes, the total little, control. Like, yeah, it's, it's total control it was over really it. and the the scene when she is on her side. It's the last shot of the scene, and she and he stabs her like three times right in the in the gut. Right, that's the scene where when I saw it in the theater when I watched it with Anne, all this like. That's the one shot where it's so visceral that everyone can't take it. Like the initial stabbing when he gets stabbed is bad. When she gets stabbed initially is bad. But when she tries to roll over and get away and he, and he, and he stabs her three times, that's the moment in the movie when you're like, I don't know if I can watch this movie. Like, and it's not even that gory. It's no. just little hey, bits of blood. Here's a question. Yeah. I totally missed At the end of the movie, they're at the airport and I recognize that actor. I forgot what he was in, but yeah, yeah. he's like in a bunch of living in oblivion. Who he was in too? Is he? Oh, that's great. I think that's the guy. From that guy. Um, but the thing is, that guy who came in and ID'd yeah. was that the the that's intro the, guy. That's the first that's kid. The first kid. Car. Yeah. Shot. Michael Michaud. Okay, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't uh, the Barry uh, Lake? No, no, that's no, the guy in the car gets shot in the face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the I, I think with Barry, I said, like. Uh, you both point this out, but I want to just uh, add it all up. Like the between the sound design, like the wind through like dry, brittle grass, yeah. cross water. It's a bright, open, sunny day. Like this is what makes you feel like these guys are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Because if someone were holding a gun on two people in the middle of the day anywhere else on the earth, like there would be instant trouble. But like because it's you, you go into that scene going. It's just like you're like, yeah. they are fucked. They are completely fucked. They don't even realize how screwed they are. Uh, and when it goes down, it goes down so fast. It just the whole scene just collapses into violence, and then Fincher cuts out immediately. Like once the worst thing happens, he's out. And this is what I, and I brought this up. I think with um, when we were, I brought up the Hills Have Eyes, right? Which is a the remake is a really good scary movie. Like, scare the shit out of the audience really early, like really, really bad, and then they will be scared for the rest of the movie even if you don't show anything. Yeah. And that's basically what happens in Zodiac. Like Everything, all the, like, the July 4th, Berryessa, mm-hmm. and then the taxi driver all happen in, like, the first half of and the cl- movie. And the then little yeah. clump. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, it's, it's done now. Yeah. I'm still terrified yeah. of this guy. And then that tension hangs over yeah. everything else for the rest of the movie. And you don't really know if it's him or not. Yeah, and well, they also That's had different vo- different voice actors playing him. Uh, so, like yeah. at one point, it's the guy from the end. At one point, it's like three, at least There's three, three dudes. Actors. I yeah. think. Yeah, I look. The Jake up. at the yeah. house. Yeah, where That's he goes right. with the reels. 
in great. the basement. Great. Now, can uh, we- a quick story. I literally, my wife and I, we had a one-year-old. We were looking f- to get a home. This is nine, uh, 2008, 2007, 2008. And I would drive around and go to open houses and stuff. And in LA, I won't say where, she stayed at home with her newborn. And I'm like, I'm going to go look at a couple of houses because we need to get a house. We live in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. And I drove to this house and I looked at it. I was like, hmm, you know, I don't know if I could afford it. I can't remember what it was. And then I had parked like a block away. So I, I'm walking out a block and then I see this guy waving to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey. So I walk another block. He's like, are you want to buy a house? I was like, I'm, how'd you know? I'm looking at a house. He's like, we'll sell our house to you. And I was like, why don't you come and look at it? And I was like, well, okay. So I parked a block and a half away. <laughs> I go in and the door closes and these two guys are saying, Let's show you the house. I'm like, okay, okay, wait a minute. I just walked <laughs> Um And I just remember being nope. in, they're like, you have to see the bathroom. And I was like, it looks pretty good from here. I Why probably shouldn't head out. They're like, no, no, no. You have to walk into it. I was like, really? They're like, yeah, you got to walk into the bathroom. You, you really have to check the, the bathroom out. And I was like, really? Eh, it looks pretty. No, look at the tile in the bathroom. And they're both like, please go check it out. And I was What's like, great is if you hold your my wrist wife together doesn't, behind your back. My wife doesn't know but, where I am. No, I was literally like, I was, I thought, down. I thought, it, and I straddled the door in the bathroom. I'm like, looks good. I got to go. And I literally just <laughs> totally took off. I was like, have you seen our grinder? Just stick it was your shirt in exactly there. around the same time as that. I was like, that was the movie that was from Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally no. You really have to see the bathroom. I'm. It looks pretty good to me. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Go inside. Yeah, come on. Here, let me show you. Go There's a little bit the of De Niro from Goodfellas. No, it's around the corner. It's around come the corner. On. It's around the corner. Around the corner. Yeah. It's around the corner. Right, right, right there. there. She's like, right there. really? <laughs> it's so like, yeah, we got dresses Man. back there. Around yeah. the corner. Nicole, what are your favorite scenes from Zodiac? Actually, I was just thinking about how. Well, I love the Barryessa sequence mm-hmm. so much uh and i love the cop scene cop scene mm-hmm. and i love like i mean it's my favorite venture it's hard to pick yeah it's a lot but it's a lot in this movie we haven't talked about the sequence when zodiac gets and abducts the woman with the kid oh it's so good that is such a brutal scene too oh, that's oh, so horrifying scary. i'm like so oh scary. i think we're gonna talk don't about- ever do that yeah. no oh, not only is that she's like one oh, of my top scenes there him. i swear the silhouette of him was the guy from the house. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, they I know might they have physi- used it. Do you know what I mean? I was going to say that earlier because I yeah. love that scene with the girl. That scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Just yeah. like the cop scene. Right. Yeah. But there are principal scenes. Projectionist. The projectionist. Yeah. I looked Roger at that Roger. and Roger. I was like, wow, is that his side jowl? Yeah. Right. Like it's almost like it looked like him, not the, the thick uh, guy. Yeah. First, I'm going to throw your baby out the window. And then you're like, what? <laughs> there was something like not, yeah. and and they played with the voices like you were saying. There's a, it was almost like at that end. Yeah, it's like yeah, maybe there was a, two people. Uh, and do you know, do you know who the uh, actor is who's playing the woman? That is Ioni Sky. And oh, her, is that her? That's oh, Ioni sh- Sky, who's awesome. Okay, Gaswood Lodging, and she, her father is Donovan. Yes, Burley, Burley, Hurley, Burley. Yep, that it is. And, wow. And that, that's, that's why she Who got Who also did it. Billion Dollar Babies. Yeah, it's, yeah, Donovan then. Who's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's that right is there. a small world. Yeah. So they got the licensing through that deal. Yeah, yeah well, they, 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 they cast her specifically because of that connection, for sure. Uh, but she's great in that scene. And she that is a scary-ass scene. Yeah, that that's a very scary, scary. scene. And so even what's scary terrifying. and beautiful about, not be, but scary about that was just the trucker's reaction 
Oh God! You think he's seeing something awful, and he seems like such a like he's from a different part of the world and God fearing, yeah. and he's like just confused on the highway. And this woman approaches and says, "I have it." She's helping her, you know, because yeah. he was just totally confused. But I thought that structure was interesting because it was literally the women taking control, and the guy was just lost. Where's, like the where's trucker, your baby? Where's your baby? Uh, there's a baby. There's a, <laughs> oh like he was God. totally confused. Yeah, and the thing is, man, like everything is just ramping. Oh, like the scene is brilliant because you can't be sure whether or not, and they bring it up later, that this was even the zodiac at all. Yeah, like it may have just been some guy fucking around. Whatever it was, like it got pinned. I like got so zodiac took credit for it. Right. right. Um, and the whole scene is about how freaked out you are getting about it. Like that is simulating for you what everyone Here's an in interesting the world story. In that Imagine point is like feeling. the Zodiac's doing this, but it's the projectionist is helping him, but he's competitive with him. Yeah. So he's trying to do what he's doing. So right. that yeah, you flip and the whole movie so just we on both that. Interpret it that way. That's do you so know great. what I mean? Like it's just like, like them competing with each other. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'll doubt. Do you? I'll drive on the highway. And, oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that. That is a. That's a. That's a dynamite scene. And but it's like, the it's best so... villains, or at least the to understand. I find just like in the police interrogation, how simple he is in terms of like expressions. He's not villainous, like, like yeah. And it's just those little beats, like, oh, I would never hurt a child. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. like after you were fired for inappropriately touching, he's like, right. Yeah. And the way he turned that anger, and you yeah. see it in the paint shop. That is to me the scariest. Yeah, stuff. that's the real person. You it's see the, the real, real person. Yeah, the yeah. mask comes off. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. That to me scares me more than the. I love stuff. the way when he's uh, when he's driving with Ioni Sky, and she's like, "I think you just passed a gas station," and he goes, it's "Closed." He just goes, "It's closed." Yeah. <laughs> like it's, you're like. So you like, you're like, oh, you no. said that all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the way you said that freaked me out. It's closed. <laughs> like, so good. Clearly, yeah. completely on and open. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's incredible. All right. So your favorite scenes. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. The, the, the abduction scene was terrifying. Yep. Babies. Babies terrifying. Babies terrifying. <laughs> Babies always terrifying. Um, uh, I love... Uh, I love the puzzle part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I wish there was more puzzle. More, more Gray Smith solving little puzzles. Well, yeah, more, more, uh, uh, more of an action with the like you know, you know, uh, deciphering. I love when there's a moment when you could see Robert Downey Jr. It flicks across his face, like, wait a minute. Is Grace Smith the killer? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely like, wait a second, this is too weird. That's like a theory that some people have, actually. Oh, that Grace Smith was the actual killer, and he wrote the yeah. book. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this one. That's that's a thing that's out there, and there's, I mean, there's so many. You I mean, listen to right. like Gyllenhaal's character. Gyllenhaal is actually yes. the killer. Like, there's a, there's a moment what? of like, no, there's that's a, there's, a thing. There's definitely a moment in the, in the movie where you're watching Robert Downey Jr. and he just considers it for a second, and they even make a joke out of it later with. Uh, um, uh, uh, with, where was it? Uh, Hulk is asked, have you ever considered Paul Avery as the killer? And he goes, frequently. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, there's also a thing too where, um, you know, they study serial killers and they say that a lot of times these kinds of people like to be close yes. to the investigation. Right. They like to know what's happening. They'll sometimes offer to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, 
that's actually a thing that people have posited. I don't think it has any merit, right. but that's. But it's people. Neither been, does Ted Cruz. So. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, but but, but believable. Kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty believable. <laughs> he may have been five, but I believe it's no empathy him. in that face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That is the most artificial expression I've ever seen on a human-shaped thing. Potato. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's true. But I, so like more more puzzle, more puzzle is your more puzzle, your more puzzle. Yeah, I that I really did good. enjoy uh, uh, him going off on the whole um, um, uh, uh, deadliest. Uh, man is the most deadliest is the deadliest game of all. Like I, I love all that. Well, stuff. that's because it's about movies. I absolutely true. Count Zaroff right. with a Z. Yes. Yeah, I can watch that all. All day. right, we are over three hours. Welcome to three hours. Do you want to push yeah. another two? That means no. it is time for me to say <laughs> we have we have to do an obligatory two minutes on how awesome Brian Cox is. Thank you. Yes. yes. I was going to Tutty, say that too. Tutty, anyone? <laughs> Tutty, anyone? <laughs> Brian Cox owns this Hello, movie Zodiac. so hard. God. It's ridiculous. So beautiful. He and, and Downey are Downey steal the entire so thing. Tip you're you're, you're Tip milling, What is it? Drifting? You're milling about? Oh, yeah. You're doing the M word again. Yeah, looming. 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 <laughs> looming. He just yells looming. Looming. And looming. He just gets off his ass. Yeah. Oh, dude. But yeah, but Brian, Brian Cox, just from the moment he is like, a voice in the back of the car, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll be all right when the lights are on." What are these cookies back here? That's right. Can you ever clean this car? Yes. <laughs> I'm just like Brian Cox is even on screen when and he's he at that Christmas that party. He's like, "Toddy, everyone." He's when he just, was just like, "Oh yeah," Toddy? he said he called me a couple times. They're like, "Really? He called you?" He <laughs> has the letter there. His guests are there, and they're like, "That's awful, Melvin." And they're like talking <laughs> to him, and he's like, "Here's the letter." He's and the reaching out shirt. to. <laughs> Apparently, he was like that in real life, though. Oh, yeah. Mel- Melvin Belli, uh, who actually did was also on Star Trek, and as the, as is mentioned. Uh, but yeah, when when she's like, he was reaching out to you. Like, he's yeah. like, absolutely, absolutely. That's a great impression, by the way. <laughs> I yes. fucking love, I love him in this. Chris, then, you up for a couple more hours of this? Let's do no. It. Just, it's <laughs> just You're Cox. falling asleep. All, it's just I Cox, am, that's I it. Have, I've been up late. <laughs> we have to do I'm a separate, to, we have to, to have Nicole back just to talk Brian Cox. That's what I'm saying. Let's Brian Cox, this. okay. Too All right, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do round it. this up. You're getting tired. Yeah, I am getting tired. All right, here we go. All right. Good night, Brian Cox. Thank you. Well... Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nicole, for bringing absolutely. this because I think it was a fantastic movie to bring in, and and Fincher obviously is an important person yeah. to bring up on this thing, and so it was it was all uh, really good, uh, and I I really appreciate it because I was like, you brought something special, so that was that was really cool. Did yeah. you have fun? I did. Yeah. Despite, I mean, Chris I love and- this. Yes. You were clearly we'll sideline that conversation. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I love movies in general. And like I said to Chris, too, I was like, I'm kind of having a difficult time, you know, because you put me on the spot. And you guys have talked about a lot of the films that I love already. <laughs> and I couldn't right, be part of that it. conversation. Is, is there a Why couldn't that... you be part of it? Well, because it would just be me yelling at you guys talking because on the, the podcast. Being like, <laughs> it's pronounced Brachiosaurus. <laughs> Stop it. Did we say Brockies? Brock- something happened. Something, bro- Brookiosaurus? something occurred during Brookiosaurus. Jurassic Park. Brookiosaurus. And I was upset. Well, the, the thing is, I don't want to alienate anyone from being part of this podcast. And I don't so, think you do. Okay. No, you no, no, no. Do, what, would you, what would you recommend? What are your critiques of what would you recommend for us to either handle a movie you would like us to do or if I should talk less, which I should? <laughs> I don't think you should talk less. But I, 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 don't, I don't even think that this should be part of 
this discussion in general because I think you guys do a great job. I uh, I mean, I, I really don't know. I wouldn't have too many suggestions other than the one that I gave you. And then you literally put me on the spot. You're like, it's like, please have more women. Yeah, yes, we agree. <laughs> yeah. We wholeheartedly agree. And so I said, you said, please have more women. It's like, uh, uh, and then, therefore, you should be on the podcast. Yes. I am yeah. here. Yes. Yeah, and you are here. And you know what? Congratulations. Because there is a lot of people It's like, please have more women that are women to say that. And then they don't want to do it. Well, that was also a thing that I thought about. I was like, uh, cat, take this one. But then I didn't because I was like, cat, cat also said, yes, I agree. Right. Cat. I knew cat at the end. Yeah. 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 She's awesome. She I will be on tears. I love her. She's She's fantastic. so great. Uh, she, well, will, she used to do jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, she'll be on. Do, it, she better be. Uh, for Come a second, on, I, I, I realized we got through this podcast without you doing any impressions. And I didn't get to do any follow-up impressions. You did a great impression of Brian Cox. I, I slipped in the Brian Cox. Fantastic, yeah, okay. dude. It's I, really yeah. tough. I, I worked on that like all weekend long. Oh, my God. That's a good one. It was just like it, – it, it, Your hair is fabulous, by the way. It's it, gone, No one can see this at home. It, it is, is a com- crashing wave frozen in <laughs> silver yeah, glory. I, I got to get a haircut. Yeah. It's, yeah. Nice. it's lovely. Uh, okay. Cool. Is there anything that people are, that are, people are watching or want to recommend to the audience before we go? Uh, I, I got to say oh, – yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Um, you go first. I just forgot. But Undone. I know, okay. Um, Undone. Undone on Amazon Prime. Undone on Amazon. Yeah. By the by, the writer slash producer of BoJack Horseman. I think that's true. One of I those. I believe that may be true. Yeah. And BoJack Horseman also coming to an end uh, this month. Yeah. yeah so watch it. Watch Undone because I'm like, oh my god, first episode, mostly about character establishment, right. and then second, it goes crazy. It goes fucking crazy. Yeah, nicely written, Watch well it. done show. It's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a yeah rotoscope animation. Animation. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's in the ballpark of like. Um, I haven't been able to figure out what this is this whole time, and now I finally know what this is because I've seen so many ads for it, and we've been meaning to watch it. Yeah, watch it. Okay. Yeah, it's glorious. It looks hey, did really you see beautiful. those links that I sent you last week? Which ones? No, there we go. So yes. <laughs> I sent you guys a whole bunch of video links. Did you just check them out? I don't. I, did. I, I have not. Mostly about the jam. No, the pretenders. Pretenders. You sent pretenders links? Oh, you did on Neil's, then, Neil's thing. Yeah, Neil's I did. Thing. That's and right. then I, I sent I you other like, things. You know, you and Francis Neil Bacon. were going on talking about fucking English bands. Was like great whatever. English bands from the seventies. Great bands. Uh, Crispy ambulance. I sent you the uh, the uh, Francis Bacon one. Oh, I love Francis Bacon. I'm down with Francis Bacon for sure. And something else I forgot, but he was good too. He's good with eggs too. He's good. Francis Bacon and eggs, over easy. Yeah, something a, sweet. That was uh, I'm going to recommend. I just watched the first episode of Watchmen, and I really liked it. Oh, I got to check that out. I got yeah. HBO now. Same. I finally. Yeah, Watchmen's good. I'm finally catching up on Chernobyl. That's Barry. scary as hell. Watch Barry. I've watching been watching Barry. Barry. I watched the first I couple of episodes. It's great. Barry's good. I love good. the music. It's so great. I didn't know that um, – what's his name who played the guy in the movie was in that? The guy in the movie? <laughs> that was <laughs> We're terrible. We talked like an old married couple. Know, the guy in the movie. The guy in the movie. The that guy like, in the movie in the is all, a terrible reference. The red stapler guy in Office Space. Oh. Yes. Uh, is, uh, is, uh, is the hitman. Is, is the yes. boss. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, 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 with the bad skin. And he is uh, different in everything you see him in. He is and also in, in Buster Scruggs. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, he, is the, he scrugs it in the original Stephen Root. Scruggs it. 
Steven Root. Steven Root. Amazing and so multi-talented, it almost damages his career. Yeah. Steven, Steven Root. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Steven Root and I have met and chatted for a long time. Well, did he portray a multitude of characters in the moment you spent with well, him? Well, he's, he's – I mean, he's, he's a regular guy like all of us are. Oh, fuck it. I love him. Can you tell him from me that I love him? Yeah, okay. I, I, I can next time I next talk time. to him. Doesn't have, talk you to don't him. have to do anything else. Sorry, yeah. give him my email. But yeah, he's an interesting, like, he was talk. he and I were talking, <laughs> he and I were talking about GPU technology. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely right? true. Yep. He's worried about GPU speeds. He's like, yeah, tell me about GPUs because uh, I'm investing in that stuff. And they're like, nice. It was a weird stuff. And so he and I had a long conversation. like, oh, that makes sense. It's like, it's all about uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. And, and uh, What's your favorite tech site? The Verge? No. The Verge, by far. I have The Verge now because I think you sent me a link. I like the that. The Verge, by far. I know all the – I actually know – like I read an article and I, I know the reporters on each of the articles. It's like, yep, I understand all their biases, uh, which is great. It's fine. Uh, but the yeah. MIT Technology Review, I sometimes get these emails. There's some interesting things on there. I don't uh, know how I got too on intellectual. it. intellectual. No, there's some, if you, there's some really interesting uh, articles. I had signed up. I don't know when I did. The, Ver the Verge is really good. So actually, The Verge started as a bunch of reporters from Engadget, right? So the, That's the one I used to go Right. With. So Engadget was where it started. And so it was uh, – uh, oh. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Joe, whatever. He was the uh, editor-in-chief of Engadget. And then he got fired because Engadget got all messed up with the whole thing. AOL, bottom, it's the whole thing. All those, the, the, the best reporters all left. And they started, they decided to start an independent little company. And they called it, This Is My Next. Right, and it called that, and I was following those guys because I used to follow them as a podcast, and I was like, "This is my next podcast," and it was really interesting to to just follow technology through these guys, and so they started that, and then they got bought by The Verge, uh, which at the time was Vox Media, right? So, uh... so Vox owns The Verge, but at the time, Vox was mainly focused on sports. Yeah. And then Vox expanded to be like all things media, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. So The Verge became like their technology branch and that expanded – like they put a fuckload of money into The Verge and that took off. So Nilay Patel became the editor-in-chief of The Verge and now that whole thing – like if you go to The Verge, you look at their content. You look at their video content more specifically. Sure. Like, Holy shit, these guys are like nailing it. Like Turn all it their out. video content is like high production value. Like really high production value. And so I've always admired what, what what's going on at the Verge for a long time. But I know that and I actually follow their podcast quite a bit. It's called the Vergecast. And so it comes out every Friday. Follow it. If you're interested in technology and you want to hear people talk about the latest iPhone and just like like we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like imagine the you know the three of us talking about the iPhone. I would have nothing value to contribute. You have nothing to do with it, but it's that same format, right. right? It's a bunch of guys like, oh yes, and then they'll like go on and on and on, and then they'll talk about like Facebook and the government, right. same 
format, right? right? And so it's funny. It's entertaining. I have to admit, like um, the number of – I think I only visit one site, period, regularly. Now that I think about it, I listen to Hustler like, dot com. Oh, two sites regularly, <laughs> uh, and uh, and it's I just get my information about movies from at least one place, and then I listen to a few podcasts, and I almost don't do any interneting at all anymore. What's what are the podcasts you listen to? Uh, I listen to uh, the Big Picture, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to Slash Film, um, and uh, for news, I listen to the Daily New York Times. Yeah, the Daily Daily is pretty great. Um, number one podcast of all time. Yeah, it's great. And I listen to Reply All, uh, which yep. is also really good. Really good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's more or that less. One down. Uh, and there are that. a couple of random ones. Like I, I listen to the Rewatchables is really good. Uh, another mm-hmm. movie podcast. But yeah, like I, I, I realized I almost closed off all of my media in the past maybe year. I just don't, I don't pay attention to I anything I have to anymore. stop going on Facebook. Yeah, I don't go, so, I it don't feels go on so Facebook. Good to not toxic. Be on that. Yeah. I rarely, I rarely, rarely, rarely do rarely not. And I've never gone on Facebook on my phone because I don't want it to corrupt my phone. Yeah. So I actually just – sometimes I'll post a picture of my daughter at, at a school event, but I don't go on it. And I, I, I mean I'll maybe once a month. All my social media I'm doing only through Martini Giant and it limits what I can talk about because we are a film podcast. Yeah. And so anytime anybody so talks about it, I just go, who cares? You're not going to talk it about this off air but yeah i agree because i like we have to be part of social media oh yeah no, I'm, in, I'm into it in the in the in the limited Absolutely. way that i would admit that i'm doing it it's yeah. great and twitter has been a really good platform for us as a gen- yeah, as, super fun very so, interactive so that but but yes and i don't get my no one gets mad at facebook me facebook is toxic facebook is awful it's the worst it's the, oh, it's the I worst yeah i don't even get into the other ones but like you can however talk to us on twitter uh at martini giant yeah. Uh, on Twitter, you can. We actually do have a Facebook account as well. We do, and you Facebook.com slash Martini We will totally respond to you on Facebook. Yes. Just because we're shit talking Facebook in every other way, please come to our page. We will interact with you there. Facebook.com slash Martini Giant. And you can also reach us on Instagram at Martini Giant. Well, Martini Giant underscore is our is our handle there. Yes. Uh, and and you and I are going to talk about how we're going to boost our Instagram account because we we need to do that a little yep. bit more. I do not I don't put enough in Instagram. That's true. I, no, that's the one true. I, I don't do. We are anymore. going to work on that one yeah. as well. But if you <laughs> I want, just do the artwork. I stay out of this of kind of Well, tons that's the thing, right? Actually, we want to put all of Eric's artwork on Instagram. I churn out a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and you're like, like, no, I don't want to put Eric's artwork oh, on. Fuck that guy. What? Fuck oh, Eric? that guy, yeah. man. Anyway, what is still, fuck that guy. You do that, and yeah. I'm not saying – I only look. email you, and it's not like I said out loud. Jesus. Yeah, but that's yeah, not so really we, sane. But we do. We could – yes, we could definitely be putting that up on Instagram. Hilarious movie mixes that Eric does. Well, it fills a lot of – And for all the shit that Thrawn does not put up on Instagram, you can because, go to our website yep. called you know martinigiant.com and just go to our Gallic section and then you'll be able to see all We're now that. featuring sliders where you can see all the work that Eric has done if you ha- can't catch exactly what's in there because it's so subtle sometimes and brilliant. It's very subtle. Um, but uh, also you can email us at podcast at martinigiant.com is that right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, hit us up and let us know what you'd like to hear and also if you have any recommendations for people to be on the show, we love guests uh, and as we already discussed, we are looking for more female guests because we've mostly had a zillion dudes in here. But Nicole's here. To, Nicole is here. I'm very, Nicole very excited. It's very generous of you to bring Belle Venny. Belle Venny. 
Belvini. Belvini single barrel. Absolutely. And then Kat is going to be on as well. Oh, I'm super excited. She yeah. said, I can, I can ditch the twins. She's got twins? Yeah. Yes, she does. How awesome is that? I haven't seen her in years, but yeah. if that's she with the glass, right? Cat from DD. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're thinking about the same cat. No. What's her name? Cat Elliot. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, you're talking about. I'm, no. You no. weren't you weren't clued in until right yeah, now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. One second I was like, Cat's like it. Yes. Doesn't have glasses. Okay. I don't know, Cat. She's still great, Cat. Let's just say she's wonderful. It's going to be a good time no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going Kat's to be amazing. And I'm glad you were so comfortable tonight, Chris. You're having a good time. Yeah, I am. I'm tired. You look like you're going to sleep. But you just I have to drive. Tired. It's fine. You can take a nap when you drive. Well, home. I was up. Like, okay. So, you're up so, late. Yeah, I was up late because, you know, my my wife went to go see Lizzo last night. Oh, yeah. Right. That's so I had to stay up late because I, you know, you know, waited for her to come home, and I'm not blaming her at all because she had a wonderful time. But I was like, I was up to like two o'clock in the morning last night, waiting for her to come home. Why? Because I'm a worried husband. Why shouldn't I be? Because you get more sleep. If yes. you're asking. <laughs> so I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Nonetheless, I nonetheless, I while while I was waiting for her to come home, mm-hmm. I watched uh, 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 I watched Zodiac, Zodiac twice. Oh yeah, it's Ooh. worth watching. Just twice. to make sure, I have because it's complicated. It's, it's a complicated it's fucking, movie. Yeah, yeah, I have literally put this movie on, watched it all the way, and then watched it all the way right from the end of the movie. Again, I did. And you need to do that. Yeah. Honestly speaking, brilliant, that brilliant is the kind of movie it is. Yeah. Uh, and I've I've only uh, the last time I did that actually was uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So yeah. I was on a plane. I watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I had another three hours on my flight. And it's like watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine again. I'm going to watch it again. Do it again. So I watched Zodiac, and then I realized, like, it's going to be a while before Ken comes home. I'm like, I'm going to have to watch this again because it's the names. The names, you have to get straight, right? The names and the places and the dates and – all of that runs together so quick. Right. Yes. The and if dates, you don't get it, the you're dates screwed. are complicated. So it's a complicated movie. Nonetheless, I really loved it. It was a fabulous suggestion. Thank you, Nicole, yeah. so much for Thank you for this. coming, too. Please yeah. come again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come again. Absolutely. Uh, and, and specifically, come on so we can argue more about Steven Spielberg and uh, Minority Report. Oh, yes, please. Okay. I yes, mean, please. <laughs> absolutely. Super fun. I watched like four or five of his films in one go. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, there is a dick joke in every single movie. Every single one? Every single time. There's like one time in every one of his movies that he figured out. He's like, people find this funny. And I know that he put one in RPO too. Really? Yeah. I missed the dick joke in RPO. Yeah. There was like a big thing. Like Everyone was like, why do you want to do this? And That's he's wacky. like, I, want, I, want, I need to do it. I'm doing it. I only know this because Eddie did the color. Right. <laughs> the effects. Right. For, for uh, yeah, what is the name? Sorrento's groin getting hit. Oh, there it is. And then I was like, yeah, they, someone gets hit in the balls in every, every single, single Spielberg movie got it, that's not got it. Jaws. Yeah. I, it's still, I bet it still happens in Jaws. It might still happen it's in Jaws. Quint just goes to town and just yeah. knees right. fucking <laughs> just, Richard Dreyfus right just, there. Exactly. Just walks up to the, in the and plums. Like, kicks Brody right in the ball. Yeah. That's it. That's the additional scene. So weird. That's where it goes. Very true. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. It was awesome thank to have you here. 
Uh, are we ready to Thank do it? You. Yeah. You're ready to do it. Yep. Drink, talk, drink.